It's the one, the only, the magnificent Weird Science DC Comics podcast. Coming back at you for another round of comics and nonsense. I'm America's sweetheart, Eric Shea. And I am Jim Warner. And this is what we like to call episode number 226. 226. Wasn't that the uh, show starring Jack K? I know it was. I'm just testing you. One more week. Welcome to, yeah, we have to remember that. Welcome (laughs) to the official and official podcast of WeirdScienceDCComics.com and also our Patreon account, patreon.com slash WeirdScience, where you can go and support us for everything we do here and also get a bunch of shows. A bunch. we're getting right to this, Eric. We're, we're not going to waste time anymore. No oh, more wasting time. Is that what we do? We're, yeah, that's what we do. The Patreon oh. uh, this week, if you go there and subscribe, you can get two books on there. The What do we call it? The, uh, the Patreon-only Spotlight, which yeah. features two books that won't be right. on the, tonight's podcast. No, because I end up having to say all this stuff while I'm juggling 17 other things. You sit back and, and smoke like a badass. I'm not smoking. I'm sitting there. I'm telling you, I have seven windows open to try to make this work. Uh, you get two books, and this week the books were the DC's Year of the Villain, number one, and Batman Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 3, number one, which by the end of the podcast You'll find out that we really did enjoy. Sure did. That's um, quite but the those books are picked by the badasses of the Get Fresh Crew. Beep, Beep boop. boop. And with that, here is the badass roll call. All right. Uh, Let's dance it up, man. Uh, uh, dance it. Uh, 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 uh. I'm going to waste time because I'm so confident in my abilities. We're going to start yeah. with Lady Abby, Francisco LaRocque. He has joined up to the badass level. Awesome. Thank you. Matt just blown. David Fink, John Jack, Ken Halleck also jumped up to be a badass. He's going to nice. vote this week. We have Mark Jager, Aldrin Stosian, Nick Adams, T-Funk, Reggie Hancock, Manship, Bobby Bain, Batman Beyond Mark, Brandon Am- Murray, Brandy, as we'll call him, Josh no. Vermillion, Christian Fouts, who is back as a badass. We'll get a mail from him That's coming cool up. Speedy Saunders, D-Man 3000, All New Dave, Ryan Reading, Chester McJerk, Brian King, Right Said Fred. He is too sexy for that shirt. I did hear. Obviously. We have Paulie P, Comic Boom, Cellar Dweller, Eric <laughs> G, Ulysses Jones, Dave J, Simon, Luis, Monty, Hakeem, Jolly Drew, Ian, Swanee, Anthony G, Missy T, not Mrs. T, uh-uh. Missy T, my man Pete from NYC, our man Rob Lewis, Double A Ron, Aaron Anderson, we have Ruben. Carlos, Lone Wolf Marv, and Andrew in Belfast. Boom, Eric. That's what I call perfect timing. And yeah, thanks all of you. And thanks everybody on the Patreon that uh, support us for everything we do. And, And we continue to do. And I hope that you're enjoying things I will mention really quick. If you join right now on the Patreon, you will not be charged until June. So you can act it, it as a free, you know, kind of like a free trial deal. If you do join up and you don't like what you hear, probably because of Eric's voice jerk up. That makes sense something to me. I would think, right? Is that a, uh, you can end up, if you do quit before June, then you'll never get charged. But I do want to mention that I'll mention again at the end of the podcast. Pretty low, Jim. Uh, this is an annuals month. So the last week of May, you will have a podcast that will be Patreon only. So we will be backing it off of the regular feed, having it only Pretty on the Patreon. Low. If you wanna if you wanna get that, you know, join up and listen to that. But I would say join up now so you can listen to all those shows and decide if it's for you. Uh that's all we ask. But we're gonna go on now to the books. <laughs> Thank you. 
Derek, and here we are with the first section of books. Now, the meat and cheese of the podcast, which you're back on. Meat is murder, but you told me meat is expensive. (laughs) Murder murder. is expensive, right? It charges a little bit more than being a vegetarian. Yeah, you you actually went from vegan to vegetarian now to be on a ketone diet of all protein. There you go. You're a man of change, Eric, is what you are. Of extremes. Uh, One thing that doesn't change, though, Eric, and I can't mix the extreme in there, so I'm going to go with my segue, (laughs) is that you could go to our website, weirdsciencedccomics.com, and read all the reviews of all the books we're going to talk about tonight. Those extreme reviews. You can read some comments from people that like to get extreme with me and yell and scream at me and get me upset, but hey, that's the way things go. Uh, This first section of books, though, we're going to get right into this. None of this nonsense, Eric. I I even went with that meat is murder thing that's nonsense in my opinion uh but we're gonna go into these books this is the justice section and as you would have heard the song possibly leading into this uh we will be talking about young justice but first justice league number 23 written by scott snyder art by jorge jimenez alejandro sanchez and tom napolitano scott snyder continues his six dimension story and this one is still about the choices while i still don't know why the world forger gives a hoot about what our heroes do or think he is laying it out all on batman's lap including the decision to kill superman or not in the end the Justice League should just be happy that Shane is there, even though I'm now getting on the on board with Eric's trolley. I, I need to know what's going on with Shane. He's just now a MacGuffin. I have a uh, kind of a theory, but it doesn't work. And the theory of mine was that maybe what what we were going to see is that Shane is actually a version of a imp is their version okay. uh, of an imp that can help them, just like a bat mite and a mixie that's on our earth. But it, that doesn't really jive. And the, the big problem I have, and maybe even in my mind, I was going to say that uh, the World Forger isn't aware of him, but he is. He walked in on him when he was about to tell the Justice League what was going on, uh, you know, back in a couple issues it's ago. It's such a weird idea. The thing is, I was upset about Shane because the thing is, when we, we talk about the World Forge and the idea that he's created this new world that's, you know, several years in the future from where we currently are yeah. with our heroes who have won the Doom War, whatever we want to call it at this point. Yeah, yeah. That this creation, that. I'm talking the, the idea that he has created these people, they should all be in line for what he wants, I would think. But I guess, you know, he's... Is he really creating the people? I know he's creating the worlds, but these are just future versions of the heroes who have made a certain decision of letting, you know, 
the, and, the old and, and world And it's die. really spelled out that when he does combine the thing, and I actually like the description of how it'll work with the right. when when the reality is torn from our Earth, the forge will appear. He has to ding He's it. He's going to clang like, it for crisis. Yeah, it's, it's like at the beginning of a Sixers game, they all come out and ring the bell, Eric. I don't know if you've ever seen that. People get fired. I, I just have a song ringing the bell. Thing. Yeah, ring ring my bell. Yeah, that's nonsense. Right? Uh, but uh, yeah, I I would like to know number one because of that. Like they, they even say like, oh, you know, these younger versions, your younger versions, you'll kind of fuse with the older versions. Yeah. I don't know why the older wouldn't go younger. Then you know what I mean. <laughs> I wish that that was everybody wants to be younger, sexier. So um, with that though, it reminded me of. Where are those old versions right now? Like, yeah. where are they? Why aren't they helping? Why aren't they hindering, helping, whatever it might be? And maybe that should have been the focus and not well, Shane. Maybe they a- could have had the older versions of themselves come and say, listen – we realize this is bad. Like we we've been going along with this plan. Now you do get Lois thrown in. I'll let you go in a second. When you get Lois thrown in with this idea of not being part of this world, but being part of the dark multiverse, then I I kind of boy the maybe is, that I don't think she was actually part of the dark multiverse. It just seems that she's been a person that he has kept around. Like every time that we've done this, we've gone and the heroes have made the wrong decision. He keeps just restarting things. You're like going, yeah. you know, he keeps doing like multiple experiments to try to get this. Thing to work she just seems to be somebody that he kept around and watched no, him. she Superman said she's from choice. another world kind of the deal and that she saw all these but because she's not part in my mind how it's spelled out she's not part of this you know six dimension nonsense so when it does reset she doesn't reset she's there with him yeah. kind of doing this but it does seem like she was from a world that was she even says my world was destroyed at but one even, point even I'm these ones here that came now. before like the idea that we have all these supermen that are dead on this planet that like you know the the world forger keeps putting the supermen to make Which sure that they can be Lois's supermen the way it's spelled yeah, out. My all, mind. all these different ones. It's just the idea though. Like he thinks that this, our Superman can make, cause he's the prime Superman. Like, Weren't these all technically the prime Superman though? Like I know, or were they just simulations? And now I think this they is must the final be simulations. It's weird. Then, but but again, this is where the whole story in my mind, where you sit there, okay, World Forger. Now all of a sudden he decides to go to our prime universe, and now he decides that Batman has to make that. Why does Batman have to make this decision when this pops up? I mean, really, the only thing you're waiting for in all of this is for this forge to materialize because the reality has been ripped apart on on earth. Then you clang and it doesn't matter who or what has agreed with you. It doesn't matter if Batman says that's a good deal. He he has no choice. Then the world will be replaced and they will fuse together. Now. Yeah. He may have bigger plans later of the idea when they fuse, I need you to be on board the trolley with me. But really what, uh, what is the difference when this clangs between a wonder woman who's in a cell or a you know because what he says is there's certain people who won't match right does he get to pick it again is this a thanos thing where he can say okay that john stewart he wasn't down with the plan he can't be involved it didn't seem that way this seemed like a multiversal reality thing that was going to kind of set in motion where rules were already there that he's just clanging it and, and putting it in place uh but yeah and the overall, whole idea too that we're like i thought it was kind of weird before when we had the idea that 
the the vote was going to go out across the universe. So, you know, yeah. either do more justice. And I'm like, oh, that's a weird concept. But now we find out that with that, there's also space or cosmic judges that are going to come and decide, you know, if yeah. we've moved along as far yeah, as we can and, or something and like there that. Are so, some and I hope rules. they don't realize that, you know, this world has a few years I missing still, in it. I, and I'm telling you, I still like this issue. So I still I. am excited about this. There's just – there's little things like little Odd bit concepts of nagging that I can't things exactly that, yes, wrap that my head are, around. And, and that's what bothers me. But I love that we see the Lois. I love Lois's explanation. I told you that it work. And you're like, okay, yeah, that makes that sense works to me. Because, and that exactly. makes it better. Last issue, we were talking about the idea like, why would Lois Lane go against this whole thing? You know, Superman. But the Superman where she's been sitting here and watching these failed experiments over and over again, where Superman always says he's going to save the day and she just watches her son die because yeah, he and, goes and with her. And that's the worst because she always goes yeah. with her, his dad. And it always, he always dies. And yeah, and basically, like after a thousand times, I think she's pretty much like Clark. I don't even care about you anymore. I just want my son to yeah. live. And he just keeps doing it. And yeah, that ties into all those dead Superman, though. It seems like what she's saying really doesn't jive well because these Supermen kind of get put in this pocket, you know, universe that they're well, stuck we, on we this moon. We don't know how many so, times he I did know. this before doing that. Yeah, and then that's what's going on with the idea of let's get Superman out of the equation. But since then... Then what's causing it to stop and not work is, has it been that Batman hasn't agreed? But again, like I said, why do you need their agreement except for later maybe? But uh, I'm going to give Scott Snyder. I still want to go with the idea that it's a Willy Wonka situation. Yeah. Yeah, and maybe it's one of the, he is going to have that gobstopper there, and and a good deed shines, and I'm waiting for it. But yeah, I really like the art in this. Oh, I really good. like the the way the progression goes, and and when I get rid of my you know qualms about what is going on, and and that's a weird thing to say, but my qualms about like okay, why wouldn't they? Why wouldn't the World Forger just do that or whatever? I do have a lot of fun with it, and I do have a. I I think it's really good, well, even. At the uh, end, when we go to future apocalypse, where all the villains are imprisoned yeah. because they're not—they're not—they're not part of this world and what the world yeah, they, wants. They so they're imprisoned get, they, away. They, yeah. And now the villains, like you know, when they do escape, when our heroes get to escape and run away, for the most part, they're saved by the Legion of Doom, who have become essentially the good guys because while yeah, they're still they're bad the guys, guys, they are going the route of justice here instead of just you know changing things through, like the in, like the whole. They're they're still fighting, which I really enjoyed. And the idea that that these future versions of Legion of Doom are there to save our justly so this future never does happen. Yeah, and really they're there because Doom was voted down, but Doom was voted down, and you have to remember, you have to keep in mind that these villains on Apocalypse are there because that was skewing the vote. That was so that they couldn't vote for quote-unquote vote for Doom, and now they're out, but again... Does this end Poor up? Clayface, though. Yeah, I know. But does this end up messing everything up anyway? Because now that they're out and about, these judges coming there, now this is kind of, you know, throwing a wrench in things overall. That I think that what we're going to see then is a world forger either showing his true colors as being a guy who wants bad or good. But I think that it's come to that, that we're going to find good, out. But he wants to go about it the wrong way. Well, that's the thing. He wants to force the issue and he doesn't want people. It's one of those, like a, a military state. Listen, I'm going to do what's right for you, but you, you don't have a, a choice of what I'm doing because believe me, it's right for you. It's kind of, I mean, really it's a Lex Luthor type <laughs> of move that the world forger is doing. Like you think I'm bad, but really I'm doing what's good for everybody. You just 
have to go along with it. And it's, you know, like that. And I do like that, that you have the, you know, the rest of the league except for Batman. And I do like it. Like, they didn't realize Batman wasn't with them. I mean, really, he, he's the main guy. But, <laughs> I know. Yeah, I Flash, didn't realize. Yeah, Flash is like, where's Batman? He is talking to the World Forger. Yeah. And the World Forger is like, okay, I'm glad you stayed behind. Uh, you know, and Batman wants the stats. He really wants to see, show me what we'll get if we do go with your plan, because I want to do the plan that is the plan that wins, you know, and this is what the World Forger in a really good way spells out. Listen, every time this happens, it's you against Superman. You're there to win. Superman's there That's to the do thing. it the right way. At, at the end of the time in every situation, it's always just you and him. I'm like, you it's know, I, I do kind of like Superman that. Superman yeah. at the end. And it's always because you will eventually decide the right way. Uh, you know, the winning way and Superman will always go with the way that's the, you know, his right way, the way of hope and, and things like that. But sometimes you have to give that up. And and in a Batman in a Scott Snyder progression, uh, we always make fun of it. The the idea that Batman has just been the, the worst guy with the worst luck. Everything that happens has been his fault and it's led to just disaster. I, I, like I think too, that though, he this, wants this, to fix it. This whole thing where Batman's talking to the World Forger about what needs to come down. We've got these cosmic judges coming. Hopefully they won't realize that we have some, you know, years missing here in this, uh, you know, yeah. made up world. Yeah, but they're trying to do that. Now yeah. with you doing this, Batman, you're the guy, you're the leader it's and you so, need to make a convincing argument. Yeah. Like, I got to give a motherfucking speech now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that he's gonna have to be a leader and convince him but also i just again why is, is the world forger like is does he need batman to press that button that pretty much kills off superman yeah. is superman does he need to do that to like you said show that he would and then there's the willy wonka moment where because i we know superman doesn't die so is it that do all we? of a sudden <laughs> all of a sudden you have the world forger press the button again and says listen i just wanted to know i had to see if that you would go that to go step. This far, yeah. That's what I think it is. I, I think that what it's going to be is that, or Batman's going to reveal, like, something's got to get. Batman either has to show that I would never do this. I was duping you to see what you would do. We're going to do this. I just wanted to see the controls while he's pressing buttons. Maybe he is doing something that we don't know. You know, that sort of thing. Or you'll have the world forger. And really, that ends up being one of those things where they had that Netflix show where they would see if they could drive a, a prank, could drive somebody to kill themselves or oh, to kill somebody else. This was a big show where you, you have a person think that they kill. You, you don't come back from that. Is the same person, right? That's so right. if Batman, if Batman is the guy pressing the button and it really would kill him, I think this affects Batman deep down. And if anybody finds out about this, it's pretty bad. So I'm wondering how it's going to come about. But you also have the Justice League in the the prison cell. And you do have Kendra starting. You know, you're seeing that not everybody is on board with the let's see the right way works type right. of deal. She's like, we got to decide. We got to decide this. And I don't know. Maybe Batman's right. I, maybe that's the way to do it. That's where Shane comes out. And it seems like Shane is just there. To be this thing to always kind of get them out of well, a dead also end. Also, the idea and that I, Shane just shows up on this future apocalypse prison. I'm like, well, how yeah, do you get there? That's what I'm saying. This is why I'm starting to think. And I was thinking at this point, but is there such thing as a sixth dimensional imp? I know they're the fifth dimension, but it starts to me feeling like maybe he is a Martian Man under Kendra imp like Batman and Superman have theirs. 
because they really stress the is that earlier in the deal. But I don't know. But it's that, one of those. That's the where, reason that they have imps is because of how important they are in the universe. They have a fifth yeah. dimensional imp and both now assigned they to both have, of them. Yeah, and now those two are very. I mean, they are very important. And maybe this is. I, I don't know, but like, I don't if, know if why that would show up you're in talking the about, Friggin', she would have showed up in that Hawkman origin story. Well, I don't know what well, she's going on over there. <laughs> yeah, really. Uh, but you know what I'm saying. This I is just you. the things that I'm trying to figure out because I was on board. You know, just going. Well, we'll find out. Shame with shame, but he's doing more and more to get well, them out the of things. He's the most powerful being that Martian man has ever yeah. seen, it and seems where, like, at this point, yes. too. He's a, and this he is what a I'm super saying. saying. Kind of like an imp. And, and yeah. also the idea that when the World Forger walked in on them and Shane was like, you got to know that this, and then you had, this was when they still thought that the World Forger was Superman and he had ended up showing in the minds of Kendra and Martian Manhunter the truth. And then they ended up showing everybody else and that the, the jig was up, Eric, and, and gone. Uh, I got you. And, and so I wonder why, why didn't the World Forger deal with Shane then? You know, and where I are the older versions of Kendra and Martian Man under the like, I'm I'm starting to think that now that we're talking about it, that all this might be a little more of a duping plan of the World Forger than we really think, because we haven't seen the older versions of these guys anymore. Uh, where are they? He's, uh, but he's, I do he's love taking them. care of all of these things. He's actually there for the side of Doom this whole time to get yeah, them out of the way. That's what I'm like, saying. Maybe. I, I'm on mommy's side. I made a, yeah. a, a mistake mommy. years and years ago. I I don't know that. I'm starting to think that there's something weird going on because of all this but yeah you're going with that and he ends up there like shane you got to break us out and he's like oh you know how do i do that and he's like you know marshman you just think of something get that angry. gets you mad or whatever and he's <laughs> like i i know what i'm gonna get mad i'm mad that everybody that are in these cells it, it's not the right way these people no. weren't just bad they were they, afraid they were screaming they were, they were screaming yeah. they were afraid they they weren't like all right well take me or else i don't care no these were just people doing their thing a lot of them were just taken out of the mix like just because. last time we saw him he was an okay mm. guy yeah poor clayface he's there he's all Guess out he went you know? back to crime after dr october left him yeah yeah and so when they do end up and again then you, you're also reminded in, a, in a, a cool way when shane does blow he, he pretty much blows up everything and all the cells are open Releases and the everyone. justice league gets out and you have the you know you have these all the villains coming out and it is funny because then they're like, oh, you guys are the ones who imprison us. And you're like, oh, oh yeah, yeah. It must have been those older versions. Yeah. It wasn't I'm telling just- you, my favorite part of the comics, the stupidest little thing, it's just something that made me really laugh. They are running away with, they're still shackled. They're hands like behind the their Flash back. with his hands the behind Flash his back. without his powers is the slowest guy in the group. <laughs> hey, guys, wait up. <laughs> I love it. Wait up. He's, yeah. And I love the idea that he's got his hands behind his back. And yeah, without his powers, he's the slowest guy. It made me laugh so much. <laughs> and all also, I'm so just slow. the idea. You've run with your hands behind your back or whatever. There's purpose. 99% chance of face plant every oh, yeah. step you take, and it's the worst because you can't stop your fall. But yeah, he's, he is the slowest. We we, <laughs> we see that, you know, so uh, that you have Wonder Woman, John, and John. Uh, they're in the lead. Yeah, Flash is way behind. <laughs> Wait up, dudes. I have, I'm not that fast. And they go, and they're about, they're pretty much dead end. They have villains on each side. And it's an awesome deal where all of a sudden you see the ship come down. The Legion it opens of Doom's up airship. And it's the Legion of Doom. Yeah. Like if you want to, it's, it's basically, you know, if you want to live, come with me. And, and they, they do go in and you have the dark side is who, whose voice is that? Who's flying? Who's driving? Thing? Dark side is. And it's cool. You, I, and that, I, that I, I like this awesome. moment just because the thing is, I like it a lot. For some reason, though. 
Darkseid looks like a Majin Buu character because it's are his eyes cut out at this point because he has slashes over, but the fact that he has he his does eyes completely closed, it looks like that 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 grin going. I'm like, there's something up with him, and I don't like the way it's he looks. It's funny. It looks like he did get his eyes slashed. They are closed. You don't have the glowing eyes. I'm like, and I don't so think he should be driving. He's driving. He's like, who's driving this thing? Darkseid is, and then he goes uh, right in the side of a building. <laughs> Darkseid <laughs> like, was. Darkseid was. That'd be so good. Darkseid is. A bad driver. Uh, but it is funny. And then you go back to Batman and the World Forge where Batman's like, okay, what do I have to do? I'm going to have to kill Superman to do this. Well, God, it, it's he, so he, against He has a few him. of these sons here in this pocket universe I created yeah. to sustain him. He's trying to make his way past it and break free. What I need you to do is hit these buttons here and get rid of those sons. Yeah, unfortunately – at the very beginning, we do start with Superman thinking back to him and John doing some things, you know, trying to start a fire that they can light these lanterns for this tradition in Smallville. And this is what has given him this last bit of energy to go. And it looks like he he's going to escape. He's going to be the one who's going to escape. And then reason. at the end, and then at the end, yeah, well, it's because that's he's the best. And uh, <laughs> but then Superman is in big trouble because Batman turns off these suns. And, and he's just you know, floating you see in a void. There. And again, at the beginning, you do have the whole probably Superman reborn. They are talking about Smallville when it's well, not Hamilton is, County I, here. We don't know that it wasn't Hamilton County. He could just be no, no, continuing no. the- uh, He says it later. I, I said, I had the deal where he's saying like, hey, you know, there's a tradition in Smallville. But yeah. later in the narration, it says Superman remembers that day with the sun in Smallville. I'm like, yeah, uh, you blew it. You blew it. It, it ended up being, it, it kind of points out through narration later that that best day he had was in Smallville. I was I'm just with trying you. to think to I'm myself that this is I a tradition too. he was just, like, and you know, his father did, he's carrying it all in the sun. Yeah. That's what I went with. And then I thought, oh, you went one step too far. There is one little narration box that says he remembers that day in Smallville. Oh, you oh. did it. Because I was going full out where yeah. he's carrying on and and actually if it if you didn't have that and i i would have liked it better i would have thought that's awesome he's bringing his traditions with him for his son in hamilton county i think that basically the superman reborn with the hamilton county slash smallville deal it's better for people to just throw out Smallville who are reading it now. Some people at this moment wouldn't have read the, you know, the Lois and Clark book going into Rebirth and saying Hamilton County and even Super Sons. Yeah. Uh, I think that people might get a little confused. It's more of a shortcut to just say Smallville now and get on with it. It has to be Superman Reborn, though, and I can go with that. Or it just uh, could be anything. Yeah. They could just be in Smallville yeah. sitting on a stranger's porch. Yeah, they could be. I'll go with that. They, <laughs> this they, is where they, I used I mean, Still, really yes this, but we live here now sir can you please get off in our property rebirth, they were they were digging up bones from you know old vets and things i mean what aren't they gonna do but yeah and you end with a really cool deal and, and the art i thought was great i love the art in this, this issue. issue it's so good uh i gave it an eight out of ten uh again I, I could even go a little higher but i went with eight just because there are those little nags at the back of my head yeah. of what's going on but if they are all wrapped up and we do see you know what Shane really is, and we do kind of. Then, boy, I, I I'm enjoying it already, but I'll enjoy it even more. Uh, and it's a cool cliffhanger. Obviously, Superman's not going to die, but it's a cool cliffhanger. More on the lines of man, would How Batman do you know that really he do doesn't that? Die, and in the future, yeah, well, Superman is just the World Forger oh in disguise. My. Well, that's what he wants.
wants to have happen. <laughs> we didn't even mention that. I'm glad you say basically how the world forger tells Batman what's going to happen is when they connect these worlds, Superman's essence won't die. It'll go into him. And yeah. that's how Superman's essence will live on. But I don't think I don't think Batman's going with any of this. I really don't. But we'll see. We'll yeah. see who passed the test. Which way? Is it the world forger that passed the test? Is it Batman? Is it who knows? But yeah, eight out of 10. What would you give it? 7.5 out of 10 because I really love the art. But those nagging ideas of the concepts and how I'm having such trouble trying to follow what Scott Snyder is laying out for me, it really just ends up bothering me each time I read this, even though I like what he's doing. I, I just would like it even more if I could understand it fully. You yeah, know? I know. But I know. There's a lot of fun things I'm telling you. Just the idea of Flash running behind. Wait up, guys. Yeah, it so made good. me laugh so much. That's but such this, a good art deal. But just even the concepts of talking, you know, it's always Batman and Superman. Those are the two figures of the universe that always comes down to them. Like, you know, what? I do like that because that is something that we always deal with in DC universes. You know what? In a weird way, it reminds me of back in the the Superman books in the Rebirth when it started with the idea there's always a Lois and Clark. You know, there's and I like that. I, I like that there's always you know these givens no matter where or when or how you're talking about but so them. far so the six dimensional really cool arc too. has been a lot of fun i just wish i could follow it fully yeah, yeah 7.5 out of 10 for this one i'm with you now we're going to go on to the next book where we're going to start talking about continuities and Are start we? talking about what uh, you know we're going to have to do going forward <laughs> uh I, i'm telling you i have kind of a, an mo that i'm going to have oh, to I deal saw. with from now on yeah you go with it but what are we doing there young justice number five written by brian michael bendis with art by john timms chris anka doc shaner gabe altiev and wes abbott it's time to get those answers to what we've been waiting for from this series but after we get them at least for me I feel even more lost and uncertain about the universe that I love so much. Tim Drake has his mind magically open and remembers the pre-Flashpoint Young Just team, while our Gem World adventure only progresses about five minutes. Yeah, and that, that's your blurb. That, that's that my blurb. is true. The thing that I, I find that, that drives me nuts with this book is I'm starting to have fun with it. I, I am liking to see the characters. I'm not getting enough fun because no. to me, the real fun would be I want to know about Jenny Hex and the Teen Lantern. I, I don't. I, we know nothing Jenny. about this Teen Lantern, and, and yeah, I, I need more of her. I need more of the Teen Lantern. I need to see that. Yes, he. Well, I'm with Bendis Superboy in this one. Got, Even the whole thing, it's like you know, Jenny Hex is my new favorite. I'm like, you know what? He, she might be yeah. mine too, Superboy. Yeah, yeah, and but I need to know about her, and I need to know more about these characters. And then when he does, he, he said, when this first issue came out, everybody said, oh my God, what is this continuity? What We have all these questions, all these, and he's like, oh, I have a list of them, and I'm going to check them off, and believe me, you'll know these. And it kind of seemed like he was saying you'd know them by issue six. Right. Uh, the problem is, is as we get more information, like you're saying, it, it, uh, it just tell us this Wonder Comics is not fully in Please. the continuity, and then I am going to love this book. That's so all I. I need. That's all I need. Well, if I'm you're going to you. say that it is a little smidgen off, that we're somewhere else, they're doing this, and then eventually have it that they do catch up. And you kind of get a kind of push towards that with Zatanna showing up. If you have Zatanna show up and like, boy, something's wrong with your memories or something's wrong with that. Then I'm good. She kind of hints at that, but not enough. And then you go against the continuity well, the, of the problem our books. is once we get past the, the opening where we have Superboy, like we saw in the last issue, Superboy and Impulse break our heroes out of jail, and they're talking about getting yeah. out of there. So they, you know, they break free of Dark Lord Opal's, you know, prison, and they just start going away. And then it goes back to you know two days ago when Robin was with Stephanie Brown. 
And it, it picks up pretty much where we left them off in Detective Comics, where they were supposed to go off to college together. And then, you know, Batman having a tracker on him, like you always would, realizes yeah. they're going in the wrong direction. Let him go. The crazy kids kind of thing. We see here that the whole idea was we are picking up where we left off yeah. with that idea, that savior, the Tim Drake of the alternate future, that which at one point was the actual future. But that doesn't matter. He said yeah. – like, you know, remember Connor and Tim said to himself, who's Connor? This who's is Connor? a gigantic thing that we've been waiting for answers for for a long time now. It seemed like we were finally going to get it with this series because we're getting Connor back for the first time in yeah. a long time. And Tim Drake goes to the Hall of Justice with Stephanie Brown so they can have Zatanna open their his mind and see if anything has been altered from it, which I'm like, okay, this is going to be great. But yeah. even getting to this point where Stephanie Brown and Tim Drake, which in my mind is the highlight to seeing them together, their relationship, I really yeah, like Yeah, it's lot. awesome. But as they're talking, they just got to stop talking because, you know, yep. you know, Batgirl and Robin told everybody they were going to college. I'm like, oh, fuck you. Like, yeah, Stephanie you Brown wasn't Batgirl was in, this Batgirl in this continuity. And then later on, they even do the thing where, oh, being former Robins, we shouldn't talk about a circus because of Dick Grace. Like, she was not uh, a former Robin she was in not this a continuity. Former Robin, yeah. And the, and the and- worst part is – I could have gone with the idea that this is just free, uh, you know, pre flashpoint stuff if they weren't so dead set on continuing where we left off in this continuity's detective yeah. comics. Yeah. And, and then like, also just the idea she's like, man, I got to get a hold of my father. Ugh, oh, father. and then even the father. Father's the whole idea, dead. My father, the clue master, he wants to connect with me, but we watched, we watched Lincoln March slit his throat at the end yeah, of Batman dead. Eternal. That's what got and you so, with everybody else. Come on. Yeah, and, so, and, and, and not only yeah. that, that was Stephanie Brown's reintroduction into this continuity after the new. 52 happened was Batman Eternal. Her, she was going by spoiler. And yeah. in this whole issue, once Tim Drake has his mind open, he remembers the pre-Flashpoint Young Justice. She's like, oh, was I there? Yeah, you showed up at the end. You were called yourself spoiler. Spoiler? spoiler. Like she's never heard the word before. And the before. thing I'm that's like, weird why is would you where, do that? where they're at, where they say that, she, legitimately she was called spoiler four days before. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And so that's, and that's only- crazy. And so this, like you're saying, this is one of those where Zatanna goes and and looks in their minds. And yeah, all of a sudden Zatanna sees a pre-Flashpoint deal and opens it up. That's all you have to do. And the thing is, you are to a a degree, because the whole idea is Tim wants to put like, you know, find his friends because he realizes, oh, my God, Connor Kent, he was my best friend. I got to go find him. I am going to Metropolis where our story picks up an issue number one to talk to Superman. But the gem world attack happens. He gets, you know, he winds up going with the rest of Young Justice, which is very convenient since he just had his mind open to the idea of that. But the problem is. Everybody why? else, yeah, why are they still yeah. remembers? I'm telling you, yeah, nobody, has, nobody said anything about impulse. I'm like, Tim Drake should be the only person because he just showed up out of the speed. And force. that would be cool if if you go with that. You know what I mean? If this is where we would have had this in issue two, where then Tim is, you know, we see this progression, how Tim pretty much is the one who reintroduces them all somehow yeah. because of this. You, you even, I'm telling you, you even want like a Wally West when he first came back, that type of ability like that, that somebody is that the, oh my yeah, God, somebody's I the now. spark yeah. to do that. And that, that could be Connor when they find, I, I don't know. You could work it. The problem I have, and this is where I hope this makes sense to everybody, including you, Eric Shea. Oh, okay. One Eric Shea, you still drunk from last night? You went out last night. You, you still hung over. You yeah, I'm, I'm get pretty hung over. Yes, yeah, terrible. This is my problem with this, and this is my problem with this continuity. Two things. Number one, Brian Michael Bendis is just demanding. This is in the current continuity. That's number one, right? I, I'm gonna I'm gonna ding this. Yeah, but ding the that. biggest problem I have is 
what what series has Brian Michael Bendis been on for years now at DC that we know that we can trust him with these things? We don't. He no. just came here. You cannot just show up at DC where a lot of people listening to right now, they haven't read any Marvel no. books with his. They don't. And also, this is a new game. He's at DC. You can't just show up. And demand that we have the patience to wait it out, knowing that you will tie things together. Because unfortunately, we don't have that background with you. We don't have that trust yet. You cannot base your whole thing on trust when you haven't given us. He may end up getting our trust. And then, you know, his series, say he then does a Legion of Superheroes series three years from now. And things at the beginning don't make sense. This is where me and you had the exact same thing early on with priests or Owsley, is it Eric? His Deathstroke run, where we thought that he wasn't, you know, fi- oh man, what the hell is he doing? Right. He then gained our trust that sure then did. later on, but you have to gain that trust first. And he hasn't and I'm done telling that you, though, yet. Instead of actually going to Stephanie Brown's Wikipedia page and learning right there well, on that's that first, the problem, that though, first that- main section, you could look it up and see Stephanie Brown's father, Crewmaster, is killed, but he's too busy. He's actually making references to Marvel. Oh, we should, she, Black Canary actually I told know. us we should go see Doc. Samson instead of you. Like, Why what? are you doing that? That's again, that's getting the, you're here at DC. Close that door. Please. I, I, I don't no, need these characters. Door. I don't and need so you to I'm tell me you know Marvel is, characters. He may have a plan that works out. Stephanie Brown's whole thing may make sense, but it doesn't right now. And I don't have the background to be patient and say, because at this moment, unfortunately for Brian Michael Bendis, I think that it's laziness, not cleverness. He's got to prove that he's clever with this before. I don't think that he just didn't look it up right. I hope that it's being clever. I hope that this all ties in. Me and you look like complete fools for bringing this up but unfortunately right now this is what it looks like this is what we've had we've had this in the man of steel book we've had it in superman action comics he is throwing things out and then when you throw doc samson in then i lose my mind then i'm like i don't understand what game you're playing here please don't worry so much be confident in your ability to sell books and that the young justice is a great property for you to be able to come out and say this is not fully in continuity yet Please, you know, read this and it will wrap around in a clever way. Blah, blah, blah. I, I can only think that the, the whole concept is to say it's in continuity and stress it over and over. Well, the and weirdest over part seems like you because know, we had people Wa- wouldn't buy it, right? We had Wally West come out in Rebirth and he seemed to be that connective tissue that's going to open up the continuity and bring the hope and legacy back that we are all missing in the New 52, even though I still enjoyed the New 52 for the most part. Yeah. But now that Wally's dead or like, you know, whatever, because of Heroes in Crisis, Tim Drake is now that hope. That that spark because yeah. now that he knows yeah. that he had a whole life before that, maybe he can be this thing that opens it up. It I just want, doesn't make I want sense this to for be what, fully like, the in other continuity because to know I what need, happened before. Eric, I need more little Lobo. That's Lil what Lobo. I need. <laughs> I said splash page. I hate to see Lil Lobo. And again, here's I'm the like, deal. Yes. They have the splash page, and it's it is even kind of like the you know the Connor Kent breaking through. You know, yeah. you have all this stuff going on, all these characters, and I just look at that and with a huge huge smile on my yeah. face this is these are all the type of things that i love and i want and i want to but you know make it work and make it so that you give me something and then by the end of this i i really had some fun with this issue but unfortunately by the end i i sit and look at the overall landscape of this series and we're five issues in and we haven't gone an inch 
And I need Not at that. All. I, and I'm telling you, really, we have progressed maybe five minutes in our general adventure. And, we broke and out of jail right Ginny, away and confronted Dark yeah, Opal. And you have Ginny and and the Teen Green Lantern. These are characters that do shit a lot of issue. people they can't. They, it can't just be me that desperately wants to know more about them, and you get nothing. Now, also, I'll even tell you that you do have. You know, the sing-song dialogue. And at points, it did kind of drive me nuts. The first time I read it, it drove me nuts that you have I have full spreads where you have two characters talking to each other, but overall eight people talking. So you have a conversation. You're a con- the, the second time I read it, I really liked it. I yeah. don't mind this dialogue. I don't mind. I love the I actually art. Think, I actually think that this issue is the strongest he's been for the dialogue I, with the I, way he does I stuff. I think so, too. I want to love he this just, issue. I'm telling you. We, even with that, though, and the amazing art and the idea that I liked Tim Drake and Stephanie Brown's relationship here more than I think I've yeah, liked it the I, I entire do. time we've seen her too. since New 52. Yeah. It just – he goes out of his way to get everything wrong for his answers. I'm like, these aren't answers. These are more yeah. questions because you just yeah, they up bring up so up many different things. And that's what I'm saying is – once he shows us, and he didn't even that answer he, all of that. You know, yeah, I'm telling it, you, t- yeah. Tim Drake remembers that. This bothers me. Nobody else should, though. Yeah, and and when you just came over, and you're such a big writer, just came over from Marvel, you got to watch your P's and Q's with the stuff, and not just say like, "Oh, I'll get around to it." You know, issue thirteen, I'll show that all of this has been a ruse, and they've been in a pocket dimension. Being no, no, you need to show us each time. Now, again, a lot of people that I see don't really mind the continuity things like no. that, and they're not going to get upset that Clue Master is now alive, or they're not going to get upset the spoiler, or whatever, because you know they, they really. But she was Batgirl and Robin. Yeah, uh, but, you know, I, I want fun story over continuity, and I need some progression of the story. That's that's my biggest problem going out of this as well, is that we're like, not the, the moving The main progression forward. of our story, because the majority of the issue is this flashback two days ago to tell you why, you know, Tim Drake remembers, you know, Connor Kent yeah. and the idea of getting Young Justice together. For, besides that, though... They, they they escape the prison. Dark Lord Opal shows up with a piece of kryptonite. Impulse runs away with it, and Superboy yeah. punches Dark Lord L- M- Opal in the face. There yeah. you go. Yeah, that is the progression go. of our story. And scene. <laughs> I, I did like the idea, and I, I thought that it'd be funny because you have Tim yelling at Ginny, like, you ever meet Batman? You drive just like him. And he's like, she's like, I have. And that was in the Walmart comic uh, that Brian Michael Bendis was writing, that Batman comic. Yeah. And, and I thought it would have been funny. I know you can't do it. But what? what? Where? Oh, Walmart. I would have laughed so hard at that, but you, you can't now, do that. The but. thing is that there is a little bit of progression where the Dark Lord Opal at the end during this big fight, he starts, you know, powering up and it seems to be tearing yeah. reality apart. And Artemis says, I thought it was Gemrod. It's him. It's Opal. And is she talking about the idea that Earth, you know, his power is ripping reality apart? Because, but when the whole series started, because Gemrod attacked because of the crises that Earth has been doing and it's been affecting Gemrod and they yeah. want the shit to stop. So, is it actually the Dark Lord Opal? Because then it actually seemed like it was Dark Lord Opal's people who attacked Earth for some reason. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was very odd, but does it like, did you get the idea at the end? Like, it's just Dark Lord Opal is the problem. Like, it's not these crises, which I thought yeah, was a yeah. really cool yeah, aspect I, yeah. to the story. Yeah, I really like, yeah. And she, uh, you have Amethyst just yell. I thought it was Gemworld. It's him. It's Opal. And I'm like, and I like it. Like, I, I thought it was Gemworld. No, you thought it was Earth. What are you talking yeah, about? Yeah, I know. Well, well, she thought it was, but I, I really like it. And if, if what happens is all of a sudden Lord Opal just blows up, reality resets itself. They're all on earth, even though they shouldn't be what not blah, 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 blah. Uh, I love all the characters in this book and so I want I? to really like it. And if we could just go and have something like a Lord Opal be a reset button 
and just go boom. But the weird thing is, is you have these first six issues that seem to be setting up what he wants you to think is the continuity. We'll have to wait and see. And also the characters. But again, I'll keep going back to it. I need, I know about Tim Drake. Yeah. I kind of, well, his Tim Drake, but you know, (laughs) the spoiler, you know, (laughs) the things that people going into this, you're going to want to know what Connor has been doing. That's huge. You you would want to know why impulse is there. We haven't really dealt with that. Uh, But Jenny, uh, the teen Green Lantern, and a lot of people don't know Amethyst. Why so would anybody come out- remember Impulse? No, well, this is what these are what you need to do for these six issues, but it, it's not, it's just dragging and we're not getting it. And I'm afraid that people are going to bail just because they're like, well, we're not going anywhere, though. The Young Justice is such a cool property that it I is. think that he is relying on that a lot. I mean, it's an awesome property, and th- this is my kind of book. Me and as it's well. your kind of book. You really want it. So because of that, I'm really trying to overlook a lot of these things. I, I'm Again, I'm not going to give it three. You got to put your Wonder Comics glasses on in yeah, order to talk about I'm it? I'm going to, but the, in that, I can't just be blind i i but i can overlook the idea <laughs> that clue master will be alive uh, yeah. yeah you know what i hated batman and robin eternal anyway so hey, no, we'll that go. was batman, batman eternal, eternal. That eternal. i'm telling you yeah. i hated both of them so and i actually like batman eternal a little more yeah but i but when you're going against you know if we hadn't seen stephanie since then and she wasn't in detective in rebirth then I could go with all this. I really could have, but we, we've seen her in this rebirth. We've oh, yeah. seen her post Superman Reborn, which is the only thing that you could ever throw out as the, you know, that that so, sort of deal. Well, we we've we seen do her have since the whole then. thing at that one point, it was reverse Flash Reborn. How about that? Yeah, maybe. <laughs> uh, well, also, though, in this little deal here, this issue, uh, suddenly Brian Michael Bendis is starting a process for me of re-liking uh, you know, spoiler, Stephanie Brown, because yeah, by me too. And James Tynan, boy, he was really making me hate her guts. When, when she, she went off with Tim, book. I'm like, please drop her off at some rest stop. Say your Don't ever bring leave. her back. Just go. And now I want her back again. And I really yeah, like this. So, yeah, I'm down with it. What did you give it? I ended up giving this issue, even though I love the art and I love the interaction between Tim and Steph. I ended up giving it a 4.5 because yeah, for it's, what it's, he's throwing out there. It's crazy how much more I'm going to be on to this just because I'm just saying, I'm, this, yeah. every step of the way, he went out of his way to fuck up the continuity, to tell us what the yeah. continuity is. I'm like, why would you do that? I'm telling you, you had a chance to do something clever, something special here, yeah. and you just fucked it up the entire way, and it still doesn't make sense by the end of this issue. But yeah. the art looks great. I love the interaction between Tim and Steph, and I, I even love all the characters involved in this, except for that general bullshit. But yeah, yeah. it's just we're not getting enough of those at that point. And so at 4.5 out of 10, I was so upset by the time I was done reading this because I wanted this to be something. Like, I'm like, I wanted Brian Michael Bendis to come out swinging and actually have the answers that he told us he was going to have. It just turns out he he was too busy to even read a Wikipedia page by the end. Yeah, I sat there and I saw your review. And that's, you know, one of the caveats, Erica, being your partner. And I mean that (laughs) uh, is that I can look at your reviews before they come out. And I looked at them like, you oh, part of my look. Patreon? I, I, I'm reading. I'm reading down. It's your own personal little Patreon. Yeah. I'm going down. I'm like, oh, well, it looks like he wants to get rid of these review copies. <laughs> That's what I thought as soon as I was done. <laughs> they're like, yep, there you go. This the ain't going to make anybody happy. The, bri- the bridge was already burned. Now, now you ended up building another one just to burn <laughs> that one down. I'm like, yeah, here we go. Uh, yeah, I'm going seven. I, I, right. I'm telling you. 
the idea that Satana comes down and looks into their mind and something's wrong. I can go with this idea that things are all over the place. Well, you know, Zatanna, she just flew in from the Marvel side of things. Eric was just like me. Uh, But yeah, I I can get behind this book just because, whoa, what's going on, Eric? You got the drag racing going going on out here. I don't fucking know what happened. Holy moly. They drifted, drifted, are they? Uh, Yeah, I'm telling you, by the end, though, Eric, this one kind of did rev my engine. It did. See, there's a segue. Um, Yeah, really. Again, I always say this, and I don't know if I'm going to get rid of that, uh, you know, in the editing. But, hey, I don't like editing that much. It was pretty loud. Um, But, yeah, yes, it was. Um, No, I I just – I'm getting to the point where certain things that I, and if, if I like what's going on, I like the characters I am going to have to overlook because we are going to end this podcast tonight with me yelling about continuity as well. But it's one of those where if you're going to skew things to in a way so that I can enjoy stuff, then it is story over continuity. And I'm starting to like these characters a lot and I want to know more about them. I wish that, like you said, it was more clever, but I'm going to go seven out of 10. A lot of that's art. Because I think art. the art is great. It's so good. Um, but yeah, well, that's it. Seven that's it. There, there it is. I don't have much more to say. That, uh, but now we're going to go off to some mail. Here at Superman in Action Comics Wasn't enough DC Gave him young justice Now he's going through his normal pacing Going nowhere Going nowhere All the questions from the very beginning All unanswered All unanswered Bendis keeps saying it's in this timeline Gives us no sign, gives us no sign Now I find it kind of funny, I find it kind of sad We all beg to get counter, Ben is brought on back a dad Ben is in charge of decisions that he really shouldn't make The story's gone in circles and I really, really hate Jam World Jam World I'm still waiting for this book to get good Maybe someday, maybe someday Why don't we get more of the new tea lantern? Hardly know her And I was very nervous Now Lord Opal Fuck Lord Opal I guess by now I should have learned my lesson Don't expect much Don't expect much Now I find it kind of funny I find it kind of sad We all beg to get Of decisions that he really shouldn't make. The story's gone in circles, and I really, really hate Jim. 
It with is Mel with Eric. Yeah, with you. And I, I do hear that people don't need Jim Werner, especially people with the last name of Werner in this yeah, house. Yeah, that's they they don't need anything about me. Uh, welcome to Mail Section Number One. If you want to be part of the show and be stars and why of the you? show, email us in at weirdsciencedccomics at gmail.com, just like Christian. And we mentioned earlier, just a little bit ago, that Christian is back being a badass and it's, it's awesome. awesome. And uh, he ended up. And he's going to tell us what had happened and what he's been doing, oh, good. which me and you were aware of, because I actually used to ask you about updates on Christian because you uh, are friends with him on Facebook and would see some updates. And here we go. Christian says, hey, Jim and Eric, haven't listened to you guys in a while, mostly Aww. because I switched careers and didn't have money for comics. And I believe he is in the plumbing business I now. That. I end up, I'm in the plumbing business, but I'm more of stopping up the toilet. I got to call Christian to end up coming. You reverse and, uh, plumbing? Yeah, I'm the reverse plumber, which is better than what you are because you have really not gone to the bathroom since Monday. So You're having a lot of problems. <laughs> Maybe Chris could help you with that too. Is I, I that don't think, that's, a plumber his, I don't can think do? that's up his alley. That's not his forte. Uh, like, he I don't, says I don't he know didn't. what he does off hours, but I don't think that's up his alley. I think that might be something a plumber can help you with. And it didn't have money for comics or time for podcasts, but I now do since I found out I can listen to the greatest podcast of all time on Spotify <laughs> while playing video games on my PS4. Uh, so when does he have time for our podcast, Eric? Oh, my. Where's the drugs? Uh, when I found that out, I went, man, I need something long and funny to listen yeah, to. My, my uh, wife said, I need something long and funny. I said, well, I'll, I'll make you laugh. I don't think it's long, though. Boom. Where, where is it? You have it. <laughs> <laughs> and bam, you were there. And let me tell you, it feels there, nice baby. to hear your guys' opinions on DC Comics. Went ahead and maxed out on the Patreon because I need more Jim and Eric in my life. <laughs> Somebody go. does. I, I, I just meant to hit the drums. <laughs> yes. Yeah. You know what? That's the thing. You know, less family, more Christian is what I'm getting right now because my family has shunned me into this room. Went ahead and maxed out, he said. But glad to hear, Jim, that your wife is doing better. Yeah, she is. She's doing better. All right. She she seems to. Uh, she had uh, a concussion when she got hit, and I think that she lost some memory of me being nice because she's claiming that I'm always mean. Also, didn't know Dial H has been brought back. Must pick that up at least since Dial H New Fifty Two was awesome, and yeah, it's not it was. That one. This is not the same, but yeah, I was going to say it depends on what you're going into it. If you're thinking of it being like the new 52 one, you might be a little disappointed. You could still have fun. That new 52 one. Wacky. Yeah, that's a hidden gem. <laughs> it, it really is. And it's one of those books where you didn't realize how good it was until it was gone. I, I know. I know that Cinderella has a song quite like that. Uh, but, you know, I think that was a. Uh, I was going to make a joke, and I couldn't think of any other. Good, good. <laughs> That's uh, 
You take me home, my Gypsy Road. There we go. I had to go. Shout out to the Get Fresh Group. <laughs> boop, boop, boop. See you in seven. There you go. Thank nice you, Christian. And quick. Thank you, Christian. Thanks for jumping back Welcome on back. board. Yeah, yeah, it's awesome. We I, I'd you. like to hear what games he's playing on his PS4. I'd love to play PS4 games. But my kids ended up selling on my PS4 without me knowing. The oh, next email is from them Alex them M. Knowing. Yeah, really. I'm going to sell them up the river. Alex M is next. He says, hey, Jim Winner. child traffickers. Yeah, oh, that's fine, too. <laughs> let's let's make it dark. Some money. Hey, Jim Winner and Eric Schmay. You know what, what you said, Eric, in the OMAC review. Tisk tisk disappointed. I don't know so what I read about. the recent Deathstroke and found out the Terminus Agenda to maybe one of the most underwhelming crossovers I have ever read. read now, crossovers can be fun and or give a new direction for the series involved. I felt that the Terminus Agenda had a bit of both, but not enough to satisfy. That's kind of what I ended up saying, actually. Rather, the reason for Terminus Agenda's name may have been the worst part of the series. I know. And I should have read this beforehand <laughs> so I could give Alex some credit. I did not. I swear to God, I agree 100%. Now it's not completely over. Over, but from my understanding, the reason the crossover has this title is that little Damien has set up bombs in the villain's set behind bars that will set off if they leave. Okay, so a little like the Suicide Squad. If I'm wrong, please let me know. Kind Toxin. of. Yeah, kind of. Also, the title has to do with Deathstroke being taken out through his own death. Yes, yes. All in all, I really like the Teen Titans issues. The Deathstroke's issues follow the lackluster writing of Priest. Ooh. Or Owlsley, Eric Owlsley. I think I might have liked the Deathstroke issues more than the Teen Titan Owlsley. issues. Owlsley? You mean James Owlsley? <laughs> oh, my. Then Christopher we Priest and Priest. That. Yeah, we did. That has fallen ever since he had Everybody, that awful run. James Owlsley right now. <laughs> and to the end of the Strokes cut, we ended up finding out this information <laughs> about Christopher Priest. That it actually did blow our minds, the progression of his name. Soon he will just be Symbol. But it was definitely a pickup from Deathstroke Arkham, which, while I had funny, weird moments, uh, was very, very, very meh. I am really ready to take off the Deathstroke series off my pull list, even though Priest really made the character Slade Wilson one of my favorites in the DCU. Sure did. I, I'm, I'm actually, I'm at the point with Alex. I, I've said before that I'm kind of just not enjoying the book anymore. And where I was really taken, you know, in by the cleverness of it at the beginning, now it's just kind of being clever for clever sake at points and not telling as much of a story as I, I would hope. Speaking of which, I've been cutting back on my pull list, not just because I don't want to pick up books, but because I'm running out of space. And All my money. boxes are full, and I have a bunch of ARC series that I'm no longer really interested in reading. Keep on talking, instance, Jim. Your boxes are going to be end up being full, too. Oh, my. I don't know what you're talking about. For instance, Pack I have it a up, bunch get of out t- of here. Oh, I actually thought you were being sexy or something. I'm like, where is he going with no, that? No, yeah, I'm, no. I'm no, just saying you're packing a, up your boxes. I don't have a box. Are you kidding me? What, what do you think? I'm a classless guy. I would put my stuff in a trash, a trash bag. bag. Yeah, that's all I'd have. I remember leaving college and I had two trash bags. I'm like, really? That's all I have for all these years. I, listen, Eric. I've gone to this college for eight years. I'm no, I'm no dummy. dummy. That's what I I'm said. also no doctor. Yeah, really. <laughs> what up, doctor? For instance, I have a bunch of Secret Wars crossover trades that I would like to get rid of. But instead of selling them or donating them to the library, I want to give them to members of the GFC. Ooh. How do I want to do this? Well, simple. I want members of the GFC to write into the show Uh-oh. and tell us a secret about themselves. The top three or probably the few that write Don't in. Don't make it That's scary what I'm saying. or creepy. These, these, no, these end up being these contests just make sudden, me sad. This, this one person writes right in, in, you know, one time, 
I killed a man. I told <laughs> I took you his there, body there out is into the an, I think it's in Chicago. <laughs> I think somewhere in Chicago there is like a number that you can call in that it is like this secret. You line, don't reveal yeah. yourself, you call in and then they play them on a radio station. And one guy actually did call in and basically said, I accidentally killed my baby brother when I was a kid. Oh, yeah. Because I, I like to terrifying. you know, I like to kind of make him, you know, I put the pillow over his head just for fun and then I accidentally went a little <laughs> no, too far. Kids. And I'm like, eh, you gotta shut down that line then <laughs> sorry this is only a north american contest but feel free anyway to mail in your deepest darkest secrets to jim werner at weird science dc comics at gmail.com and there you go and and pretty much you have to spell it out hey this is for alex m this is my secret i hate eric shea oh like listen listen jess we all know it you're you're not allowed to it's you're not, not involved yeah and then it's like uh here's the next one dear weird science i love eric shea but i don't really like him that, that I'm like, listen, why is Eric's mom writing him now? But boom, where is it? She's going to be mad at me now. My life's a mess. Okay, I have another email to come for this episode, so you will hear from me on the other side. And that is kind of a, uh, a hint at what he's going to be talking about. But yeah, that's the end of the first deal. And yeah, if you want to get some uh, Secret Wars trades... You know, Tying everybody has, every, everybody at the DC side of things who wants to get their hands on it. Uh, yeah, email secrets. That'll be fun. And here's the thing, too. When you do this, if you do, if you do do, as Eric likes saying it, uh, I'll tell a secret as well. So take oh, no. that. Uh, I'll give a secret secrets. of myself. Yeah, really. I, I don't either, but you will. I'll tell you legitimate secrets look, look, let's keep about professional, myself. All right. About myself. But yeah, that is the end of mail section number one. Thank you, Alex, and especially Christian for jumping Thank on you, back and you, emailing Christian. right away. That's awesome. So yeah, we're going to go up now. To some books with a regime. With their tanks and their bombs and their bombs and their guns in your head, in your head, they are crying. In your head, in your head, zombie, 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 head, head. All right, and we're here with Red Jay, and Red Jay has a couple of books here, uh, and one better than the next, I hear. And that's the rumor Each on the one street. better than the last. Yes, and, and the first <laughs> one is a zombie book, and uh, uh-huh. I don't know why. D- DC put this out, had no idea that one Eric Shea had told me what, Eric? What did you tell me those years ago? This Look, is probably, you told me this like six I years ago. I told you ago. this because in 2003, The Walking Dead came out, and my buddy Tony, who owned the shop, is like, here, do you want to get by this i'm like tony you don't realize the zombie Number craze one, is over you want it. Yeah. why yeah, would yeah. i want to buy this book and it's in black and white worst yeah. mistake of my yeah. life not picking up yep. that walking dead no, he actually, didn't no. get walking I've, dead I've made number way more one mistakes but well yeah i was gonna say one's living with you right now Ooh. Ooh. Boom. Oh. <laughs> well, the dead had already came out it was a parody of zombie stuff i'm like okay the zombie craze is all over it's not like you know we're gonna have what f- year you told me 2003 2003 you said that the zombie craze was over and then me and you actually even as this was going on you know years and years ago you still argued this point with me and my whole thing was but eric the walking dead you're like no no it doesn't matter and then i said a craze is when 
your grandmother knows about it. You know, mm-hmm. like like you could say that uh, video games are a craze, but the Wii was a craze right. because, you know, old folks homes had. It. And I said, my mother at one point asked me questions about The Walking Dead. And I said, you know, bitch. Hey, you can't get get it through the door. That's what I said. Why'd Actually, you say that? I, I, I don't know. I just knew that that would be a phrase down the line. Now, I think she's like, what? hello, love. What do you think of the walking steads? And I'm like, get out of my, get out of town. I, I, like, I don't want to talk to you. Summer, I'm no like, I, I hate you, lady. Why do you keep talking to me? But we're going to go with what DC says. They're still the craze. And, and with that, there is kind of a, a funny thing, and not a funny thing, a cool thing, because there is a walking dead connection uh with all this as well and all that going on but reggie what book is it it is dc's number one written by tom taylor art by trevor hairside and stefano gaudiano and james harren and rain barredo it's rhyme time it's rhyme time time to put the comic books in rhyme it's rhyme time it's rhyme time time to put the comic books in rhyme i said jack be nimble Jack, be quick. You might be sick of the zombie shtick, but if you're not and you like the beast, then you might take a look at the book Deceased. It's your basic viral flesh-eating curse with a DC twist, and what's more, it works. So if zombies don't put you in hysterics, then check it out. They're coming to get you, Eric. Eric. (laughs) I thought it was going to be. And then there's a guy named Eric who says there's no such thing as a zombie craze anymore. Actually, I did try to fit that line. Obviously, I was wrong. But at this point, though, it's completely over. Nobody cares about The Walking Dead anymore. And nobody cares about, you know, Marvel zombies. Maybe this is going to a new one. You ever hear that? Now, I think Eric's right. Uh, the problem is, though, and not a problem, the, the issue or whatever is, I really like this. And I don't care because the zombie craze could be started or over. And it doesn't count for old Jimmy Boy because I've never seen the show Walking Dead. I know Eric, I know I Eric is also, ten minutes you know, of it. <laughs> over, overall, you know, I thought about it. I like zombies. I like zombie movies. Some of the most classic movies, obviously, uh, the Night of the Living Dead and the, and the rest of that series are some of the most classic movies ever made. And I even like, uh, there, there's a crazy movie I like starring the, uh, the actor from, uh, from Charlie Chan, Manton Moreland, the black guy. He's in a movie called King of the Zombies from the thirties that I love that is very weird. So, but anyway, so, but the problem is there's nothing really new there. You know, it's tough to do something so new in the, in the world of zombies that it's going to take you, uh, you know, really, uh, go in left field or whatever. In this case, I don't think anything totally new has happened, but Tom Taylor has made a satisfying DC reason behind yeah. this. Yeah, I like it. And I, I liked it. I enjoyed it for what it was. Now, are they actually zombies or are they the infected? Well, they're oh, both. To me, here's the deal. When they're biting you in your head yeah. and trying to get you, I, I don't think well, that I'm going to go through some later, they, had, they had the rage virus. They weren't zombies. Well, believe me. Believe me. They are going to go with listen, whatever listen. will get you to buy if, this book. If flesh is hanging off your body and you're biting other people, <laughs> that's zombie. I don't, I don't yeah, care. Yeah. That's called PCP. That's from the dead. That's good enough. Those, those <laughs> people t- take, No, those people taking that crocodile <laughs> down in Florida, they zombies. <laughs> yeah, Eric, you zombie. said it at that one yeah. point. You were up upset when you turned on the news and you saw the zombies now are, well, were you like, sitting oh. there like well were they infected but yeah there's a <laughs> stefano uh guendiano when, when you turn name? on the he news is, and it tells you that there's a like a zombie attack in florida i'm like this is not real life anymore 
No, that is true. <laughs> uh, but yeah, the the guy Stefano Guindiarni, how do you say his name? Uh-huh. One of the guys on here, Gaudiano. Uh, Gaudiano. He he's a Walking Dead guy. He's a guy who was on oh, uh, the Walking that. Dead comic and stuff like that. Okay. There's a couple connections with that here. Uh, that's pretty cool the way they did it. Um, but yeah, pretty much like Reggie said, this whole first issue is going to be the setup of how all this happened. And Tom Taylor does a good job in my mind of setting up how they are going to get this in this universe. This isn't just, you know, all of a sudden Batman wakes up and everybody's zombies, you know, you even have, uh, there's one thing that I do have an issue with. And I'll I'll tell you also, everybody has to realize this is a Elseworld story. This is not in continuity. This is an aside. Actually, I would go with one of these as almost like a what if story more than right. an Elseworlds because you kind yeah, of are way, coming. That's kind of what Elseworlds is. Okay. It is, yeah. but you're Six kind of coming. What I like <laughs> though is that the idea of it though. The what ifs I think are a little different. Only in like this is a little different because you can go almost go like okay. This starts here and then veers off. Some of the Elseworlds stories are just like the whole deal. Boom, you go and all of a sudden Batman's yeah. a knight in, in yeah, you know, exactly. in medieval Europe and things like that. So I do like what this. What if Wonder Woman was a, was a bunny? You know? Yeah, like, there well, you go. Really and, a... but no, uh, but the one thing that gets me is even if it's Elseworlds, please, the, the team, the uh, the Justice League, why are they still surprised when they find out that Batman might have a tracker on a cyborg. I mean, this is a guy that every time it becomes a big deal when he does this over and over and over. And really, every world, there's a first time you realize that that man's doing this. But again, I, I get that this what, fighting dark side and things, they already knew that he had contingency plans in this deal. Is that, you know what I'm saying? But with that, when this usually happens, I'm like, I can't believe you, Batman. You have Flash yelling. It's, it always ends up helping, though, right? It always ends up uh, giving them some answers so they should shut their mouths. But, Reggie, tell us how it starts. So it all starts when uh, Darkseid kidnaps Cyborg during some war that turns out to basically be a distraction so they can get his hands on Cyborg because Desaad tells them that that is the missing component to his anti-life equation. Darkseid has half uh, the equation, and then the mother box inside of Cyborg has the other half. Time to put those two together. Has the other half. Which yep. is which is a little whatever, but okay, that's fine. Yeah. Uh, so he uh, you and know, it's brutal they, right from the start. Even when they take Cyborg back to Apocalypse, and like you know, he Desad doesn't like what Cyborg's talking, so he cuts his goddamn tongue out right away. Like, yeah, All right, it's going to be this book. Okay, say he'll get it. it. It'll grow back. Oh, yeah, because but that's of his just Cyborg out of nowhere parts, brutal that you don't expect in a DC comic. They don't play. They don't play in Apocalypse. So uh, no. Cyborg is is Desad has Cyborg stretched out, and they're going to get this teases information out of him. I don't think it's. Something Cyborg could even give up if he wanted to, no. but uh, that's not a question. The problem is if they probe too much for this mother box, they're going to end up killing Cyborg, and then they're going to lose that half of the equation. So he has to so, so be alive. Explain to me to work. how they're going to fix this conundrum they have, because I don't understand. I know what they're doing here with the you know the infection. It's almost very final crisis with the way the anti life equation goes out through the internet when we get I back like to how Earth. it is. I but, actually I thought that you would like when they're on there and they're getting it out, and you see the loneliness plus alienation. Oh, no, I'm like, oh, that, that's just, Eric's favorite. It's just that, look, we have Cyborg. We need to get this other half of the equation out of him. But if we do that we're going to kill him all right i'm going to call the black racer i'm going to choke him out then they're um, the side's going to stick a hose from him into cyborg which is somehow going to yeah. do i'm like i i don't know what you're telling me how this works yeah i mean that that, that was a little, it's i guess the idea was to give him a little bit of death so that 
enough to, to cough up the equation, just, but just not kidding. enough we to kill We don't want to kill him. We better summon death and inject death into him. Now, now. It's, not, it's just like that, that's just like getting vaccinated. They give you a little bit so that now you're protected yeah, from, quiet from down, Jenny that's McCarthy. What it was. That's why. That's why you should never get vaccinated and don't vaccinate <laughs> you're your an children. Anybody. Thank you. Here we go. And well, also in this, they prove the Earth's flat, Kyrie. There you uh, go. But yeah, but Thank with you. that. The, the whole deal, though, is that things go a little awry. As they do. And, and they end up, yeah, and they end up pretty much making, uh, you know, Dark Side's just insane. Well, they've he, corrupted he, the anti-life equation. Yeah, as soon as it goes it, out yeah. there, Dark Side's main idea is, I have to dig this out of my brain with my fingers. Yeah, he just goes, now we're talking crocodile in Florida. <laughs> that seems to be yes. when they're ripping their faces apart. Uh, but yeah, everything's going. And y- you have this thing that, please, I want to get th- it over with. It is kind of funny in this, but please, this dark side is nonsense. It, it just it just irritates I, me. I don't but know. Then this week was dark my favorite was. bit of dark side is of yeah, all you time. Had two of them. Because you had it yeah. in Justice League, and then you have it here. And the whole idea where he jumps into a fire pit and pretty much explodes outward. And there's the side just looking on. Dark side was. Yeah, yeah, that's pretty good. <laughs> and they end up sending a cyborg back to Earth. I, and yeah, I, I like there. when the side does it. He's like, oh, things have gone south. And then Apocalypse yeah, like, just yeah. explodes from the cyborg power. real yeah. quick. You know? Yeah, they, they just send him away. And then you kind of get a little bit of a Tom Taylor, kind of not a soapbox, but kind of a, a social commentary of the idea that this infection is going to spread through social media, online devices and things. And so it immediately spreads. Which Stephen King you know, did years ago with his Boom. novel Cell, yeah. where it went, a signal oh, went my. through the cell phones and turned everybody the, into zombies. The thing, that, yeah. the thing I liked about this was that didn't make it wildly different than even Final Crisis or than a ton of other stories that do it, but that it is triggered by Cyborg's arrival. Like, it's, yeah, it's, yeah. It's, yeah. It's he, like he, he uploads is, himself to the internet immediately when he's like, you he know, tries in the to area. stop exactly. it, but he can't. It's, it's, yeah. it's, like, it's like anybody, you know, I, I know that Eric doesn't know, but people, when they carry uh-huh. those devices that you see called smartphones What's that attach that? Yeah. to. They jump on Wi-Fi automatically. That's essentially what Cyborg does. And by doing so, again, like I say, it's not not like a mind-bending switch, but it is a, a reason. Basically, Tom Taylor explains everything that happens. Yeah, and that's yeah, what yeah. I really appreciated about this story, where I was like, it's, it's you know, it works in its own internal logic. And you it know works I mean? for Mobile Soul and Final Crisis as well. And it, 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 exactly. It, 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 uh, takes from that too and it takes from recent continuity uh not most up to date, up to the second, but still recent stuff. And it, that it also takes from toxic people on the internet, right? That's, that's right. The social well, media the, deal. You added, you wrote for this, Jim. I didn't that's know that. That's right. Did you, did you have I did. That's cool. Hashtag toxic Jim. But yeah, it spreads. <laughs> oh, right. Even before Cyborg can shut it down, it does spread. And it, they, yeah. they they make a couple mentions that it's spreading through social media. I just like the guy that immediately is in Metropolis. It looks like on top of a cab with a baseball bat. Where did he get that baseball bat? He ran hey, out with it. You know. It was free. <laughs> Bad day at the ball field. Yeah, it was really. Oh, uh, it was a bad yes, day for it. <laughs> Superman hears a lot of screaming and he goes out because at this point they're still trying to find Cyborg. You know, up to this point, and they do. Superman goes to Barda and Scott. Uh, you know, Big Barda and Mister Miracle, which makes sense to try for what to he go wants and to find do. to get Cyborg, but, but it, it doesn't matter. It the feels like the a weird point aside. is moot. Then. Yeah. Yeah, the point's moot, but it is there, you know, showing that he's trying to do this. Yep. Because again, Batman had a tracker and pretty much 
he disappeared. You know, you had Cyborg disappear. Superman's trying to figure it out, but then he hears screaming and he goes out and he does see all of these people turn into zombies and realizes, you know, that it is these smartphones and TVs and everything going on. And you had already seen, you know, John and Damien are playing video games. Lois is looking for a phone. Superman has to get back to them to stop them. And for some reason, I do like this whole tension that's built up for the whole idea of like, this is happening. And Lois at this very moment is trying to find her phone, which her son is about to locate using x-ray vision. Yeah. And and she finds it, it they're done. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, But yet John picks it up. And then it gets heat visioned out of his hand. Superman just destroys the TV that Damien was playing. And then you go to the Batcave and you do see Batman realizing it. It's just this, you know, everybody seeing how they realize this has happened. Batman, though, we know. And even with that, you would realize that Batman does have his whole tech deal set right. up so that it's not necessarily connected to the internet and can it's his you know, own local and intranet down. i mean really this is his you know bread and butter he <laughs> can't have anybody hacking well. in uh but yeah with that you even have the everybody no screens and then you go to batman who's looking at 17 million screens you're like oh no <laughs> yeah he does that but it does shut down and he does get everything and he, he pretty much locks down the house he, of he any sort of internet pulse. yeah I mean, it just wow. wrecks everything it's too late that's the problem it's too late as we see as we go and but i, 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 even I like do this like this whole bit. thing this idea of this universe so because as we saw in the beginning when they were fighting dark side our just league team was different than that, that first invasion of dark side that we saw in the new 52 which i kind of like you know assume that this was for some reason but uh yeah it's this seeing that dick and tim seem to be living in the manor with batman yeah. it, it felt like i'm like oh my god we have this whole connected thing i want to see this bat family in the real universe you know besides yeah. for the whole eating yeah, bases really. and whatnot but the idea where yeah the, the entire bat family's under one roof makes me happy until it doesn't yeah i do like that too well damien was it looks like he's having a sleepover yeah. with john I, I i'm telling you i like the art i think the art's very appropriate throughout this i hate damien i don't even like john that much but damien's awful he, he looks, looks terrible. terrible look at the one point when he's like but look out there it looks like the end of the world he he looks like a, a nine, like almost like a fifty year old man dressed up like a kid. It just doesn't <laughs> look good. But I like the idea that Damien's very concerned about his father. We don't see that enough either. Where no. he's like, you know what? This is end of world stuff right now of what they're seeing and all these things going on. This isn't just like, hey, you know, my dad can take care of it. This is, you know, uh, you know, if you want to go with it, it's a zombie version of the Thanos snap. You don't know who's been infected and who isn't and sometimes it's you know batman may not have a contingency of just becoming a zombie and damien's worried and i like that and then i do also like the idea that superman says you know listen he says the contingencies he has those in place we already saw earlier thank that god he had we had your crazy father doing stuff <laughs> yeah and i just like the idea they're like how does it spread uh, social media, yeah, Batman's not social. So that gives them a good – and this is the thing I think Tom Taylor does very, very well in this is the idea Batman does not get infected. He has shut until the end because he goes and unfortunately – 
a Nightwing and a Red Robin would be guys who are on social media watching TV. They might have been playing. I don't know. Whatever from what I've been hearing doing, from Nightwing, he doesn't like technology and social well, media. That's, you know, I'm going that this Elseworlds is better than the real worlds yeah. of the Elseworlds. <laughs> but yeah, who knows how he got it? He could have just been watching the news. And uh, so when they do have this going on, you have Batman get called to Alfred, goes up. Alfred, I love Alfred just holding that knife. Back ye, yep. he said with the knife. I, I wish that he had a cross. But yeah, you see Nightwing and he's just zombied out. Then, he, you know, they're fighting. He takes him down. But then uh, Tim ends up biting him, and then and then it's over. And Nightwing uh, just gets know, on his back ends and ends up biting Nightwing his jugular out, him. it yeah. seems like. And the thing and is, we don't know at this cool. point. We know that the, the social media, the internet itself, is the way that the infection like you know, be, like know happens. We don't yeah, know. It, it did, say, it did say blood at one point, but we don't really know. Yeah, I'm saying we, we, we don't, don't know now know. that the bite is going to turn Batman now. Yeah, or, we don't I know. Batman might still be okay. I'm worried. I'm worried for old Batman. I have a feeling they're going to do it. Obviously, I think seeing Nightwing and Tim infected gives the impression this could happen to anybody. Plus, it is an Elseworld, so yeah, you know, a- and, anything and is with fair that, game. I think that what we are also seeing is basically I have a lot of fear for every other Justice League member because we're really focusing on that Superman got to Lois, John, Damien, and himself there before anything can happen, and I do think that they may be you know, the ones that are going to have to save it and then go around and try to find some other people not infected. But through all this, too, you have, uh, you know, you have a narration about, you know, fighting gods and fighting, you know, big things and things like that. And this is a little bit bigger and different. So I did really like it. I, I liked it a lot. I'm really excited to go forward with this. I think the cliffhanger was great. I thought the pacing was great. You know, a lot of these yeah. stories, you you get where you're like, okay, I get what's going on or I'm doing. You had a couple different surprises almost like two or three actual cliffhangers kind of as you go on yeah. a- until the big one so i i really did like it and i thought everything was that, set up the well the entire and thing that was you know is our our idea for the story this you know zombie plague this you know corrupted anti-life that was all said and done and handled within a quarter of the s- issue already yeah, so we're, yeah. we're just moving on now i'm like okay yeah, you did and it now, and we're and, moving and it- and here's Good. the thing. This is the thing when I read Injustice and, you know, Tom Taylor is the first thing that I kind of got, you know, with him. Mm-hmm. He, he does a thing here and it's not a surprise. It's not, you know, a formula that only he comes up. He does work on the characters in his universe as well as setting up the story. This isn't just all shock and awe of the zombies. You had Damien worrying. You You had, yeah, yeah, you had, you know, Superman freaking out to get even the little bit where Lois is trying to find her phone. And, you know, and earlier where they're all, you know, bitching and moaning at Batman for that tracker. Like you said, when he goes, when Cyborg is there, just that ripping out the tongue just makes it like, okay, we're in a dark, we're in a darker deal yeah. this is an elseworlds yeah. and he's taking Shit's gonna I, happen. he does it so well he works and and really by the time he gets done a book a lot of times what you hear people say is oh man you got like he did all new wolverine you know and it was with x23 and gabby at the end i'm telling people to read that because of the characters not necessarily just the story right. it's the characters that you love and right here he's setting these characters that we all know so he's not wasting time on flash saying he's the fastest man alive Thank or he's God. not doing this you set up the only thing that you need to set up batman has contingencies yeah. and we'll see how that goes because i have a feeling superman's gonna have to use said contingencies himself and try to mm-hmm. you know you have he can find him. he just destroyed his the computer back and batman well, looks saying, like he's yeah, not in good shape that. right now 
Yeah, well, you have that. Well, that's why I think Damien is on their side. That's why he was there sleeping over. Go. He's the the key to going back. But it might be a thing where you go back to the mansion. You got to fight your way in and out. It, it, that's cool. I really like the idea of this, and I like the the things that sets Alfred up in my mind, even though running. they might not be real. I hope so. Yeah, he was ready to carve car that turkey. He's just standing there with that knife. But even that Batman's like, run. He tells Please. him and he knows he's done. Uh, so we'll have to see how that goes. But Reggie, what did you give it? Uh, yeah, like you guys are saying, I, I thought this was a real satisfying read. I felt like it went, you know, through its uh, the paces very well. It kind of did have three acts and each one didn't have like a mind bending, you know, world shattering no. uh, cliffhanger. But it did have each shocking parts and twists that I didn't expect. And like I said, at the very end, to see Nightwing and, and uh, Tim Drake, Red Robin, uh, whatever, infected. Yeah. The, it gives you the impression like they're every, no holds barred. Really, anything can happen in this uh, Elseworld story, whatever. I don't and know it if will. it is branded yes. Elseworlds, but I enjoyed the heck out of it. I'd say if you are truly sick of zombie stories, then don't bother because this is a, yeah that but if you're in the middle of some story, infected although, stories here you go i'll, I'll tell you based on infected. based on that new season of the walking dead people are not sick of it yet uh, don't lie to me uh eric is i'll give this a eight out of ten. Oh wait when was the last time i went a point higher than you on any God, i don't know ever probably last because week. i'm going nine i loved it yeah, probably, probably, probably on <laughs> sometime during the week where I just yelled to myself, "I give that that Reggie, take that, buddy." You're, you have no idea. Did, did you, you used to pills? know, but now you're in Salem. Mm. You can't do no, no, no. So, uh, yeah, I'm going nine out of ten. I like the art. I think it's very uh, good fit. Uh, I actually really liked a lot of the the kind of clever. I'm telling you, once the you see the writing of the anti-life equation that made me laugh yeah. because eric hates them so that, that made me laugh so much i'm like there it is uh and i like too that it's still not even the full thing <laughs> i think is so long I, I would like it as as it's going dark well, they can't like, give really you do we have to wait thing, for this Jim. Good God. you can, you can look it up on and wikipedia right I'm now i'm telling you if they if they gave us the full thing it would take seven pages <laughs> and i did like that and and yeah i really like how the stakes were set I really like that he, he didn't end up going book. to Wonder Woman. Wonder Woman, yeah, really, and who ordered the stake? <laughs> they, they didn't show you Flash. They didn't show you Wonder Woman. They didn't, even Black Lightning's at the beginning, they didn't show Green them. Arrow, because Black that's the setup of wondering, like, oh, my God, who got infected? So I think that's a really smart thing to do. And by the end, other than... Damien looking like a 45 year old that's an, an imposter and shouldn't be sleeping over John's house. Uh, I thought the art was really good. The, the well. first, so two, I'm the give first it a nine. two artists were a lot stronger than that third. I'll say yeah, that. Yeah, but and it's, it, it, that's it was a weird thing to, to have that many artists. It was weird, but yeah. hey, we did it. Yeah, for, for number one uh, and only a six issue uh, deal. And uh, I'll, I'll give you that too, just a, a kind of a Reggie point. Every book that's coming out seems to always be now a 12 issue maxi series with six. With six issues, I think that Tom Taylor, this is going to be tight, oh, yeah. tight as heck. Yeah. So what are you going to give it, Eric? I'm a bit lower than you guys just because I thought this whole explanation with, you know, I'm going to grab the black racer out of nowhere and jam this thing into him and I'll... This, uh, this is now Eric's music. Look, now, look, look. He, he gets upset. It, it got going. I'm, I'm happy about that. It's just the explanation was a little, like, you know, ludicrous in my mind. And I wasn't the biggest fan of the art, but it did its job. By the end, <laughs> I was fully on board with what we're going to have with, you know, the deceased going forward. So I look forward to that. But a 7.8 out of 10. 
uh, Ludacris wasn't in this book, was he? I didn't see him. He might have been in that New York scene, possibly. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> you like that? Anytime Eric starts talking and it's negative, he's getting that. That's that's how I'm going to use that, that negative, from now on. But obviously, no. clearly, Eric's problem is that the zombie craze was You're over in now 2002. You're getting that's you know, fine. That's everybody's right. getting it. We can it. all get it. Not me, though. I don't get it. I don't get it. I'm no longer negative. I'm positive uh, Jimmy. It's this, this new character this that everybody week. hates. Yeah, well, we'll <laughs> see. We, we shall see. <laughs> I, I say that. We're recording this book first of the week. Who knows what went on before this? <laughs> yeah. Brightest day and brightest night. No evil escaped my sight. No warthrits, evil mites. And that is the one that does not have green. I was waiting for the green's light. <laughs> I, I told that to Eric. Remember when I told you there's this weird file that yeah. I have that does not have the green? Well, why but wouldn't it have? Beware my power, green's, green's light. Green's light. Oh, my. Why didn't I delete that, that one? Oh, well, there, there you go. That was an epic the fail. just like this. Of wrong turn. Oh, God bless you, wrong turn. You're in your greens lights. But yes, there you go. We're here. All right, uh, and, and kind of having that oath. Uh, because what book are we talking about, Reggie? Oh, we are talking about The Green Lantern, number seven, written by Grant Morrison, art by Liam Sharp. It's rhyme time. It's rhyme time. Time to put the comic books in rhyme. It's rhyme time. It's rhyme time. Time to put the comic books in rhyme. What's up with Hal? We're going to take a look. But Jim and Eric are going to hate this book. I mean, they're going to loathe it like you don't know. You never thought you'd see a score go so low. Now Jim's going to hate all the words and copy. But Eric's going to find the continuity sloppy. Together you might find the winning score for a comic that Jim and Eric couldn't hate more. Hey, yes. <laughs> I could totally um, hate this more. This, I, I, I mean, um, this really was an amazing combine a one-two punch of the the things the both like that bother Grant the bulk of you the decided. most about comics yeah they they could they combine them here uh and I, I was i was amazed just on that level i was very excited well, to do this it with is you guys. it's 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 very exciting the thing is you don't realize i don't like narration boxes there's oh! no boxes here there's no boxes think outside now, the box I, 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 I read this and I, i'll tell you it's not it's not the narration that actually bothers me in this what really bothered me and you know it's it's something that bothers me with an overly narrated deal and this is uh, now this is I mean, this set is, up this to is be essentially a, narration. a fairy tale this is this is a children's is. story you know this is the, a, thing the way it's set up the thing that now is it me or why i had just been looking through and reading a bunch of uh, swamp thing things and and a lot of things that people are pointing out in this grant morrison run of green lantern is that even though he seems to hate and Alan Moore hates him and he hates Alan Moore. It goes back and forth. This seemed like a Alan Moore type swamp oh, thing yes. set up issue like that. And, and right away that hit me. I love that. So well, it's a lot reading like this, that, you know, Dr. Manhattan swamp thing issue we were yeah, talking about. Yeah. Yeah. It, 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 that one issue where it's, Full out narration when Swamp he thing it's on all Mars in blue. And blue. Yeah, he's blue. That, that's what. It, and I just read that, so I'm I'm reading this. And like Reggie's saying, it is a 
parable affair, you know, a fairy tale type thing. I, I could get behind that. I really can. I, I I like this at points. The problem is, is by the end, nothing nothing really happens. You're only talking about a ring that is going to die, and if it dies, so does how, and everything in the ring, this thing. So by the end. Pretty much, it's not much of a story. And and it seems like, to me, a lot of window dressing. And I think it's very fancy window dressing. Maybe a little too fancy for me. It's a story about Uh, a man and the love for his jewelry. Yes, yes. And, 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 yeah, really. And and I've never seen a man love his jewelry more than Mr. T, possibly. Maybe Flavor Flav. And so by the end of this, though... I thought, okay, I could get behind it if it meant more. And and it didn't – the tension was not there for me, almost like how I got made fun of uh, oh. about the Justice League uh, issue that we already talked about that I was talking in Slack saying, oh, man, you know, the whole, you know, Superman might have died gets ruined in the, you know, the uh, DC uh, – the villains, you're the, you're villain, the villain, yeah. villain deal, and people are like, oh, really? You really thought that Superman was going to die? That, that ruined it. And no, uh, there was a lot of people who said that <laughs> when I said that. And uh, so I don't think Green, I, I don't think Hal Jordan's going to die. Uh, so with this, I'm like, okay. Plus, I'm just thinking, are we ever going to say that this isn't his ring that he made with his willpower? And, and that's you. what there, really there bothered. There is so me. much wrong with this story. And while it might be this fanciful fa- fantasy tale, you know, this fairy tale that's going on in order to bring us back to what's going on to explain this world it is using silver age all the stuff like yeah. mere wit and stuff like that this you know rhyming sorcerer the abins are trapped in the ring and this you know kind of world like this that is like you know directly from the silver age stuff we've dealt with that in the current continuity the idea that this is still that ring is ridiculous because we saw how jordan create his own ring with willpower but even this whole thing where one of the biggest tropes and things that we did in the Silver Age where this was all created was the idea that Hal's power ring would lose power a lot and then he'd have to figure out what he was going to do without the power ring. So the idea that this whole everybody dies inside this if the power ring ever is depleted, I'm like, what are you talking about? Even They've in this been issue, dying over the and over ring and over and is over. depleted. Yeah, yeah. Yes. So, uh, and then they're brought back. The continuity, and I, I don't get this mere win either because there's mere Witten's trapped in the ring, but you have to, you can't say his name. You got to speak softly because you can't wake him up. I'm like, I saw that little dwarf motherfucker, you know, telling you to go to the Emerald Sands in the last yeah, issue. Yeah, he even, says that. Yes. He even yes. says that he talked to him. I, I actually, I'm like, what is this, Beetlejuice or is it Candyman? Tell me which one. And the, the, the other thing, and though. Strike him down with yeah. all of your this hatred. Is, yes, yes. <laughs> behead yeah. him. Young this is what I'm going to say. And I'm not going to, I told you, I'm going to be uh, very positive here. I'm not going to be, a, uh, I'm not going to be a negative man anymore what i'm gonna tell everybody is it, it, this is a run so far that is made it tailor-made for you to have jumped on at issue one and just go with it and hopefully you didn't read anything in the hal jordan the green uh-huh. lantern core before that or anything in the new 52 or if you can go with this and just that. say that's what i'm saying if you could just sit there and this is your first you may be very amazed and over you know taken by this fanciful narration and the art looks great. The art looks great for what it's there being There are some wild lads in here, I gotta say. The, yeah, the, and this it, definitely was for room for Liam told. Sharp to just go wild yeah. with, this, with his thing. I just, it, as it all ends, I can only think that this is a filler issue. Even And you, I say this knowing that people will say, but how could it be a filler that this rhyming that he's doing and all these must have taken God a lot. Rhyming well, he must, might have wasted his time here because not much happens no. and really ends up not even telling us if by the end 
Somehow, Grant Morrison even would have worked in the idea of that willpower ring or worked in the idea of what the continuity is at this point in this book through this issue. I would have, bravo, you've done it. Every issue, he confuses me more and more with what's going on with what we're supposed to know about the Green Lantern Corps, how, the ring, all these things are, it's all spinning around in my head now because he keeps changing things or he keeps going back to something that there shouldn't be. He has gone, he has shown up for this book since the last time he was at DC and he does not care what happened before or, or whatever since nope. he is just doing the story once. But if you like that, if you're a Grant Morrison fan or you always wanted to get a fancy Hal Jordan Green Lantern book, that's all Grant Morrison-y, then, then you're having the time of your life, I think. And, and I can't discount that. It's just that it is true. And, and what you said at the beginning is very true for a lot of these books, especially this week, is the idea of, yeah, me and Eric might hate something, but we hate it because of our you know feelings or what mm. we like or don't like and things like that. I can see why people would love this. And I did see. I, we had uh, Tom in Slack. He read this. It's the first Green Lantern issue he has read in forever. Oh, really? And it just was this. And this is, he said, this is an awesome one-shot story for me to have Hal in the ring. I can see that. I can really see that. If you just get onto this and like, oh, man, you you are going to be amazed by, you know, the combo of art and story and things like that. I guess. But- Even the whole thing where you have everybody that they're coming across in this, you know, Emerald Sands world. It's a part of mere Witten, you know, like these these eyeless sharks that hold their eyes in yeah, their hands, yeah. freaking monsters. But except for you know the companion that Hal Jordan has, Pengawol or were yeah, the whole yeah. idea. Who's oh, the ring? Who's I'm not exactly like everybody's here except for you and me. That means. Wait, Pengawol, power ring. Yeah, I love that. It's like, wait a minute, Eric Shea. Oh, no. Whopper Jr. What? <laughs> it doesn't make sense. Plus, I- I'm telling you, you know Pengawar. me. I don't know if you you know you guys know me enough. I, I'm huh? not what you would call a, <laughs> a handsome learned man. man. Oh. <laughs> yeah, I'm not smart. Uh, I need my rhymes to be like. There is the moon. We're going there soon. We're going to the town. We don't have a frown. That that's yeah. what I need. Uh, so when you're having things where I'm telling you, it drives me nuts in, in very fancy fancy, fancy poetry. <laughs> it throws me off when you're like uh, the plaza of dried fountains drained wishing wells uh, wait a minute <laughs> it's killing me it does this rhyme uh, I, but uh, without that and and what i'm you know basically saying in this is i can see why people would like it and really also when we talk about other books this week as well I'm reading this, and yeah, there's the rhymes, and you know, it's a fairy tale, and, and we get upset that Ultimately, maybe, like you said before, this, it's, a, it's a story yeah, about a man who loves is, his yes, jewelry, a man who loves his jewelry, and uh, but at the end, I don't. It's funny, I don't find this pretentious because it's Grant Morrison, and he's above pretentious. He's Grant Morrison, oh. so I don't get angry. I, I don't read this and think, oh, here goes Grant Morrison. You know, this is just him, and I, I've come to. Except that in other stories where we get maybe, you know, Milton and, you know, Keats, I I might get angry. (laughs) I don't get I don't get angry with this because this is him. I don't think he's trying to impress anybody. In fact, I swear to God, at issue seven, he is still trying to weed people like me and Eric to get off the book because he doesn't (laughs) want us around to bitch him out. But we're still here. But while I'm reading it, I'm telling you, I, I actually 
can enjoy this issue. This is going to be a shock to you, Reggie, and it'll shock you with my oh, score. because I, I knew you would. The though, minute I said you wouldn't like it, you were you were yeah, really. guaranteed I, I, to I like it write, suddenly. I should but write my scores Not down Eric. and Eric, hand them Eric, to Eric you. I can count on. He is. And, and right. we, we've Stead talked fast. about this. <laughs> I don't. My biggest complaint with continuity is continuity within a book, not continuity within a universe. Now, it does get me upset, current universe and stuff like that, yes. But it, it, he's already shown us that that if you're on the continuity train, your stop got off seven freaking stops ago. Yeah. You, you got off at Hoboken. You ain't getting back. Well, there, 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 there. there is a certain point, and I would have to say this is the issue, when you pretty much have to stop harping on continuity. It's clear he doesn't I, give I'm a fuck you. at all. You know what I'm I mean? with you with that. I'm telling you, this is going to be my mantra the whole time. This, would be, whole this would be the issue, though, that, that I really would say that that's sort of definitive. <laughs> right. but. Uh, can you well, imagine can, that DC right now is just sitting there and they do have meetings and they do have editorial get together and they just said, listen, this Weird Science Comics podcast, we hate them so much. And I hate that <laughs> Eric Shea's jerk off face. Everybody. <laughs> Oh, Make no. sure your continuity doesn't work, especially with Dan each DiDio, other. And just why? go with it. We want him out of here. That's what he's saying. Dan DeDio had that memo story go over out. Continuity. Please. Yeah. Nah, I, that's the problem is I don't mind story over continuity. I said I that do. in the DCYOU. I know you do. I don't as long as there's a story. All right, how By the end this? of this issue, I didn't get much of a story. That's my biggest complaint. Going that, into that this, is you're, my ta- biggest you're talking complaint. about the idea you don't care about a universal continuity as long as the book has its own continuity. No, itself. I said I don't mind it as much as you. I, I do okay. mind it. Okay, but the thing is, you want a book to have its own continuity, though, the whole thing. Yeah. In this whole story, the idea was, if the ring depletes down to zero, we're all dead. If depletes yeah. down to zero, it didn't matter. He got That's out, recharged, and we're fine. he is just a man. <laughs> just a man. There no, weird is fine. Freaking Paragoral or whatever the fuck power ring's called. It's fine. Everything's fine. Yes. It doesn't he matter. Had, he, had like, he had like a, a five-second rule. You know what I mean? No, if he, well, here's if he the got deal. Out, it does have ring depleted. He is flatlining at one point but then they bring them back you I know mean, they put the deminiaturization yeah what are those things the paddles they hit the paddles you know you know you never heard of having the will to survive right the will yes. to, uh i mean I'll, be, I'll, I'll, I'll tell you one thing if i was if i was buying this comic and especially if i was a when i was a younger fella buying comics if i went to the stands opened this up and saw all these these words like this, especially yeah. set words. this yeah. way, white, uh, white <laughs> it's my against, enemy. And I got and I got to say, like this is something they couldn't have done back then. This kind of typesetting, this white against uh, uh, yeah. color, but uh, and I have no, I would have put it right back. I would have been like, you know, forget this. I have enemy. no interest in reading well, a children's book. Storms up to this week. The other thing that annoyed <laughs> me that really is that honestly is actually where I would have gone with it, but. uh the thing that annoys yeah. me is, though, they do this, but then they also have panels and word balloons. And it's like you want it both ways. Yeah. Am I reading a comic or am I reading a kid's fairy tale? Uh, I don't. Yes. I didn't like that. What I loved about this issue more than anything, though, was uh, the fact the places that Liam Sharp was able yeah, to like really stretch out. Okay. And like, I don't think every page... <laughs> I don't think every page is a, is a hundred percent winner. No, but no. What, I just if, like what happened? It's okay. It's okay. It's good. Uh, and I'm telling you, if if you didn't think before that Liam Sharp should be fully on a uh, Swamp Thing comic, he should be. This, this is what, this and this is what Grant Morrison yeah. and him. Maybe they should just stop this and go do a Swamp Thing comic. Now, I do also I at really the end. Should. 
I don't know if, uh, if Eric, if Eric uh, noticed at the end what it said was coming up next. I think he might be excited about that. What, the Hard Travel Heroes? Up, no, next up, yeah, <laughs> Green Arrow. So there you go. And also, he kisses his ring at the end. I mean, really. He A man who the, loves he, his jewelry. He thinks he's his own pope. Green Slight. Does this rhymes? I'm telling you, the rhyming scheme threw me off. And it's like, uh, you know, a certain she can hear voices out there in the void behind thee. But I say the, so you, you threw me off already, Grandma. She and the, they don't rhyme. You've got no, to be, you've got I, to have a Scottish accent, didn't you? I didn't mind nah. this at all. Hey, I'm going to write this issue here and that get Eric Shea's going to lose his fucking mind. That's no, I, I didn't lose my mind at all. I just kind of found it kind of boring and said this page of throw. I'm like, oh, this doesn't make sense. Well, I don't actually, know why I this can, is I here. Can see, oh, it didn't I matter. I can see Grant Morrison is there at his uh, desk and he's like, me write good. Me go to Manhattan with book uh, next, next how, uh, comic like convention. Him, yeah. Me, go smoke a peace pipe. That's what he said. Scottish. That does sound like him. Yeah, <laughs> Isn't no. that Scottish? Mm-hmm. I thought that That's was. A, that that was spot that on. That sounded perfect. Me not talk so swah. Nonsense. <laughs> there you go. What, <laughs> what did you give it, Reggie? Uh, like I said, you know, the story was okay. It, it wasn't that great, to be honest. Continuity smattering, smashing aside, it's just sort of, it was a little cornball. I didn't really mind the uh, Hail Mary play at the end. Uh, but I really love the layouts and the art in this thing. Yeah, I, I thought too. that, and, and like I said, whereas every <laughs> it, page, it's okay. But, it's you right. know, every page wasn't great, but but I felt like sure Liam Sharp really did, uh, you know, new things. There's like different media mixed in. Like he really went wild on this. Uh, overall, I felt like it was still sure a did. worthwhile piece of comic book that was worth four bucks. I gave yeah. it seven out of ten. That's what I'm going with. I'm Look going that. 7 out of 10. I, I'm leaving behind my continuity nonsense because he is too. And, and if, you're gonna, if I'm going to deal with this, this is almost like I, I, I'm going to say this, and I really truly mean it. I now have Stockholm Syndrome of this continuity and this nonsense <laughs> that's going on. Either I'm going to have to just accept my fate and die, or I'm going to have to fall in love with my captors and just think they're Don't the greatest. It. I'm going with it. I, I'm just going to go with the idea that each book I'm going to go at with a little different – you know, idea going. And the funny thing is, is my biggest problem is I, I would go higher if there was more of a story. I, I think that he is using this after that big story that he had, which made, you know, sense on its own. Any, whatever. That this the is U-bomb. a cool down issue. This is a cool down issue. The, the, that I, takes, think, I think he, he considers this almost like a day in the life type yeah, issue. This is a cool down issue yeah. that takes you three hours to read because there's so many words. <laughs> well, That's not go. a cool down well, for me. Hopefully, at one point, we get back cool to that Gordian Hal Jordan's heart that got ripped out in that first issue. Yeah, so uh, yeah, I'm going seven. I, you know, I could go as as low as a six five. It's one of those. I can go as low as a six five, but I can't go any higher than a seven I, because of the idea that at the end, when you strip away the rhyming and the scheming, you know, the Alibaba, there's not much going on here besides Hal's ring kind of depleting. But like Eric said. We've seen this deplete over and over that again. That was a so constant trope of Green sense. Liner for the era yeah. that he's trying to depict here. And all he needed to do was spike it with willpower, and shut it would have worked mouth. out. You know, that's what you was going on. Shut your mouth that. right now. <laughs> uh, what do you give it, Eric? Five out of ten. The art was okay. The story was okay. It just doesn't make sense with the continuity that he's playing with right now. And in the end, it didn't really matter anyway. 
You, you were supposed to go longer. I was waiting for you to start preaching so I could hit the piano. Do you, think that, uh, do you think the lantern rings work against, they, they don't work against yellow anymore? Maybe Grant's yeah, going to bring that Yeah, I think that, that there back. might be an impurity. I think there might I don't be. Know, there, there definitely is an impurity. Actually, I don't even know if that works anymore because Parallax should still be out and about. I was going to go to you into But the idea as well. of the but impurity yeah, yeah. is you can work yourself past the impurity now because they know about it. But the Parallax uh, isn't in the power is battery that, at the is moment. Is that what Grant Morrison thinks, though? That's my question. I don't give a shit what Grant Morrison Girl. thinks. Go back to heavy metal, Grant. <laughs> no, you didn't. How dare, how dare you? <laughs> Telling him where to work. Please. But yeah, uh, we're going to go on to the final book of Reggie's section. All right, Reggie, and what is the last book that we're going to talk about with you? It is Female Furies number 4, written by Cecil Castellucci, art by Adriana Melo and Hi-Fi. It's rhyme time, it's rhyme time. Time to put the comic books in rhyme, it's rhyme time, it's rhyme time. Time to put the comic books in rhyme. What's the word in Apocalypse Town? Women try to talk, but Granny tears them down. The men act all misogynistic, but Granny goodness is the real dick. See, it's ladies first in the Fury class, but mess with Granny and she'll bust your ass. Who is laughing? I hate that. Oh my. Yeah, here we go. And uh, this book, when it first came out, the first issue, you know, you had a lot of people going on and on, uh, both sides of the fence, saying, oh man, this this is a, a great fence? deal. Yeah, there is a fence. Uh, there's, you know, but I found that first issue to be a little over the top jokey for what the, you know, the deal was. And I thought that this whole series ha- had an issue with tone. You're doing a very, you know, an important message, but it didn't quite fit the apocalypse. It didn't quite fit the furies mm. and things like that. Do, in my you mind. mean the beauty pageant and baking and yeah, miscongeniality? Yeah, that sort of thing. And also just the idea of really trying to say the furies aren't what they were because because that goes against your story. Yeah. You yeah. know what I mean? You have this, you have a message that's going. And, and again, I even said to some people talking about this this week that the message isn't the problem here. It, it's how the message is being told and how the thing is going around. And that's where I think it's a little off and has been off. And this issue just continues it. We're at issue four. I need a progression. I need something more than just these bad guys are bad. And, you know, the Furies are being treated wrong. I need to see a progression. I need to see some characterization that makes me kind of get behind something. And I'm just not. It's more to this. And four issues, we're still just concentrating on the message instead of using a story and characters well, I, I to get to that message. I think part of the problem is, is that when this, when, this first, when this first came out, I remember at first I, I felt the same way where I was like, this isn't the way the female Furies are. This doesn't really make any sense. And then Cecil Castellucci said that it was an Elseworlds, kind of an out-of-continuity story. Yeah. And I said, all right, fine. But as we go along, what this really seems to it's be is sort of like... getting more and more into continuity, right? And, and it's like a background yeah. reason. It's, it's Granny Goodness's like, uh, ambition and you know trying to get to, yeah. to the highest position is really what's behind all of this. And to be honest, and we talked about this a little bit before, that I think the most interesting part for me is someone that you know suffers suffers from male... Uh, privilege that you know this shows how women can tear each other down in business and i in said it the, the right workplace. away in my review i think when i reviewed the first issue and i did end up doing it myself nobody wanted to do it on the on the deal i said that i thought that it was pretty smart the way uh cecil castellucci ends up doing it where yeah you have a dark side being a bad deal but really one of the other villains was yeah, granny baddie. and that continues but 
it's just kind of, uh, you know, continuing. And he is a baddie. He ended up pretty much raping Granny in the first issue. So you didn't read that one. But, yeah, he's a baddie. Uh, But, yeah, so with with this, though, it hasn't progressed from that. You still keep getting the same old thing. And I need to I really thought I was going to pick up in this one because I actually didn't mind the last issue. So when we got into this, the the whole idea that we we have, you know, Scott Free and Big Bar to come together. And they haven't seen each other since they were best friends when they were kids back in, you know, Granny's Terror or which seems that, you know, even the part that Barda doesn't seem to remember that. Exactly. Like and then she does. Gone. I'm like, this whole build up where it become about Scott and Barda. I'm like, you know what? I actually like this. And then that, yeah. all of that progression that we built up for this whole thing, it is pushed aside to get back to that whole thing about, you know, Willick and, you know, like, you know, wanting to molest Barda and the yeah. idea. And I'm like, oh, God. That, that even whole those thing soldiers. Where she that, had to get her, her claim signed by a man. I was like, what is this? What is well, that, that whole was, scene like? What's I going said, on? I know what that is. That's that's pretty much medieval law. Yeah. That's all that was. Even when the soldiers I, are trying to capture Scott Free because he's on the lam, freaking, you know, Barda says, like, well, she lets him go, but then tells the soldiers, look, we have to go after us. Why are we going to listen to you, a female fury? I'm like, she is gigantic. What are you talking about? And she just she also the even says, she says, I outrank you. Yeah. She says it yep. right then. That's why. It, everything is so forced, though, and like, yeah, like, it, we were telling a decent it story and it fell apart because and of the that, stuff that you're where, forcing. And, and what, Eric, I, I think you're saying, I'm not going to hit the piano music, but oh. uh, <laughs> this is just a story about a man and his jewelry. No, with this, <laughs> when you go to the flashback of Barda and Scott as kids in the orphanage, that's really good. That actually is I really all good. That you know why? Because it's character work and it's a story and it makes you get behind and care for the characters. But then you go back to the forced nature of everything. And it's really by this point in issue four, we should have been beyond that that premise and showing us some progression or something with it. But we're, you know, you had Ariel, she ends up being killed and all this by what we're going right back to that. With Barda now. I mean, Barda ends up resetting all that for her going to Willow. Yep. Hey, you got to do this. Oh, well, let's train. We've seen this before. Yeah. We've seen the that, training before. And the last before. third of this Why issue plays out again? almost the same way now, as, again, the, as yeah. the one before it. Now, you you can argue with me and say the reason why we're seeing it again is because that's what happens. It never changes. I, I just need some progression. Or I need some character work to end changes. up so that – Yeah, and I, I need something, though, that gets me behind all this and behind the characters and really want me – to because now, you you know, you have the Furies – they're all fighting amongst each other and everything's falling apart. And yeah, it's all a plan. The big thing here is it's all a plan to set up Barda to make her think that she's, you know, going off to Earth because that's where Scott went. But they have to find Scott and they pretty much set up Barda to go and, and it's put just a, a tracker on thing her. Because maybe I'm just reading it wrong or I don't remember the last issue. But the whole idea of this is the thing is Scott Free and Orion, they switch places at, like when they're children to have that, you know, that yeah, which peace agreement, which we see here, which is fine. Yeah. And the whole idea is that at some point Scott's going to escape which is going to break the treaty and the war is back on new genesis and even though we saw in the last issue where scott also seemed to be bald but now he has a full head of hair in this issue the thing is he escaped from where hyman was last issue to go and show up with barda yeah. over at RLI's, you know um 
funeral for this one. That was a big cliffhanger. And then he leaves again. And for some reason, this time, him like escaping these two soldiers that Barta helps him. Now yeah. this is the real escape. And then, you I'm know like, what the weird, what are you the weird deal about? is? Where is the plan? The plan seems to be, hey, if he escapes, the war's on and that's what we want. But now they're going after him. Yeah. I, like, why are you going after him? It, it, that's your well, plan. Well, like, no, no. It's because Grady Goodness isn't ready to uh, Well, enact the this plan, is the thing, though. She even reason. says, though, to Darkseid, the plan's on. Yeah. And it seems like Game the plan on. is. And even Darkseid, when, when Barda comes in and says, oh, no, you know what? It was me. She ends up trying to take it where she goes to Willick and, and Willick is trying to blackmail her just like he did Ariel and says, hey, I'm going to go. If, if you don't do what I say, which involves, you know, him touching her and things. I'm going to go and tell everybody about this. And she's like, you know what? Screw you. I'm just going to tell him. I'm going to make it, you know, I'm going to take this on my own. Goes in, bust into the main, you know, throne room and says, hey, everybody, it was me. I ended up killing and murdering and covering up Steppenwolf's bastard, Rublon. I did it, you know, to hell with you. And that's where Darkseid's like, yeah, you know Dark what? She is, is pretty good. Impressed. And that's yeah, yeah. And that <laughs> is the that is the wink, wink of that's part of the plan. So, yeah. Dart, this is the plan. But why go get him now? <laughs> just to punish him? Then they want him to escape. They they should have just opened a door and let him walk out at any point. Just they just want war on. And I do like it though that you have. A little bit of painting into the corner because they're like, what do you mean? The war on. The war's been on. No, no, no. This really wasn't war right. yet. Now it's going to be war. I'm like, what? Really? Yeah. Well, there, there, there's uh, also, always that threat that apocalypse is going to go like full man. war, war also, world. Yeah, break I, the treaty. Yeah. Just to, to, to break my uh, mold of never really talking about lettering and stuff like that, that one where you have the accountant yeah, and you have that there. lettering, that, that was awful. <laughs> Like, that really remember was something awful. happened in the last issue too, where there were there yeah, were balloons. This, this the just makes was it just... seem like in my mind it's supposed to be that he's yak yakety yakking, but it doesn't play out well. When usually you have the yakety yakking, what you do is put the other person's word bubble over it so you can tell. Right. Th- this didn't seem like yakety yak. It seemed like, man, what are you paying by the bubble? Also, like, the, the, lettering, that a the lettering was really low resolution. This, I, I think yeah, I think yeah, this actually I... might be a. Uh, an error. It might be fixed yeah, for the I, final. I it Maybe, just seemed weird. It seemed very it odd. Might but be yeah, fixed by now. There's not much to else to say except even that going though to the bureaucracy on. of Apocalypse, where I have to fill out this form, have it notarized, so I can then take it to Willock, and I'm like, why are we doing this in a story that was picking up? I know. It's like, oh boy, <laughs> What's the, that, Aaron? the bureaucracy yeah, it, of, oh, of Darkseid. We, we had a story that was a lot of fun. We're seeing the background of Scott and Barter. They're meeting as kids in the Terror Orphanage. And then we move on to bureaucracy and then back to the repeat of what we've already seen Willick do in the past just to repeat yeah. this whole thing. I'm like, what? Did you run out of story and have to have some filler going now, on now? My, my whole thing is, remember, at the end of last issue, I said, listen, I'm getting a little, you know, I'm getting too much of this, you know, granny's bad. You have yeah. this, that. And I said that by the end of last issue with Scott and all that. I really thought that this was where it switches over to Barda and the Furies t- taking it to the streets. Like, I thought, okay, now we've set up the awfulness of these men on Apocalypse. But now we're going to see what I want to see from this is the, you know, the women lifting themselves up and taking it for themselves. And instead, we kind of take a step backwards. And, and it actually did upset me because of that, because I really well, thought that it was going to change. the real I th- baddie. Well, I thought that it was going to change. What's that? What did you say? Oh, I hit the wrong one. I, I actually just thought that we were going to see 
the the Furies being more strong, not infighting, not setting each other up and things like that. And that kind of threw me off. But it's it's been the pacing of the whole deal. And, and it's just the force nature of the dialogue, of the characters, of the situation that ends up making it so that the the message to me doesn't come across as well. It kind of comes across like y- you're being yelled at instead of seeing a progression through this and that you can get on board and, and, and being you know well be yelled there. At out of nowhere. I'm telling you the situation that is so for- it just shows up. I'm like, what what happened to the story? Why are we dealing with this? Why, why, yeah. Let's get back to what we were doing. You just threw this in here for no reason. Yeah, and again, I'm I'm saying you know we're getting yelled at. I mean everybody because even you know women reading this, there you have your villains as well because the Furies are just against each other. Uh, Granny, Granny continues to say, you better do what you're told and it doesn't matter what somebody's doing or what they want to do to you. You better do it. And that that makes it a more realistic thing. It's just too forced. It's the force bit of it that, that really throws me off. Especially um, on the well, one review says that you should read this series so that you can end up saying, I read it from the beginning when it, before it won an Eisner and I, whatever. Uh, but uh, what did you give it, Reggie? That's a great to reason to read a comic. Yeah, to, read yeah, it to throw it in people's faces. Before That's it gets an Eisner. Yeah, uh, yeah, to me, yeah. the, big, the big revelation from a fourth world perspective here was that the uh, plan to swap Scott Free and Orion, that the uh, apocalyptic dark side already had, planned for Scott Free to escape and then reignite the war, even though that doesn't make a whole lot of sense, but that's fine. Uh, That was the big revelation, and even that was kind of fumbled. The whole last third of the book, and even now I'm looking at it, I just had trouble with it. Like, what's going on? I didn't didn't understand why Barda was lodging this complaint. (laughs) Like, none of it really made any sense to me. It's uh, just a force, you know, that the, her her voice is being, you know, squashed. Being marginalized. But then she, yeah, when she yeah. storms in at yeah. the end, it turns out to be a good thing for her. Uh, yeah. yeah, I really feel like this story, even though I was kind of hazy on it to begin with, has lost its way. And I basically had no fun with this issue. I gave it a 4 out of 10. Yeah, I'm just giving it a straight up five. I, I like the art a lot. I think the art fits the t- Love not the, the art. T- the, I, the art fits the you know apocalypse and all that. It looks great. It, it really does, and it it gives you that you know old school feel and things like that. But it, it's kind of you know illustrating a very forced story. And but really, it, what also gets me upset is uh, Cecil Castellucci shows that in that bit with Barda and Scott when they're little that she can write. Good time. Some really good stuff that maybe, you know, you have the whole deal and, and maybe get rid of the message as much and have a story that we did have the, you know, the Tom King, Mr. Miracle that was Scott. But I, I don't know that maybe this would have been better just being a six issue mini about when they were in the orphanage and, and kind of leading up to, uh, you know, the Mr. Miracle book and things like that, that. But that's not why she had this book. So I can't really say that would be better because she had this message that she wanted to put out. And that's that's, you know. Know, she could do whatever she wants it's just by now it's it's just so forced and there's no progression and it's just getting to me but eric uh what do you give it i'm giving it a straight up five just like you because of how much i love the art the thing is too it's i usually hate like the old original kirby designs for the new gods and especially apocalyptians like the old green steppenwolf which we have in this yeah. i've always hated for some reason though the way he's drawn here it made me smile so much. I'm like, yeah, I like I, it. I, I want to see more Steppenwolf just like this, even though I've spent my entire life hating that design because, you know, we have a real classic, you know, not classic, but like a real brutal 
new age version of him, which I enjoy because of the, how the characters from Apocalypse should be not these, you know, medieval like Renaissance fair dudes running around. Yeah, and, yeah, on, yeah, off yeah. But for some reason, it made me really happy. I was paged with thrill looking at him all over time again. But uh, half of the story at the beginning, really solid. And then it falls apart just because it has to force this message because it's not telling a story. It's forcing a message in with these mm. characters. And I'm telling you, every time there was a glimpse of the story, it was really good. Like last issue, it just couldn't follow through with that because of the forced nature of what's happening here. So straight up five out of 10 for this one. Yeah, I do I'm hope that it, we yeah. do pick up going forward because there's only two issues left. Yeah, there's two issues left. I really like when you see little Scott Free and he does look like Jake from the you know Mr. Miracle series. So I thought that that was a little wink wink. Now, one of the things even at the beginning, which Eric wouldn't know because he didn't read the first couple issues, it even starts with uh, Granny killing Hegra. Yeah. And that's a scene we saw in this series yeah. already. That is just a repeat well, you, of you a, told a, what me, we You told saw. me about it, so I yeah. didn't have to go back. Yeah, I'm just saying, though. That's I'm not saying <laughs> you know. have to. No, what I'm saying How is that you. just <laughs> shows you it doesn't go. Yeah. We just keep hinging on this same thing over and over. It's and it was better show. the first time. So, yeah. So, there you go. Uh, five, five. And what would you give it, Reggie? A four? You are Mr. Negative. I was the negative Nancy. Good. I don't like, I don't oh, like the art right. as much as you guys, I think. But yeah, 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 yeah. Well, we're going to go off now to some mail and then we're going to come back green steppenwolf makes you so happy who is laughing i hate that there you go uh we're going to go off to some mail and then we're going to be back with uh the sandman universe book which book are you and chris talking about this week the dreaming number nine the dreaming number nine so we'll go to mail and then be back with the dreaming yo it's mail call it is the best podcast a week even though shay is such a freak I've got to hear all the reviews and the mail with Jim. And I've got such a long way to go to make it to the end of the episode. First I'll hear mail with Jim, now mail with Jim. All right, we're back with mail section number two. I will remind everybody. I usually don't, but I'll remind everyone if you want to be part of the mail section, email us at weirdsciencedccomics at gmail.com, which will also be in the show notes. And we're going to start off where we left off in mail section number one with Alex M. Alex M says hello again. So I went back and listened to episode 52. This last week I finished number 50. Listen to these things that he does. He he listened to episode this week, finished 53, Mm -hmm. 36, and is starting 16. Hot luck. First off, 53 was kind of a long one. We had Ethan open up the podcast, which was good enough. You guys ended the podcast at 4.06 in the morning. Sounds that's about the right. Fa- that's the famed one. There weren't as many standout reviews. I, I hope that he's not talking about the quality oh, here, yeah. but just tough. action comics dealing with the true stuff. Also, you had some fun with Telos number four and Midnighter number eight, both of which got a 6.5, and those were good scores for those series. During the episode, you did come up with a fantastic character. But oh. first, let's go to episode 
episode 36. Yes, we had a fantastic character. You are going to giggle when you hear what it is. Episode 36 opens up with a sad Shay dealing <sighs> with the fallout from the Batman 44 Hiroshima. Oh my. Hearing it, you can hear how close Eric was ready to walk away. <laughs> Glad to hear you guys stood for what you believed in and kept on keeping on. However, during the podcast, Eric dropped another bomb. This happened during the Star Wars review you guys did with Ryan Brightest Daycare Clark. I believe this was in uh, Best of the Episode, and I believe that was, uh, here it is, throughout the review, there was a lot of nonsense, including elbowing with your daddy, and Ryan seemed to participate along with a good sense of humor, which reminded me how funny that guy could be. At some point, Ryan made a funny about Han Solo, possibly having kidnapped a young, young Chewbacca, only for Eric to remind us that Chewbacca was in the Battle of Kashyyyk. You bunch of dickheads. Oh, that was the best. (laughs) Then we got crickets. I'm telling you, the, the best with that the crickets were added just trying in to talk some star wars and the you guys crickets, just go quiet crickets, like i'm saying i'm talking nonsense the crickets were added in after the fact i will admit that we didn't have a, i don't think we had a sound but 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 the the us not talking me and ryan just completely going silent that is not altered at all we ended up and, and to this day i think within the last month and a half I busted on Eric yeah. about this whenever he says something. Or, or if, if I just look at him and not say anything, I was like, what, what did I say? The Battle of Kashyyyk. That was the best. Uh, certainly a highlight of that episode. Fucking jerk. also a reminder of the kind of nonsense you would bring along to anybody else's segment and podcast. But in that case, it was Ryan's own sandbox. Which brings me back to episode 54 when you guys came up with the character just as you were bringing on the brightest daycare do you remember this character i don't remember any of this this character was a woman by the name of florida who really wanted her son to stop reading those funny books and go for a job thomas what are you doing reading them funny books we we ended up doing (laughs) nothing else to add to that and the thing was this all had to do pretty much with ryan was starting a segment on his podcast called uh comics with your mom with your mom and we thought it was hilarious. So really what, what I said was that that was the beginning of the end. It oh, is yeah. what it, it is. And he says nothing else to add that if anybody wants to look it up. Uh, it's around the two minute 45 mark of the or actually I think it's two hours and 45 yeah. minute mark of the podcast. After hearing that. I don't know how much longer after that we got Ryan's segment, and it was not <laughs> that much longer. It really wasn't. He had had enough. Uh, at that point, we had had enough ourselves of him bitching and moaning uh, behind we our backs. We were giving him the due respect that a performer of his caliber deserved. Yes. And we had heard him bitching and moaning to other people about us, not even all people on the podcast even. But yeah, word got back to us, and I basically said to Eric, fuck this. If he thinks we're going to be mean <laughs> and he thinks we're going to be Show disrespectful, <laughs> we're going to be disrespectful. Thomas. It was a challenge. It was a challenge. What are you doing down there with them funny books? Oh, that's stupid. At one point, he's like, hey, do you want your wife to get involved in the books with your mom? No. No. What the fuck would I want to do that? Then he's like, well, maybe you can get your mom to do What the (laughs) hell are you talking about? I'm telling you, there are some times where I will tell Eric some ideas that I have. My worst idea was better than that stupid segment, and I have a lot of bad ideas. It's true. I do. I do. Had them all yesterday morning before break. No, no, no. (laughs) 
this week at work, uh, was it Thursday when no, I was a yesterday. real idea man? It was yesterday. I thought it was Thursday. Because Maybe it was. It, doesn't it seem like so long ago? Yes. I said to Eric, I did. Uh, Eric, I came up with, um, here's this idea, Eric. And if oh, I was I doing this, this I'd do again. this. Here's Jesus this. Here's Christ. that. I said to him at nine o'clock, listen, I better stop. Not one person should not have this many good ideas before 9 a.m. And I did tell you that. I know. And then later on, I took my show on the road because I had to go do some work with two other people at work. One, which used to be the girl who worked with Wrong Turn. I told her other ideas. She legitimately came over to you and said to you, you know what? Jim has such great ideas. And I'm like, yep, there it she is. She also doesn't go. know what nine, I mean, uh, Columbine is. Yeah, that's because she has a, uh, a mind of a, a person who is un, she's not jaded there. I don't <laughs> yeah, yeah. Doesn't you. know Tom Hanks is either, I don't think. I'm t- it doesn't matter. What she knows is I told her five ideas and these were, and then we have the one guy with the ankle bracelet. He's yelling that oh, he's he wants an idiot to steal. Yeah, I, I well, we need to take these ideas and make money. I said, "We, what idea did you come up with except making money off of me? Son of a bitch! I gotta watch myself." Uh, as I yell these ideas, I yell trademark pending. Is what I uh, ice yells. Well, that's it for memory lane. <laughs> I did have some good ones. I, I can't even remember. That's my problem. I can't remember some, of them. but I did have a couple good ideas. Even you said some were. Some were even script doctoring. I don't ideas. remember any of that. Some were ideas of of what we would do if we were on uh, a comic book. If we were writing, which involve me dressing up as somebody and dancing around with you. Remember that one? I think we were no, talking about writing line. comics and actually going back and forth to make sure the dialogue worked. Yeah, dressed up as the characters. That's a pretty good <laughs> idea. But no, the other things were actually money made. Making ideas. Also, segments on the podcast, I said. I'm starting episode 16. We're already getting a list of writers who hate you, including Dan Jurgens, Greg Rocca, Brandon Fletcher, a couple of others. Yeah, there's a bunch. Dan Jurgens doesn't like me. I stepped out of, I I went out of bounds with that guy. (laughs) I was a dummy. Greg Rucka just didn't like us because we put up a, uh, a, what's it called? A preview page. A preview page from Convergence that we were given by DC, but it didn't have uh, any of the dialogue. And he said that was hardly a preview. Look, we didn't do it, man. DC did this. Calm down. And then I ended up saying to him on Twitter, go fuck yourself, kind of. And then he doesn't like us anymore. I I don't know why. Brendan Fletcher still follows us. And I did talk to him a couple times after the fact of him Yeah, Brendan Fletcher ended up not hating us. Cameron Stewart still hates us. Cameron Stewart, he probably forgot about us. Why would he remember us? But boy, at that point. He remembers me. And believe me, (laughs) Bab Starr was not so thrilled with us. No, no, she hated us too. No, Brendan Fletcher is a really good guy. And uh, yeah, he might hate us, but he's still a decent dude. And I I did like talking to him occasionally, but we haven't had Cameron Stewart. (laughs) Yeah, Cameron Stewart. Holy moly. I remember when uh, Pistol saw Cameron Stewart at a convention and he said that he was really nice and i said how what dare you pistol? pistol and then pistol disappeared <laughs> now pistol hates us i guess i i miss pistol i love pistol i am sure you guys sexy guy too i'm sure you guys have added a lot more sense yes yes maybe one that you know might have commented anonymously on the website this maybe. way i don't know sincerely Alex M. No, Everybody Alex. hates us eventually. That's yeah. the kind of guys we are. That's why Especially we people are. people who know us the best. Yeah. Me, yeah. Ourselves. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> really. 
<laughs> there's there's only one person that hates you more than me, and that's you, and vice I'm versa. I'm telling you, right? the whole thing is people have mantras. They get, like they tell themselves to get through the day and stuff. Like I've actually realized throughout the years that my mantra that I say to myself more than anything besides I want to go home is, yeah, man, I hate everything and everybody, especially myself. Yeah, yeah. Mine mine is basically I'm tired. Yeah. And I don't feel good. Yeah. That's usually mine. But boy, I don't like myself at all. No. I, I, actually, I hate myself and you know I do. <laughs> you just let oh, yourself my. go too. Obviously, you hate yourself. <sighs> yeah. See, this is what happens. I, I try to commiserate with you. We try to, you know, get a bond going. Yeah. No. No, no, we, we don't have a bond, you son of a bitch. <laughs> I love just yelling at work. I think all I need is one good friend of my whole life, and then things would be better. You know what I mean? Or just one friend. I do. Brandon's next. I consider Brandon a friend, also a friend who's having a birthday. So Hello. we have to say happy birthday. It's funny. Never told me this. And then it's like, hey, I'm not going to be around tonight. I'll do some uh, Marvel reviews tomorrow. De Mayo. Heading out for my birthday celebration. My birthday. I just said, and so then you're he telling says me this. that this guy who hates Star Wars' his birthday is on May the 4th be with you. Yeah, it seems, or else he's just going out tonight. I don't know. I don't know. I told him, he, he says to me, I'm going to go, I'm going out to the best wing place in, in Buffalo. I'm which sure half the goddamn place. city yeah. says that. I'm saying this is what he says. He's going to the one he really I'm loves. I'm sure it's so even said, called that so on I the said, freaking. The store itself is called the best food wings in town. In you think they're like our, our you know, Chinese restaurant yeah. in town that just bought a, a sign and then called themselves based on it? I ended up uh, saying to him, what, send me some pictures of these best wings ever. Yeah. I want to see what this is all about. He sends me one picture so far. This is hours ago. He sends me one picture of a sit-down Batman video game. I didn't ask for that, Brad. That does I sound really pretty badass, though. No, it's not the wings, though. I wanted to see some cool-looking wings. <laughs> Brandon There's some wings says, on the back of that Batmobile in there. Yeah, really. Yeah, I don't know. What was he drinking Red Bull? Brandon says, Sup, fellas. Been Sup, a Brandon. few weeks since I've been able to find time and write in. Oh, Mr. Busy. <laughs> I should probably be doing over here. And I should probably be doing a Marvel review right now. But regardless, I'm here this week to reclaim my spot at the end of mail section number two before I go off to binge drink the night away. What most Buffaloans call Tuesday afternoon. Not much fun DC-wise to talk about for me lately, but here goes nothing. Let's start with Eric Shea, Uh who is taking guesses at what Brian Michael Bendis might do, and is getting way into continuity in DC lore while doing so. Eric, remember how you assumed Leviathan was one individual instead of an organization, as it's traditionally been depicted? We all had a good laugh at you at first, (laughs) and eventually, and you don't realize how much of a laugh behind the scenes. What the fuck? (laughs) So if you haven't figured out yet, uh, the trick is when predicting what Bendis will do, you think in the simplest terms and go with the stupidest explanation. That is uh, that is if you'll ever be provided one at all. So I think after reading the 25 cent issue, what we should all be fearing is that Leviathan is simply Red Hood because Bendis gives no fucks and will do whatever the hell he wants to do. So you're giving us your five cents on the 25 cents is what he says. Yes. In the simplest explanation right now, spits in the face of DC continuity and DiDio seems to have a penchant for making former sidekicks either dead or pieces of shit at the moment. Dear God, I hope I... 
I'm wrong, but let's not act like Bendis is going to make it anybody that makes any damn sense to begin with, and it will all ease our disappointment when it comes Dear to these. God, I just think it's going to be there? a new thing. It's me, Brandon. Are you there, God? <laughs> it's me, Jim. Uh, yeah, with this, though, I, I don't know. I, I just didn't like that, Damien. Is the Red Hood of Gotham your former partner, the Leviathan? Yeah, it, was, it wasn't I, That's how I read it. I know you like this 25 cent issue this week, Jim, but to me, it's everything wrong. wrong with DC Comics at this point in time. Don't get me wrong. I'm enjoying Just League at the moment, but with Just League stories seemingly also splitting <laughs> off into those side issues and series I don't read in June, July to keep up with what Luther is doing, I have a feeling I might lose interest in that quickly. And I thought I did say something about that, but I did want to say if I didn't, and this is on the Patreon show that we did, that it is a bit uh, conceited to think that everybody's going to go and buy every book. Now, when we're doing this and we hear what's going on, we have forced ourselves into that situation. So sometimes I forget how shitty that is just because of how shitty our situation is. Well, I think in the back it says, you don't have to buy every book, but it doesn't hurt either. Yeah, that's what they say in prison. I mean the balls on DC Comics to think that after that, after failing to deliver any sort of resolution to the rebirth era of comics, then I'm jumping into this year of the villains nonsense with no clear end in sight. And running through all these books, they're smoking something I think I want to try out. Not me. This this feels like War of the Realms dragged out over, what, an entire year, if you ask me. War of the Realms? What's that? So thanks for the try, DC, but no thanks. He just said thanks, but no thanks. I'm out. Where's my door slam? Ka-choom! It's happened. <laughs> Ka-choom! It's happened. Tom King also broke me, as I just can't spend any more money on his Batman run. Uh, with it now, having it gone past a hate read to just something I find no enjoyment in whatsoever. I actually had more fun renewing my license at the DMV, people watching, than I've gotten uh, out of this Batman run since go do the that. end of the second arc. You should. Tanya should have, too. Uh, she did not renew her license and then got in that accident and then renewed it in the in the ambulance on the way <laughs> to the hospital. Thank God for books like Black Widow. The, the problem is, though, is what they seem to be getting her at is that she didn't have have her license on her. She never yeah. takes with her. So thank Me God either. for books like Black Widow, Dead Man Logan, and Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles with some good ideas and quality interested in uh, actual storytelling and uh, not stealing other people's work to fill six pages of script and issue. Yeah, yeah him and his Dead Man Logan. Ooh, look at me. I'm Brandon. <laughs> I should read that at some <laughs> Look point. Look at me, I'm Brandon over here. On a positive note, I really do like that book. On a positive note, and I love Black Widow. On a positive note, I turned 37 years young today. So it must be May the 4th. And that is hilarious. <laughs> so good. So I'm going out to binge eat chicken wings, Sounds then drink amazing. and play some games at Dave and Buster. So right there, he sent a picture. He's already eaten the wings. He never sent me any wing pictures. <laughs> Look, then, he didn't want to take the soul of the wing by taking its picture and sending it yeah, to you. Yeah, really. That That's what he wanted steal, to consume that himself. Does steal the wing's soul. I did hear that. Then most likely be hungover for the next 48 hours, which is going to lead me to yell and scream at him on the Marvel podcast tomorrow night uh, at full volume. Yeah. And he says, I, fellas. Like me tonight. Brandon. Yeah. 
I, I haven't been. I'm trying to, you know, dial it back. I, I got a couple notes that basically said I was I was playing the fool, Eric. So I'm done. I'm no longer playing the fool. Though this mail got a little bit towards little bit. it. Yeah, but the rest, I'm I'm gonna go tell straight. Tell me about up. your good I'm, ideas. No, I'm not gonna tell you no good ideas. You don't deserve them anymore. I don't. Update. But I, hate uh, <laughs> I don't like myself either. Uh, Brandon's there. I think Brandon you, hates himself too. This is Obviously. what I every. Well, it's it is kind of life. the deal. Is misery does love company, and there are a lot of people in that Slack chat. <laughs> I think we all hate <laughs> each other. We love each other, but hate ourselves. How about that? That's but that is Brandon. Thanks, Brandon. Happy birthday! Happy birthday, Brandon. Where, where are the wing pictures? I, I don't understand. <laughs> but we're going to go off now to hear a really short section with Reggie and Chris talking about uh, the Sandman universe and also a rant rave from Dancing Mike who claims it's all positivity. I'm trusting him on it. You know, I'm not one to listen to So I'm going to trust it. He said, and I even said to him, I'm having a really bad week. So I hope that that is true. And he said, it is. And he hopes that it'll make me happy. So we're going to go up to that and then we'll be back with more mail. Welcome back to the Sandman Universe segment on the Weird Science DC Comics.com podcast. My name is Reggie. My name is Chris. And this week we have the flagship book to read today. Uh, the <laughs> Dreaming number nine story is titled The Void by Simon Spurrier, Bilquis Everly. The lovely Bilquis Everly. Actually, I have no idea what she looks like, but her art is very lovely. Yeah. And uh, Matt Lopez. So let's hop back into the dreaming and see how things are going on in there. Dora is having a crisis of conscience. She's the one with the feather ears that eats everything. Uh, She asked the creepy moth doll head to bring Lucian back. Uh, That's the librarian, the dreaming's librarian. She left him in between dimensions a few issues back, if you remember that. Uh, mm-hmm. Abel also wants Creepy Moth to find out who killed his brother Kane, and Mervin wants his original janitorial staff returned to him. And Eve says her cave is ticking like a clock, and Creepy Moth has had it with these demands. Problem is, Creepy Moth doesn't know what or where it is, and I gotta say, well, uh, join the club. Mm-hmm. So it takes off to do some looking around. Then, almost as quickly as it left, Creepy Moth returns to ask Dora to have a conversation in between dimensions. There, some kind of fungus is growing, like an oyster forming a pearl in reaction to getting sand or grit in its face. Uh, The sand, in this case, is one of Daniel Dream's bloody fingernails. Yes. Creepy Moth Moth concurs with the general agreement that they gotta find Daniel in order to put things right. So, Creepy Moth tasks uh, Dora and Matthew to use a Baku to find Daniel across dimensions. Now, the Baku, I think we saw this in a few issues uh, we did, yeah. early, way early on. Uh, now, that's that dream-eating canine monster that killed Asagi several issues ago. Uh, now it's kind of like a bloodhound, and Dora rides it as though she, as though it was Battle Cat from He-Man and the Masters of the Universe. And they're, <laughs> they're diving through portals, and yep. it's all good. <laughs> now, eventually, they wind up in the land of... Hey, wait a second, we were here last week. That- Fairy. Huh. We were just there. You're right. Yeah. Yeah. And there they meet up with, are we say Nola? N- uh, sure. Either, I don't know. Nola. Uh, Nola sounds Nola? like what New Yorkers would say, though. So it probably is Nola. Yeah. <laughs> we'll say Nola then. All right. Uh, now, <laughs> she's, uh, now, Nola is from the original Sandman series, not that I would know. And she was Morpheus's girlfriend for a time. Now, she tells a story of when Daniel came to visit their queen, who we met in the Books of Magic last week, Titania. Uh, while Dora looks everywhere for something to eat. That's sort of her bag. 
That's her uh, deal. So it seems Daniel, who looks like Mick Jagger after a weekend bender, did so did come crawling around. He was very weak from having been tattooed and separated from the Endless, which we learned about the previous two issues. That was the story Rose Walker told to uh, uh, Lucian in the hospital. Uh, Titania offers him some food and drink, but he knows better than to take gifts from a fairy. So Daniel has to go do some stuff and wondered if Titania would look after some of his trinkets while he's away. He's got a scratched coin, the liver of a seabird, a length of thread, a plastic toy duck, a crumpled photograph, a SIM card, a book of ancient riddles, and a badge depicting a pooping cat in a mm-hmm. cat box. Uh, Daniel doesn't remember what these things are or why they're important, but he wants Titania to hang on to them anyway. Bound by the laws of fairy etiquette, she agrees. When Daniel takes off, Titania asks Nola, or Nola <laughs> what the toy duck is all about. Titania is a cruel queen, but everyone tolerates her because she knows their true names. And this is a problem in the paranormal world. Right, right. Demons, you can't know their true names. Fairies, apparently, mm. they all got secret names. I don't know what that's, that's about. It's their power name. Right. Uh, so uh, Nola says she is compelled to be truthful when she says that the toy duck is the fire opal which is a jewel full of dreaming power. And there are 12 of them, but this is the last. It's been transformed into a toy duck in order to throw off speculators. But what about the toy duck collectors? Did you think Nobody about that? Nobody ever thinks about them. They'll, no. come, they'll come looking around. Yeah. Uh, knowing what it is now, Titania wants the toy duck, but she can't take it without breaking that fairy etiquette. Just then, Daniel comes back to her court looking worse than ever, and he needs to go do some other stuff. But now he's physically and financially broken. Finance, in this case, would be a matter of power. That would be the uh, money they're brokering in. So Titania suggests that Daniel sell her his items, and when he's done getting his tattoo removed, he can buy it back. He's very grateful that Titania would take such a loss-breaking normal fairy protocol. He agrees and takes some of that fairy juice with him when he goes off to do something. We don't know what. Hmm. Uh, whatever it was he took from Titania, though, we know is was shaped like an egg. Yes, but uh, Nola reveals to Dora and Matthew that the toy duck was never the fire opal. So Daniel pulled the, sh- the switcheroo on old Titania. Uh, and she's figured out the ruse and is coming to get Nola. Uh, the scene of her tearing through the forest with all those monsters and uh, fairies behind her is pretty wild yeah, to see. I liked it. Uh, yeah, and uh, Dora does eat something, incidentally, and against Matthew's protests, uh, but doesn't seem to have an effect. Yeah, later after all this, Nola says, well, not after it, but she says that it didn't touch her sides. Like, she ate it, and the food didn't even go down her gullet, so... Nothing but net. Something something tells me that's going to be important later on. <laughs> uh, Daniel, though, Daniel Dream did give Nola two things. One was his sympathy, which she wove into a strand of thread. And now Dora and Matthew can use that to track down Daniel through dimensions. The other thing she got was Titania's true name, which would be revealed to us, except just then Dora, Matthew, and Baku slipped out the back door. And that's it. They, they left Fairy. We don't know how that all ended over there. Uh, back in the Dreaming, there's about two pages where Abel has a very unsettling conversation with Creepy Moth. Uh, the gist of it is that Creepy Moth knows that Abel killed his own brother, but also is going through... Its own problems. I, it's hard to it was hard to explain, so I didn't really try to do it any justice or yeah. injustice, as the case may be. <laughs> uh, but on the last page, Dora and Matthew wind up in a new dimension, facing a gigantic blind man astride a gigantic bear. Mm-hmm. Woo! So 
from my perspective, Chris is a Sandman fan. I got a lot out of this. I really love to see Nala. I love the story. Uh, it was very much like other stories from Sandman of deals brokered in fairy, although usually uh, Titania came out ahead. Although I think Sandman pulled a, a, a switcher on her also back then, okay. uh, which is sort of how these fairy tales go, aren't they? You know, sure. Someone's got to bilk somebody. Um, <laughs> I loved seeing Bilk was Evelyn. Speaking of bilking, I loved seeing Bilk yeah. <laughs> Evelyn back. I, no disrespect to the other artist who I thought was good also, but I, I love this artwork. I think it's perfect for this book. And I really, I just, I have not, I have only good things to say about it. You know, it's not super polished every time, but it doesn't have to be. It really shows a lot of motion when it needs to. And, you know, definitely it's, uh, it's got an animation to it. You know, the line is as lively as my uh, father would have said, but many years <laughs> ago, uh, what did you think of it though? Um, I definitely didn't get quite as much out of it as you did. Um, mm-hmm. I enjoyed the story for what it was, uh, which is saying something for itself, uh, mm-hmm. where you really don't need to have all of the uh, prior knowledge, though. I'm sure if I did, I would have enjoyed it all the more. Um, Cause I didn't know Nola was anybody. Right. Uh, just like last week when we did Books of Magic, I didn't know Titania was anybody. And that, right, that's right. why that big reveal that hinged, you know, that hinged on a cliffhanger and, was just like over my head. Like, and, and last week know. I had forgotten totally until this. I was like, oh, right. There was that whole thing where Morpheus was <laughs> like dating Nala for a while. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think I think that that is something that was not expressed and maybe uh, is important to know how big of a character she was that to be talking to her is like. I don't know, going back to talk to, you know, somebody very important, you know, <laughs> going to talk back to Abraham Lincoln or something. Yeah, this isn't uh, this isn't a stranger. This isn't just yeah. a random elf or whatever she is. Yeah. Uh, that would have been nice to know that this is uh, if it was plainly stated or at least alluded to that this was something that I should know about or or that I would have known about had I followed. But uh, but yeah, it was the the story was uh, decent enough as it was, mm. um, though, uh, you know, like I said, I wish I, I wish I did know. So it would have uh, maybe landed a bit uh, a bit better for me. But the story on its face between uh, Daniel and Titania, Titania. Uh, it's, it's pretty good. I liked it. I didn't expect the switcheroo at the end. It's not like. <laughs> Unbelievable, but it's it's okay, and it was easy to yeah. understand. Sure. So there was that that going for it. Um, I really enjoyed the heck out of this issue, but I know a lot of that had to do with my you know celebration of Sandman the series, and this conti- sure. this continues to be a really g- great continuation of that uh, original series. If anybody is out there still wondering, uh, I would say that you know if you like the original Sandman, you really gotta. Check this out. It's got a lot for you. And if you didn't, you should go check it out, the other series first. So anyway, uh, I had a great time with this book, this issue. Uh, On the site, I gave this an 8.5 out of 10, and I I feel good about it. What do you think you would have given it in the alternate world where you reviewed this for the site? I'd probably give it an 8. All right. Very fair. yeah, if I if I knew more about it, if I was more uh, familiar with the lore, I'm sure it would have bumped up. Uh, but as an issue on its own, it was good. It was good. It was better than better than good. But uh, I think an eight uh, does it for me. 
I think Aid is very high praise, especially without having the uh, background stuff. And and the creepy moth continues to be elusive and creepy to both of creepy. us. Yeah. I don't want mm-hmm. you to think that I have some uh, prior knowledge about that <laughs> doll-faced <laughs> creepy moth. Uh, but yeah, and I like that they actually call it a moth in this issue. Yeah, they do. I mean, that's basically what its name is for now. <laughs> I mean, the, the moth does say, "I don't have a name," you know, and all this, but. Uh, I'm happy to call Creepy Moth for now. That's fine. I think that works. That pretty much works. And what else could it be? But uh, this, you know, this continues to be the strongest book of the Sandman universe. 100%. Absolutely. And uh, frankly, I would, you know, I don't know what's going to happen, but I wouldn't be surprised if this is a uh, last man standing in some fashion (laughs) down the line. But who knows? I don't know what the, I mean, no one can guess what's going to happen with uh, DC Comics in the near future. But uh, next week, I'm guessing that we're going to have House of Whispers number nine, right? Probably. Very Uh, likely. Most likely, we think we will. We don't have it in our hands, but we have no reason to believe that we won't. So we'll deal with that next week when it shows up. But I think that's all we got from this time. Chris, got anything else for him? No, that'll do it. Well, until next time, folks, I want you to keep it to dreamy. Yep. Hi, Jim. Greetings, Eric, and hello, Mother. So, first of all, I need to give a shout-out to the Get Fresh crew. Whoop, whoop. And since everyone else is leaving little rant and raves, I figured I could leave a shorter one with with no commentary, of course. So, uh, let's start out with a few happies to everyone. It is, of course, happy uh, May the 4th. May the 4th be with you, Star Wars Day. So, you'll be hearing this on the 5th, of course. Of course, May the 4th is also, as everyone knows, it is National Scrapbooking Day. Yes, it is actually National Scrapbooking Day. I know that because Mrs. Dancing Mike knows it's National Scrapbooking Day. And, of course, it is Free Comic Book Day. May the 4th is Free Comic Book Day this year. So, um, I will first, though, talk about the, the three comic books I bought this past Wednesday. So, Determinist Agenda Part 4, Deathstroke Number 43. I've been enjoying the Teen Titans issues more than the Deathstroke issues in this arc. But the ending, in case you haven't heard it yet and, and don't know, no spoilers, but wow, what an ending. Did not see that coming that way and be interesting to see where they go when they pick that back up in uh, Teen Titans. Um, let's see. A book that I'm sure... I don't think Jim will like it. I know Eric will absolutely hate it because there's a lot of text that's really hard to read, even in the physical version, but I enjoyed the heck out of it, is The Green Lantern number um, seven. The Green Lantern number seven. I am enjoying this series a lot. The wackiness of Morrison, the, the, the offbeat, I enjoyed this issue a lot. And I think that Morrison is doing a great job of writing a story that really allows Liam Sharp's Liam Sharp's art to shine and just uh, really show, showcases his art. Um, I'm enjoying the heck out of that series. Your mileage may vary, but I'm enjoying The Green Lantern. And my third book I bought this week was Batman Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 3, number one. So I didn't know where they would start, you know, going with those. Like, what else can you do with this series? Well, they started out with all kinds of wacky alternate timelines and craziness and mixed up stuff. And it is a quite a, uh, quite 
a, a ride just starting off with the first issue. So even though it's written by James Tynion IV, it doesn't appear to be dickhead Batman because it doesn't have to follow the, the regular DC continuity with asshole Batman. So that's always a welcome change. So... Um, yeah, looking forward. I always enjoy those. It's kind of sad that this this is supposedly going to be the last one. So um, I'm sure I will be on for the ride for this that six issue uh, mini series. So let's talk about Free Comic Book Day. Uh 2019 at the Golden Age 1942 at the corner of High Street and Court Street in Maryville, Tennessee, the High Court of Comics. Big, big, big turnout. Uh, good thing they expanded the store because there was a huge turnout earlier today. Um, haven't brought my stuff in yet because uh, this afternoon, all the rain in the world decided to come down in East Tennessee all at once, and it is still still on the uh, in the process of coming down. So later, I will bring in my stuff and post it on the Twitters, as they say. But um, got to get a, besides getting some free comic books, also got an autograph from legendary uh, writer and artist Mike Grell. Got a copy of uh, Green Arrow signed by Mike Grell. Also got an autograph and a sketch um, for, for free. He wasn't going to charge me for it, so he, he actually didn't charge me for it. And then I did buy a, another sketch from him, though, that he, he brought some sketches. Uh, Tom Nguyen. So, not not sure if you guys are familiar with Tom Nguyen. He's done a lot of work for uh, DC Comics. He did some work during the Under the Red Hood uh, storyline. That's one of probably the biggest arc he's been on. He's done a lot of other work and uh, done some work for other companies. Actually, um, I brought in a copy of... His graphic novel, which you can, but was later picked up by Dynamite, was originally a, a Kickstarter kind of thing. It's uh, the Switch Electricia original graphic novel. It, um, self-contained story, very good story. Just, I mean, it, it builds a universe right there. It's uh, really good how they did that. And apparently, they will be expanding with some other characters and and, and building on that universe eventually. He says the biggest constraint is uh, time, of course. But uh, great art, great story. If you like that, it's it's an oversized, it's a lot taller uh, graphic novel. But yeah, he just opened it up. I was expecting an autograph, and he, he just sat there and did a sketch. I uh, did you know pen, uh, pencil. And then uh, ink, you know, the inked it in just a black and white sketch of Electricia in the in the inside there, and then signed it. So that was a uh, very nice. He just said that was you know just a thank you for for buying his uh, book. But yeah, uh, super nice guy. He got to talk you know while he was doing that, and uh, yeah. So I'm glad I got to meet Tom Nguyen this year. I think he's I think he was there last year when I missed Free Comic Book Day. So yeah, um, just a great great day overall. So um, a little bit over five minutes here, so I'll wrap it up by saying uh, be sure. To to uh, enjoy free comic book day if you're if you haven't been there get to your local comic book shop enjoy that uh, be sure to support Jim and Eric on patreon.com slash weird science that's patreon.com slash weird science uh, keep it weird and we will see you all in seven yo it's mail call it's mail with Jim
right, here we are with mail section number three, the last mail section of the night, right. and Walt Gator all by himself. Oh, no. He says, why, hello, Jazzy Jim and Electric Eric. Hey, Electric Eric. Hey, And everyone Jazzy. in the Get Fresh crew. Beep, boop, boop. Damn right, I'm Jazzy. I'm Snazzy Jim. No, Snazzy no. Pants, no, they no, call no. me. Let me first off, uh, let me jazz first off Jimmy. by saying thank you for all you guys do. I was thinking about the podcast the other day when I decided to listen to some old uh, episodes and I realized how much you guys do. Not only for the main podcast, and that alone has some length you guys gave out of our lives, even though it's not as long as it used to be. Hell, remember when I first listened to you guys, it would take me two to three days to get through. And now I can knock it down in one sitting. But also, it's still though, it still takes us days, even with this. But also for the spotlights and other side shows like the uh, Necessary Nonsense and my favorite. Favorite, the pop culture podcast, right. and many, many. There's more. a reason for that uh, show. Me, and, <laughs> me, and you have actually been saying that we we haven't been enjoying it a lot more. We're just laughing it up. Ah, so thank you, Jim, Eric, Reggie, Batman Beyond, Mark, and everyone else who makes this one podcast Boop. become more like a TV network with round the clock entertainment. Second, I should have put this first, but kind of lazy. So fuck it. Over the weekend, I. A uh, fellow Get Fresh crew member, Dancing Mike, went and saw Endgame. He put out a tweet saying that he was going to see it in some fucking piece of shit. What a fucking tiny shit. balls to put in hashtag spoilers about the movie, which I ended up reading and then was spoiled and still have not watched the movie because it's not that I mind spoilers or don't mind spoilers, but this is what happens. If I know what's going on or sweat. I don't really have a reason to watch it now, so I will eventually. But For enjoyment, it, just, it threw me off. Yeah, but still, if but it's one of those like, well, I I don't have to see it real quick because now it's spoiled. A lot of people go to see it right away, so it isn't spoiled. I wouldn't if saw it Thursday chance, night. If by any chance, yeah, yeah, you went, went. went in your fucking living room. If by any chance he is listening to this, though he's probably being a douchebag right now, I want you to know you are a fucking shithole. Sure are. I told him that then. I usually don't get this upset over a spoil, but clearly from box office numbers was big for a lot of viewers. If you put out fake hashtags like hashtag Spider-Man 2099 saved Hawkeye, then sure, I wouldn't mind, though I would have been waiting <laughs> the whole time for that then. Though, might get a bit sad. That they aren't going to be used. Uh, my second Spider-Man right behind Ultimate Spider-Man. But you spoiled some major events. Pretty much spoiled everything. There was a reason why your parents cried at your birth, not happiness. But they were sad because they brought a douchebag into the world. And it was it is just the somebody- worst. And, and what, here's the worst part of it is we're talking about this on a DC Comics podcast. This guy seemed to be doing this. Because he thought that he's a big DC fan and screw Marvel, I'm going to ruin it. Well, you know what? A lot of us like a lot of things. And a lot of us Not like, he, he, I'm telling I you, like he would go on. This guy ended up spoiling the movie on the Russo Brothers hashtag, uh, you know, announcement, don't spoil the movie. And he went and did that. And I'm telling you, everybody should drop that asshole which i did i blocked him uh well finally checking out some comics from past couple weeks uh because due to my moving to florida it was a bit hectic big mistake now now he's gonna have to just look out the window and he can report (laughs) please tell us what's happening for the pop culture had to wait almost a week for wi-fi Uh, to get a job and try my best to know uh, the area i'm about 10 minutes away from disney's animal kingdom so on hot days i will definitely be going to the park i thought he was gonna say he could smell the poop (laughs) More I uh, sweat, 
more uh, ice cream to consume. I went and saw Endgame down at Downtown Disney, and no clue if they do it for every Disney movie that comes out or what. But they had a red carpet for guests to come awesome. in by, giant banners, and a section for pictures, which I wish they had some better Marvel merchandise to get a shirt to switch into for the picture. Since I gotta look your best for that movie near me. Damn right you do. I say you did. You're probably sitting there in your undies. I suppose I should talk about some comics. Well, it took a few glances at Green Lantern and headed the other way. Yep. <laughs> Yikes. A if a lot of people online rave me. about the issue, then maybe I will change my mind and check it out. As for Deceased, I did enjoy the story done by the very talented Tom Taylor, but the art was the downfall of the issue. I told you, I didn't like uh, yeah, it. Was all right. But besides that, Batman was yet again awful. The issue felt a bit like a previous issue where he goes into Arkham and beats everyone to find information about Bane. Also, Bane did that to get sure the Batman. Did. Rinse and repeat. And for the actual a panel with Man Bat, even though he's in the JLD, <laughs> Young Justice was, eh, wish Brian Michael Bendis found a way to connect the events happening in the present to why we were shown what we were shown in the past. Plus, the flashback scene felt a bit forced. I will say this. From last issue's Just League issue, which hauled up my excitement of the book, the current issue made me pump for more. Yeah. I'm with you. Uh, now, got a question for y'all. Uh-oh. If Marvel lost a bet and dc could take five characters from their roster to join the dc roster what five would you want he's going to give his first venom could be a new member in the next version of red hood and the outlaws and that he would be a good outlaw that would be cool gabby laura yes they count as one and be cool to see john date one of them (laughs) i I would hope that would be yes they count as one (laughs) yes depending on what age you have him be groot if they made him a magic character and he joined the Just League Dark team, I'd li- love to see Groot and Swamp Thing together. Uh, but would they be in the Parliament of Flowers, Shut I ask up. you? Wolverine. He could be an old friend of Bruce from when he first started out as Batman. And they he are taught him how to be the best he is what he does. Then, I'm telling you, that I'd have him be a trainer. That definitely. Yeah. And then finally, Spider-Man could see him get along with Wally and Dick very well and make Nobody those three with into Wally. a book together. <laughs> yeah, well, really. Pick your friends dead. better. Um, this is the thing. If DC, it's funny that DC's taking the five characters and he's saying, what would we want? But what I mean, hang, obviously. Let's imagine. Comes, DC, Spider-Man comes over, he's hanging out with a murderer and an amnesiac freaking drunk. Yeah. I'd like to see. What happened to our characters? <laughs> amnesiac drunk. Uh, I would love to have Spider-Man on, say, a Young Justice team or maybe even like, if the Titans were around. Like Miles which Morales? would be Wally and Dick, but yeah. Yeah, I'd like Miles. Actually, I would probably pick Miles Morales. Now, if you're DC. i Ben Riley. Yeah, if you're DC, you're going to pick Spider-Man because that's the moneymaker. Yeah. But well, I, I love like the Miles. idea. Back in the 90s when Marvel was almost bankrupt, they at one point almost sold Spider-Man to DC Comics. They were in talks yeah. about it. I'm like, just imagine the landscape if that would have happened. Yeah, that would be crazy. I, I would want Miles and I would put him on Batman and the Outsiders. There, There is my one. If we're going to pick a, a character and then put him on a team, um, I would love to have Star-Lord show up and be in Supergirl. Oh, wait. He already is. <laughs> Xander. Eric. <laughs> I'd love him to go. And Xander's his long-lost brother. <laughs> uh, that that would be pretty cool. I'd love, And I want Gabby and Laura, yeah. obviously. And yeah, Gabby and Laura are good enough to be in their own book, Eric. So I'm not putting them on anybody else's book, but they would be awesome on, say, a Young Justice. Or even as just well. the Titans. 
Yeah, yeah. Um, I I would like if I was them, I'd I'd probably grab. I'm trying to think of the characters that I really want. I I'd like Black she Widow Hulk. maybe to be over. Yeah, She Hulk I do love. So yeah, She Hulk. I uh, just grab them. You all, want some Black Bolt? I want the. I want the. the no, some Medusa. I don't need him. I don't need any Inhumans. So <laughs> Nobody does. I'm not, not, obviously, I'm not taking uh, Johnny Storm because he's Look, an if Inhuman. He, if he Eric, went so over to DC, that. he wouldn't be an Inhuman anymore because Actually, that's the first here you part. Go. I'm gonna go fully my my five because they're just going to be the five characters i like but i'll throw spider-man in there but i I would like to put miles but i'll just go spider-man i want gabby and laura i want moon girl i want uh miss marvel and then i also i'll throw black widow as she hulk in there so there you go what do you who do you want i want invisible woman mr fantastic the thing human (laughs) torch and spider-man oh Oh, you just that's what, that's what the Fantastic yeah. Four and I want Spider Man. That's what you said. Yeah. That's what you just said. That's lame. How about I lame, want the Avengers? I, those are the characters I really do enjoy. I want the Avengers, and I <laughs> that counts as well, one. That's it for now. You crazy uh, the X Men. See you in seven. <laughs> yeah, I, want, I want the X Men, the Avengers, all of the Avengers. I'm talking every you know what, iteration you of can the keep Avengers. The Inhumans, they're all you. All of that. Basically, I'm grabbing everyone but the Inhumans. You keep Medusa. You keep your black bolts. And keep your scrolls yeah. too. Yeah, yeah, really keep. Uh, I would like Thori though. I'd like Thori to uh to live in the mansion. You know, it's funny. Thor, I was actually so. thinking about it before, and uh, like the idea of where I'm like, maybe we could bring Thor in and be a cool thing. And if like you know Shazam, even Wonder Woman stuff like that, then I realized they Thor don't have to deal cool with, with Thor's fucking nonsense in DC, and I don't want to do that. So get rid of him. This Fantastic Four and Spider Man. Well, when you bring him over, you get less Thor talk because now he. I don't know. I don't. I don't know what you would do. You'd have a lot. When of I was Thor doing talk. the Marvel I, podcast I with you and Brandon, like the thing I enjoyed the least of the whole thing was doing the Thor stuff and the story that we're doing. Yeah. Like, I'm like, I don't want to fucking bring that over. And have I to actually deal with thought it. at that point you also did not really uh, enjoy the Hulk book, I where, where a lot of people did love it, and it's getting a little better again. That's just me, but uh, it's funny because I really wouldn't. I'd rather have She Hulk yeah. than the Hulk come over. But so. then, how do you explain um, it? Also, would like Blade. I do like me the blade. Core Andrew for Bennett. He's gonna have to fucking yeah. run around now. Blades coming Damn after right. him. Right. He better watch out. Blades on your ass. And I did mean Blade from the Puppet Master series. Obviously, Eric. isn't that isn't that owned by Marvel? Uh, boy, it's weird without hearing any wrong turn stories in a while. Just found out Anthony Giselnik has a new stand up special on Netflix. Can't wait to check is it, it out. Here's some more dark Jezelnik? humor jokes. I don't know who that is. I have no idea. Now, remember, best way to lose weight, go to Taco Bell. And before you know it, you'll be shitting out five pounds for every two tacos. That is me. I I do know that. Uh, But yeah, that's it. Eric, you better go. Can can I eat that? (laughs) You need to go something. No, you can't. Is there anything at Taco Bell that I can eat? Yeah, the kind of the inside of a taco. Yeah, I mean, whole. I don't want to freaking get rid of stuff. No. No, no, don't no there's not. <laughs> not right now. Though I did see some things, and I took a picture at uh, Walmart when I picked up Ethan tonight, and I didn't send it to you yet. Uh, a little crispy snack that I think you might enjoy. Pork No, no, no. This is this is better. These are actually just like little crispy chip things made out of bacon and cheese. Right. And not yeah, they're they're basically I if I can have those deep friendly. meat nuts. Yeah, you could probably have those. I don't think that they'd have that many. You know nonsense things that would end up making the you know i don't know what they are deal. but yes yeah you could have that 
Whatever. Whatever. You and your nonsense. Next Just week eat meat. Gonna, next week you're going to be eating things while you're standing on your fucking tippy toes. And then next <laughs> thing you know, you're, you're going to be, the next thing is going to be some uh, diet where you, you have to stand on your head. Look, I'm still just trying to get rid of that goddamn excess weight I had when I quit smoking last year. Now, I just think that what you need to get rid of is is that shit that's building up in your colon I right really, now. Really need you need to get, get rid of it. Yeah, really. I'm so you, scared. They got to remember that at this moment, at least, your, your butthole is supposed to be an exit. Yeah, things aren't Says you. They're just waiting. They're just waiting. I don't know. You, you want me to come over and push in your stool? Just let me know, Eric. I'll come over. <laughs> oh, that's, that's it. it. I hate you guys. I hate you guys. Oh. What a weird <laughs> turn. I'm talking to myself. No, I was just looking in uh, the mirror. Uh, I'm sorry. Yes, that's the end of the mail section of the night. Thanks, Walt Gator. And <laughs> oh, no, <laughs> we're going to go off to uh, have a couple books and finish up the podcast. Mean Shay's reviews are going well. Jim rings the bell. Jim rings the bell. Eric Shay's reviews are all the bomb. Eric's the bomb. And if Shay's recaps are read without a single misstep, ring the bell. Bring it up. All right. And we're here with the last section of books. We have three books in the section. Ooh. And we're going to start with what, Eric? We're going to start with Deathstroke number 43, written by Christopher Priest and Adam Glass, with art by Carlo Pegulan, Sergio Davila, Pop Man, Jason Paz, Norm Ratman, Andy Owens, Jeremy Cox, and sweet Willie Schubert. Oh, man. There's a lot of people I on know. that. Holy moly. The Terminus agenda comes to a close with this issue, not counting an epilogue, and with that, the most important thing happens. We learn what the Terminus agenda actually is. While it's compelling, we learn that there's a traitor in the Teen Titans. I don't know if it needed a crossover with four issues and a prologue to tell it. By the end, though, we have a cliffhanger that I'm sure shocked the hell out of everyone, as long as you didn't read the solicits coming up. That is true. Uh, yeah, and uh, this is, you know, the proper proper end of the Terminus agenda. Proper we end. will have, you know, another issue in Teen Titans epilogue. just to have an epilogue deal. Um, and in this, you do get some shockers. You do find out what the Terminus agenda is. And while some people in the Slack chat think that you were a little harsh on your well, score, harsh. I think Not you're pretty much right on in my mind. I, I liked it enough. It's just that at this point, I don't know how I can say this and not sound like a jerk with, you know, oh. with the people who like it, but I, I'm kind of Eric's bored so with it. No, I'm oh. bored with this. <laughs> I, I'm just bored. I end up finding out, you know, we see what happens and it just takes too long in my well, mind to you, get we, to we, the end. We did a Deathstroke uh, prologue, which was just him sitting around at a mall from what I recall. Then we had this whole four issue thing. Now to get to the fourth issue to find out what the Terminus agenda is. And the idea is like, okay, now we're going to release all these people, even though it was like, all right, we lock up Deathstroke. He escapes. We relock him up. He escapes again. And now it's over. I'm like, we did not need all this time yeah. to tell what the story and, is. And then going forward, obviously, it means more out of all this to what the Deathstroke book will be going yeah. on. So when you're reading this, if you are a Deathstroke fan and you're reading this it is an issue of deathstroke it is kind of crazy by the well, end it's one of those things because i will tell you by the end deathstroke's dead by the end of this issue slade wilson has yeah. fucking had it it seems like which is a really cool shocking twist of this really mediocre story yeah. but uh 
looking at the year of the villain that came out this week, they had a lot of sketches of character de- designs stuff like that. It does seem like maybe you know Ravager, you know uh, Rose Wilson will take over for Deathstroke going forward in that book. Yeah, and I think there's something to this if the of, book continues. Of that you know Slade wants this to happen or whatever because he pretty much gives up his AI all of this before yeah. it happens. So it's like you know he and set he keeps this wanting up. Robin to kill him. Yeah, and he <laughs> sets like, this up it. for him to get killed by at least somebody. It seems, um, but where I'm going at it as well is thinking about where this is going to lead the Teen Titans book. And with that, we've been really enjoying Teen Titans. And this issue kind of throws a wrench in a lot of things that we've liked because this number one kind of, in my mind, is going to go back to the Teen Titans book. And we're going to have the quarreling and, you know, you know, yelling at each other about not telling us about this prison. Oh, yeah, because, you know, Crush, Jin, and Roundhouse do find out about yeah. the dungeon and, now and because so of this issue. that might get to the bickering that we didn't – we thought we were – done with when we had the others kind of got over it really good but i don't know about the others uh also you have damien who who might have an eye patch you know you'll have that might be pretty cool be kind of funny but i just i don't know how yes this ends up and if you are reading deathstroke you're gonna you know flip the coin are you gonna be very excited for the deathstroke book to go on with him dead it may be something that the book needs a little kickstart to have Ravager become it's Deathstroke be like, you know, for a death little. Of Superman. We're going to have Reign of the Deathstrokes afterwards. If you're doing it, or are you going to think of this as a Rick Grayson thing, or you know something like now, that? Or now we got to we got to pick up the Terminator title, but Rose is going to do it. Jericho is going to do it, and you know what? Wintergreen's going to yeah, do and, it too. And, well, here's the thing: is you, you <laughs> say that well. this Deathstroke isn't selling again. It, it, the no. sales are falling, and now you're going to go forward with a book without him. I don't know how I long still think that it's will last. 50. Yeah, I, well, I'm saying I don't know how long it's going to last with him dead because by 50, he's going to have to come back to, to end it and say, okay, he's here. This was my plan. I don't know how you're backing out of this or doing all that. But Look, with me, the thing is how Deathstroke lost his eye in this continuity. Adeline put a gun to the back of his head and blew out the front of his fucking face yeah, with I it actually, and he healed from that. I actually think that it went through and it just, he just has, it's one of those where they have the joke where you yell in, in an ear and it just comes out of the other stuff. <laughs> I, I think there's a just a, a funnel there a cone that it just goes I'm through the healing factors saved him from that yeah. so i think an yeah. arrow going through well, he that's might what be I'm okay saying. Still he's gonna run. be back but how long that'll take what's gonna Agreed. go on with that i just worry about the teen titans book coming out of this i, I just it's a darker story yes the, the whole prison deal is taken care of the dungeon. but it's out but I, I don't know that i really think that what's coming out of this is where I want the Teen Titans team to be because I like that we were away from this nonsense and that's what it seems you know what what are they going to do with Emiko who's one of my favorites on there who is pretty much a big part of the team going forward to find out you know what's going on and her whole thing is kind of what the book was based on going forward are they going to kick her out is she I, I don't know I, I don't know I think know, she's going to so. leave eventually because I don't know they might end up kicking her out the whole Thing, but though, she still has seems... to find the other. That's just one of the biggest no, things the in other. the book. That's one of the biggest about... things, though. That Nobody is... cares about that. They, they, they do. Adam Glass do keeps bringing it up. They brought it up the other day, the other issue when he thought it was Red Hood. I mean, yeah. this is something they didn't just push aside and hope we forget. They keep bringing it up. We, we got to resolve it, but how are we resolving it now? Is she the other? I, well, don't, I don't know. know. The, the other in my mind is not the thing with Red Hood going forward because I think she is eventually going to leave with the DC's year, the villain coming up because with the ease of which she killed Deathstroke by the end by shooting an arrow right through his fall face, you know, where yeah. the eye would have been on that one side through the back of his head. 
I do think she's the one who released the manacles of the prisoners bringing them loose in order for the Terminus Agenda, which we will say right now, the Terminus Agenda is a program that Damien set up where the toxin is set out in the air that the prisoners breathe. And if if they leave the the Mercy Hall and the prison itself, they'll end up dying because of this. It it keeps them contained in there. If they ever escape, they will just end up dying. And Deathstroke did set that up, but somebody, I think Red Arrow, set them free for this to go through. And and that, to me, is the number one problem of this whole thing this is a crossover this is something that you want to say you you want to have people who are Click liking Thomas this Cole. well i'm telling you you want to have people go and tell their friends hey you got to read this terminus agenda it's really cool oh really what is the terminus agenda the explanation you just had i would have what the hell are you talking like <laughs> it's not it's not something that would be on the marquee you, you know yeah. the whole end of it is well listen to this cool, damien has a dungeon that he has these villains in, but if they go out and breathe air, they'll die because of this toxin that they have that's in the di- it's it's too convoluted to even and he say keeps the in an easy way. In the jet. Yeah, and th- this is what I'm saying. This is already showing you that boy, this whole idea of basing it around this call they called it. So it was based yeah, yeah, it's not. It's not that great. It's it's, it's not it's, that it's compelling kind of cool to, me. to the idea because Deathstroke's involved in this whole thing, and he wants Damien to be his full, you know, Damien self, the, the son of like the grandson of Ra's al Ghul, the son of Talia al Ghul, this killer that you know yeah. Deathstroke is. So the idea that he created this program, Deathstroke is all about this idea because you know what, you're taking the final steps. But the thing is, you never went through with it. That's why I turned it on. Well, did you let them free? No, I didn't do that. I don't give a shit about these people. I'm not going to help yeah. them, save them, do anything with them. Yeah. This, but that's one of the problems I have because we left the last issue where it was the shackles falling all of the freaking villains are saying all right it's some payback time but deathstroke was still all tangled up and hung up in his cell watching the screen somehow in this though damien wakes up he goes to go check and the elevator opens all the villains come pouring out they have machine guns knives i'm like their outfits i'm like where did all this happen and deathstroke he's fully clothed underneath the floor yeah. of that for like Damien's yeah, there's a weird hide, like, jump hideaway. to that. Yeah. I'm like, how did we get to this point? I was really hoping at the end though, the person that was like, let them go was Jin because we don't know a lot about Jin. She's still a mysterious yeah. character and the idea that maybe she magically put them there, gave them these weapons. I'm like, but by the end, because Red Arrow killed Desha, I'm like, I don't know. She yeah, seems to be like that all her. on board for this whole idea of, you know, and even with the whole thing throughout the series where Deathstroke was saying, eventually we all become our parents, Red Arrow, you know, having her shadow be her mother yeah. and Deathstroke saying that to her, I think the idea is, you know, it is going to be a thing. And even though Damien is fighting it for the most part right now, that Red Arrow couldn't, though. Yeah. And, and so you're, you're going to go this and, and really, you know, you're you're going to jump to yeah, this Batman Superman book where they're going to find out who this new Secret Six is. The thing that's weird about this, though, is, is she acting that much different than what you would think she would? But also, it's supposed to be that they don't realize that this is a thing, and they kind of get activated. That's how the the story, the news report of that book came out. This doesn't seem like that. This just seems like we're, we're doing the whole, you know, Christopher Priest type deal of it's not going to be what you think, and it's not going to be this, it's not going to be that, uh, so we'll have to see. But already, me and you 
you already have two that we have on the list that we think that yeah. Red Arrow and Batgirl are already yep. on. And so we're, we're going to go through this to see how that, you know, plays out with that. But it, it doesn't, I don't know. I think it's too soon maybe to see that stuff going on uh, in these books, but it'll be cool if that is the case. But she is the, just the basis of this whole story being you're just like your parents. You're just like your parents. And then Emiko doing it, it just seems like that's part of this story. And, and it's then- such a weird thing that Damien's obsession with Deathstroke, which we do find out because when Kid Flash is talking to Damien about why are you so obsessed with killing this guy or yeah. keeping him locked up? And it jumps back to the whole thing before where that one time <laughs> that yeah. Slade Wilson rustled his hair. Right? Yep. He's like, the arrogance, the yeah. impudence. I'm like, you're a little psychopath again, ain't you, Damien? Yeah. We just wash the hair. That's what he owns. <laughs> watch the hair. Uh, yeah, I had that ready for my hair, And even that with, with uh, you have Kid Flash, it's like, really? You did all of this because he ruffled your hair? That's it? That's all it is? <laughs> watch the hair. Watch the hair. <laughs> and that is funny. And that's great, Damien, in my mind that, yeah, that would be because that means that he wasn't respecting him. He was looking at him as a little kid not a man and things like that. that that i like that uh and i like you know some of this i do like the idea that you are dealing with a overall story of hey you're just like your parents that that goes well with this team kid flash yeah. with reverse flash all the things going down i also like that it turns it to the villains as well where you do have you know swerve going i'm not bad like them i i yeah. was a, a Look, soldier I, I was in a hospital with golden glider one time i went yeah. off the path and like you you put me in so a I dungeon like that. What i are like you this doing? idea of should people be judged on things that they didn't do, did do, their parents did all that. I also love that. It goes it along goes the lines with, of like that whole thing with Shane or Justice League yeah, as well. Like I the also whole idea love that, that these people yeah. don't deserve to be locked no. up. Yes, they were villains, but they're not all that well, bad. And they're that's afraid the thing and stuff. Too. I think that's why they put, and this is where you get the cleverness that we like in stuff where you do have Atomic Skull there. It didn't make sense for him there. to be there. He says that here. Yeah. He says they must not like, even know what's going on. I hope you get back on. to the Metropolis Special Crimes Unit. Talk to Maggie yeah. Sawyer, please I mean, this get is where Damien just didn't realize he, he ended up grabbing him, him, and that's what you know. Atomic Skull is just like you know. I don't know why I was here. Like I, I started doing good, and this is what I get. And I like the idea I, that if if you want to have Atomic Skull back on the villain side of things, right. which I would think that they always would. Boy, there's want no that. comeback. He's willing to kill children yeah, now. Yeah, and now of what this is the thing, though, and it's Damien's fault. That's what yeah. I like. There is a re- if we all of a sudden just see Atomic Skull in, a, in an action comics book, which we kind of did at one point, that drove us nuts. But you have him there now, and we're like, yeah, that's all Damien. From now on, any. Thing that it's all any blood that atomic so it's all in Damien's hands because he that's has like, put him back in thing that thing. People say that Batman makes his villains, Damien remakes yeah, them. Yeah, Damien's <laughs> remaking them, and I like that idea of just getting in the head of Atomic Skull, and it's an awful head. Turns uh, out, sitting Brother there, thought he was just going to stop doing all his coat nonsense and start a start, start yeah, up a Starbucks he, yeah, or a coffee shop or something. Would, you know? Yeah, actually, he was going to He was going to start up a campsite. He's a sexy guy. Look at him with Action that helmet. Karate. Yeah, really. Uh, but I like that. Uh, you know, you have an idea that Atomic Skull after this is like, well, almost like we said when Deathstroke had the Stroke Squad. Right. Nobody's believing me. Like, I tried. I did my best. I was actually part of the special unit. And I still got thrown in with these people. Why bother? Why why should I bother going forward? I'm just going to go full out Atomic Skull. Here I go. Maybe rebrand himself. A.S. Atomic Skull. I love Atomic Skull. But yeah, with this, though, you get... 
a lot of Christopher Priest explanation. Is that a lot of you could do when you have an atomic skull just yeah. sitting there? Is that a lot of things you could do I, I differently? I think that maybe he could say, look, I'm the ghost rider. I, you know, there you go. With this, though, you end up with a lot of that, you know, Christopher Priest explanation of Doc Samson. You know, <laughs> underneath the the floor is the you know the electric slide and yeah, you do this yeah, that, that I mean, needed, but yeah. the idea that Deathstroke was there and was like you know helping Damien along to get him through the past so he could become his true self and even giving him the AI wintergreen so he would have the tactical support that he needed now that the whole system of the place was shut down because they shot through the electrical yeah. cables and whatnot I like seeing Damien and this AI wintergreen just talking to each other yeah. as he's trying to get everyone like, do. locked down like Mercy Hall too. get all the titans on board and stuff like that but overall it's just all the answers are here at the end. Like, yes, we have find out Terminus agenda, but for the most part, it is the last couple of pages where you find out that, like, you know, Slade didn't release him. One of the kids that he did set off the Terminus agenda, he likes that. And then the shocking death of Slade, all of this entire story was just here for this for last that. couple of pages. And, and, and it, was, then, yeah. it was shocking. It was compelling, yeah, it but was. it was overblown for what it was. And now Damien has the wintergreen AI. And he also, uh, the, the other thing is, oh, I, I do great. like I the way about of, that. I, I do like the other way where you do have, uh, you know, Deathstroke saying like, yeah, he doesn't even go, you're like your mother. He goes full out race. You know, you're like your well, grandfather. That's a pure race move right yeah, there. Yeah, that's a race move. And I, li- I like that because again, like a atomic skull, Damien has been fighting, you know, since he's come back, fighting the idea that everybody looks at him as, oh, your race is grandson you're you know you're talia's son or is he Batman's son and stuff like that now you could say that that's been overplayed because it has but i don't mind it here because we have seen damien act and again you you want to go with somebody not acting like themselves it would be kind of damien but is he that's why i like the play of slade wilson has slade wilson been acting like himself that's what i'm saying that's what i like this superhero group yeah with that i like that he's like the opposite of what they're gonna say in batman superman (laughs) hey uh, actually that'd be funny because a lot of people have been you know, bitching and moaning since pretty much Rebirth and even the new 52 of, you know, I'll, I'll give you the the biggest one, Poison Ivy. Is she a hero or is she a villain? People want to do that. It would, be fu- it would be funny if this whole Batman Superman ends up throwing that kind of thing in as well, that, you know, the opposite Secret Six, right. but we, they're not going to do that. But with that, at the end, like you said, you have Roundhouse going, yeah, I like also that uh, you, you have Kid Flash call him House. I like that. I like you that. Like That's house. a nickname. I love that. Hey, house. Roundhouse is hey, too much. Now hey, it's house. just house. But that's yeah, lazy. you know, they run into Damien's ship, and that's where the antidote is. Swerves there. You have Jen. All this thing coming to a, you know, a, you know, a crescendo here with it ending with Slade with an arrow through his head and just bleeding out. But like you said, he has a healing factor. He has all that going for yeah. him. He already got that back of his head blown off. Exactly. So, yeah. So I think that he might this be is okay less in yeah. my mind than what he had previously, but it's still pretty bad with that broad yeah, head going bad. through his skull. And, and it, it's, it's a but great, it, and I'm it's a great it, cliffhanger. It, it's an awesome cliffhanger. It's the best part about this story in my mind, but the whole thing too, where, you know, he's talking to Damien, trying to get him to cross that line. Talk, we've even seen this for like two other issues before this, the idea that he's going to, he wants Damien to be the one to kill him. So he yeah. will finally choose a side and the side that Slade wants to see him on. 
hands him the gun and just that progression where Damien takes that gun and just yeah. pointing at him and then Red Arrow ends up taking the final shot to kill him. Like, did, did she do that to, because she's a ruthless person now that she wants to see these or is she saving Damien yeah, from being that person Damien that she's afraid to be, that, that she's already become? Yeah, that Amico already says like, the, I, I am that person. Uh, you shouldn't be or something like that. But I do want you to look like a couple pages before the end. You have Swerve say, a fail safe in case your prison has escaped. Your toxin would kill us. She's there with both guns uh, yeah. yelling. Uh, that right there is what Silencer would look like without the cap. Uh, no, the visor. <laughs> yeah, it, is. it would be without no, the no. visor. That's the, exactly the visor's it. fine. It's the bill of the cap that's yeah, sitting right you, there that, that I don't is, like. That's her without the cap. It looks exactly like her without it. I don't think like you know what Silencer looks like. It looks just like her. That's the costume of Silencer. Silencer has a full mask. Yeah, I'm saying, though, with that, though, that's what it would look like. And it would look stupid. I'm telling you, I'm glad that there's that cap visor deal. It looks better. Uh, but yeah, with that, what did you give this? I ended up giving this issue a 7 out of 10 because while I thought that this was not needed to be a f- crossover to tell the story, this was the best part of this crossover, this whole arc in general. I liked the reveals we got. I just didn't – I think it took too long to get there and this, things didn't make sense to me. Like the idea of the villains having all these guns and weapons out of nowhere to take over the place. I'm like where did this happen? They were just shackled up in a prison. Where did they get these things? Yeah. But uh, overall, I still really enjoyed it. This is the strongest one. I just wish it could have been told a little bit better. Yeah, I'm going to say this or- What's the hair? What's the hair? I, I, I liked it enough. I'm giving it a seven as well. Um, it just, at the end, it just took too long. Like you said, it took too long to get to where we were going, which just seems to be to get Deathstroke dead. And, you know, going from there, Great at least ending, have though. that cliffhanger. And yeah. then next and, having the epilogue, I, a funeral for I, a fiend. I, will, I'm like, yeah. I like that a lot. And I didn't want to say, like, the whole deal of the scores because I didn't want to reveal it at the beginning. But the big complaint was that you should have given it an eight, not a seven. That's kind of, you know, we're, we're all around the same area, you know, eight and seven. I just, uh-huh. I thought that the art was pretty good. I'm saying that the people yelling at you that you were ridiculous. Yeah. I could go up seven. to a 7.5, but I ended up giving it a seven. Yeah, I'm going to go seven as well. And, but I still liked it enough and I like the cliffhanger. We'll see where we're going from there. But the next book we're going to talk about is Adventures Super Sons, number 10, written by Peter J. Tomasi, art team Carlo Barbary. Uh, Matt Santarelli, Proto Bunker, and Rob Lee. We continue the Super Sons, and while I enjoyed a lot of having Jonah Hex here as a robot, it seems like he was it's not over. on the up and up, and it ends up showing me that this story doesn't really have a lot to say. We were supposed to get a lot more of these other worlds, which we didn't, and then here, we all of a sudden see that it's a story being told by the older Super Sons, and that is a callback that I really didn't need, uh, and that's that. Eric. I, I what are you don't about Jonah Hex isn't on the up and up. He's on the up and up. No, he seems like he's a bounty hunter. He's there to you know take him down. He so. went. To, he he went to go shoot up so the the ring would activate yeah, and come to I'm his rescue and be able to that, turn but on. Even that, I'm telling you, I, I didn't really like this issue as much. Uh, oh, there's not and, much to it. It's just really, more of the gang. You you like that part with the old Jonah Hex? How the hell would he know that that was a thing for a training ring that nobody's ever known of? There's no way that he would know this. Know. No, he would know <laughs> shit like that it's such a forced way to end this whole series it, there was no reason for this to exist there really wasn't it's not selling either well, uh, you it's know even a it's weird thing only... because we start up out of nowhere if people didn't read the super sons book before this and it's like it starts up with the way we ended the series of the last super sun series with the older you know john kent and even damien show where he's yeah. it seems like he's reading the story of the adventures of the super sons to his grandchildren and it's such a weird thing yeah. out of nowhere for issue number 10 to start this up when we haven't seen so it I'm since saying, the last we just issue have of the this previous out of nowhere. series it's like i, I this should 
have been six issues. We should have been done. We should have been done Agreed. months ago because there's not enough story. And the idea that we were first told, again, we keep bringing it up, but the idea of these other worlds, the romance world, things like that, that seemed like, okay, multiverse fun. Let's do it. Let's have some fun. Some of these issues, including this one, we really wasn't having that much fun. You actually, in well, this one, I think, take a step whole idea. back. Where we have Jonah Hex Robot, which I was really yeah. all about last issue. I was hoping we get a lot more going forward. He's done now. He yeah, was he's destroyed. Done. And it just like uh, Tommy Tomorrow shows back. Now it's like, all right, like uh, who did we deal with already in the series? And okay, we're going to get Tommy yeah, Tomorrow. The and there's older, two older versions yeah, the older of Rogue, versions. Robin, and Superboy from the Wishing Planet, that which shouldn't exist themselves anymore. themselves yeah. that they gave it up so that they could live. And so that doesn't make sense. And you know, I'm sure you it'll – They'll tell you what happened. Like Tommy Tomorrow fixed his wishing machine yeah, well, planet that's what or whatever, be, brought really, him back. Why? But it's just like, all right, we and that, we're just expanding the gang. Here, let me show you some more of these, you know, cute kid freaking villains. Yeah, and, while, and you know, by this like, point, right. it seems like it kind of run. I mean, when you have this at the beginning, we had things, but when you have Weather Wizard Kid. Uh, now, are you playing with the idea that they're like in the, the you know, legion of superheroes that you're going to have, you know, weather wizard lad. lad and things like that. But y- you're you're even like pointing out that you really don't care that much. Now, Doomsdame, Dame, is, is, that's funny. Do- Dooms, right? Doomsdame. I saw that and I immediately started laughing so hard because yeah. I only thought of wrong turn at that point. Like, that's a brilliant. Doomsdame. Doomsdame. Yeah, and that's Doomsday. funny, but the others aren't really bizarro kid. No. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, and and the I'm whole you, idea. The whole thing is the same joke has been going on for oh so long God. now. Where it's like, all right, I'm Bizarro Kid. Do I have to talk hey, in reverse? Yeah, I'm re- Bizarro Come on. Kid. I I don't like you. Oh, am I supposed to say I do? Oh man, you know I, I'm a gifted kid, but I can't even figure this out. <laughs> that Rex Luther, he's making us play our parts. Yeah, huh. and Lex is like, enough of the acting lessons. Let's go and i'm like no enough of this book i i really was looking forward to it i love the super sons peter tomasi is showing me like he did in that first super sun series he, yeah. he knows the characters he can write really good dialogue when they talk to each other and interact with things he ain't got no stories even this joker is not jr is back for this and for this Th- I'm like, no- all right who- at a space I, cab, you going to show back up? Yeah, and, and I even I, at the I beginning, see, I see the space there, but yeah, is he going to show back up? At the at the beginning, you do have you know the whole bunch of these villains, and really all this has been throughout this whole twelve issue maxi series is the idea of let's get clever kid versions of the villains, but you never went enough with that, and you kind of got away from it for a little, then come back, then go away, then come back. The hypercube there all of a sudden makes a grand return well, even, and being very. Very Even this, the, j- just the plot of it was what we, you know, we escaped that uh, prison planet last time by going and stealing the train. Now. And now the whole thing is the train's going to be crashing. And that's why Jonah Hex Robot went and shot at that little boy, you know, Green Lantern rookie. So the ring would activate to save them for when the train cr- cr- crashes into the starship. And then, uh-oh, out of juice now that we're saved. Okay, that was for no reason. Jonah Hex Robot's dead now. Yeah, and, he gets oh, shot. He Just gets the shot end, by Tommy tomorrow, Rex. and these people show up that have been here for like you know yeah. throughout the series that for no reason there they show up like why are we just doing a recap of what we've already done when you really haven't progressed the story further than the same jokes you've been telling the whole time? Yeah, yeah, that's the biggest problem. It's just the same jokes over and over, and it's just it it was kind of neat and clever at the beginning. It's just by now. 
I, I yeah. just kind of want to see then how it ends. Then. I just want to see how it ends. And yeah, really, we've already told what happens. I mean, pretty much you have the whole bunch of villains going after the Super Sons. You have the beginning where it's, you know, it, it's very uh, Princess Bride-esque where you have the older John and Damien telling their grandkids or whatever it would be the story. And, and almost like even a wink, wink to like the Han Solo. Everything you heard was true. And, yeah, and but stuff like that. that. But we already did it. Already. This Why is what I'm saying. We already back? did it. Why is I that don't, all we're doing? That's what I don't know. It just seems to remind us so that at the end, in number 12, the last page, they can shut the book and say, well, we'll see what stories we get from here. Because I just, I'm bored with this. I'm really bored. I love the art. Oh, my. Uh, oh, the art's you, amazing. You end up with the idea that I guess Jonah Hex couldn't continue. Robot Jonah Hex, you got to get him out of there. So he gets pretty much smashed apart. He was my favorite part I of know. addition and then to the series. As he goes, he's, he's wonking out. I went against my pro. Cramming, and then that's it. And then you have Tommy tomorrow, and the older Super Sons, and and you don't even get the fun. If, if you're gonna Jr. have the fun there, you have to get that Superman. We need him on the side so I can see how fat he is. That's the fun. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it looks great. But yeah, you have Joker Junior there, and there you go. And it's like, oh snap, the Calvary is next. Yeah. No, no, they just showed up. I I don't know. I, I just who broke I'm, my Dunder robot? I'm now, General any Tommy of you tomorrow. idiots want to tell me who the hell shot up my there robot? You're tootin'. But yeah, please I, it, tell us this, who Tommy Tomorrow is, though. This, He's a classic character. You just have him there as window dressing, I not know. explaining anything. And with that's them. the problem: is this whole series is window dressing. The idea of having Doomsdame was to kick her. That that's it. The, the idea of having Weather Wizard Kid is for him to just be there. There's nothing to it anymore. Doomsdame. It, it ended up getting too far. You know, you got too many of these characters, which is the only joke that seems to, they think, was hitting. There's just no story. There's no story. And it story was funny first. It's yeah. just when there's no story and we just keep doing the same thing over and over again. Yeah. It gets stale. Yeah, it is. Doomsdame. Yeah, there you go. Right. <laughs> but yeah, at the end, I'm giving it a six, and that's a lot for art. I mean, the art sure is, is really, really good. The characters the best part about the look book. fun. I just need more, uh, you know, to have them do. You know, when I see a little kid, you know, I'm looking at this cheetah. I want more of her. I need more of Sinestro. I need more of the, the Black Adam. Which is a girl there? I I want more of these, but you don't have enough time to do it. So why even have them? Little there? Black Adam, they, yeah, and they they are window Black dressing. Adam, yeah, they're just glass. Window. Solomon Grundy glass. Lad. Yeah, yeah. Have. <laughs> looks like it might be a girl. Uh, yeah, so I think we saw her previously. I forget yeah, what her name yeah, was. Yeah, you know, there you go. But uh, Cindy Lee Grundy. I just love the idea. We we have this alien out here, right? And I use the hypercube to make him an undead monster, and they're yeah. happy about yeah, this. Yeah, they love it. They love it. And even that, you you start this issue, and you have Rex like, oh man, I blew up the you know Tekron Galtos. Luckily, I grabbed the people who mattered, my team. Let's go. And then you have Damien. I'm gonna grab that hypercube. No, you're not. Boom. End. Ah, there you go. Ah. I hadn't seen. Uh, so six out of ten. What about you? 5.5 out of 10 because the, the, really the only thing that you're buying this book for now is Damien and John and to yeah. see how well they look. And they look great because the art is amazing yeah, in this issue. Do. But the story is just so stale and just yeah. repeating the same things over and over again. And at this point, while I do like the Super Sons as a team, 
I want this book to end so we can move on and do something new with them because this is just really old now. And it's, it's just, no, we're still you. doing the same things that we're doing in the previous Super Sons book that got canceled, not because I mean, it wasn't really selling, but it just wasn't interesting either. Yes. And we're going to move on to our last book. The last book, if you're keeping track, is Batman number 70, written by Tom King, art by Michael Yanning, Jorge Fornes, Jordi Belair, and Clayton Cowles. Batman breaks out of the nightmares, then breaks out of Arkham on the way. He punches bad guys, some of which make no sense being here, and then heads home to rest up before coming back to fight Bane. There you go. Are we done? What's your book of the week? Rintron roars and shakes his fires yeah. in the burden there. This is the problem Hungry with this run. swag on the deep. Why is Maxi Zeus yelling this? Why would this, this be is some all, sort of dialogue you, like, that he would use? Like Narc in Heroes in Crisis, Tom King doesn't know how to write certain characters, so all he does is have them recite poetry or just really, like, you know, just classical literature, yep. and I don't know why. He just doesn't and go back and read some other stuff. And I said that, you know, and, and I got yelled that on the site but people it, seem but, to really eat it up well when that's you what have i'm saying and like i said but the, and i don't get it eating it up is one thing the first time eating it up is one thing the second time like i'm a glutton i am a glutton and i can't eat it up this much and so when you're getting it you're, you're looking for it to mean something but if it's done in each book that he does in different it, it starts to lose its deal and that's what i think a lot of this book especially since people are, are saying since issue 50 when you had the non-wedding but this is stuff that we've had over and over. I mean, yeah, we're not getting as many well, hell yeah's now. And then when we have Batman shows, he, he's just going to repeat what Bane did before in I Am Bane, That's which was kind of is. an homage of, you and, know, wait, wearing him down from Nightfall. And you this know, is back where I so said, uh, any, you know, two anymore, weeks ago. it's the greatest hits of yeah. Tom King's and this previous is what I run said. of the series. Two weeks ago, I said, or three, four weeks ago, whenever it was, when I said that he's homaging himself. And that just seems to me as you're, you're kind of running out of ideas. And I do think, and I, I still will hold to the idea that maybe at 75, because he was doing a lot of other things. He ended up having that time yeah. off for the price and all these. Hollywood maybe care. once we hit 75, we'll see the, the Tom King that we liked in those first 10 issues. And maybe yeah. we'll see that things make sense. I, I'm hoping. But until then... I'm not enjoying this because it is a greatest hits of things that weren't hits for me. If they were hits for you and you like keep on seeing these, that's fine. Now with this issue though, and I'm not going to harp on things too much. I don't want to sit there and say the same negative stuff we always do. I understand people don't like to hear us bitch and moan about the same things. At one point, we took this book off the podcast because of that. Sure but did. what I want to know is Batman breaks out of these nightmares. He breaks out. Right. You do have a great, you know, you have a panel. Kind of like scarecrow yeah. toxin. So you have all these things going on where he's, as you know, Maxi Zeus is going, we're reminded of all these nightmares. When he breaks out, he goes through. Now, Riddler is there. Riddler seems to be there to watch him. I can get the idea right there that Riddler, yes, is part of a Bane's plan. He's right there in the room when you break out of this. But where is the detective work that Batman has done that connects, say, Mr. Freeze to it, where he just goes and punches him? Calendar Man. Yeah, he says things. I don't even know why Mr. Freeze Batman, is in Arkham Asylum since he was like, you know, well, that's, not, yeah. he was not convicted. But I, even that, without you know, that, why is he punching, you know, Dr. Phosphorus? Why is he doing all these things with him? We'll get into when the uh, what guys don't make sense or whatever. What I'm saying is you're relying on the idea that in these nightmares, Batman has gotten evidence 
that he knows that all these people in Arkham, I mean, Arkham Asylum is still Arkham Asylum. He is jumping out. Yes, in his mind, he thinks, and he's been told by the Penguin before he went in this, that maybe Bane has taken over Arkham, but he doesn't know that all these guys are in on a plan. They may be coerced by Bane. They may be prisoners just like he was, that Bane has grabbed them, forcing them to do. I said that the evidence that he kind of goes with through all this is what he figured out in his dream and i said this ends up to me what he does going through and punching people makes it seem like i'm laying at home i go to bed and i have a dream that you stole my wallet and i show up at work and punch you right in your face and then you say what the hell's that for and i say that's for stealing my wallet because half of these villains he doesn't let them he doesn't let them talk and he is taunting them he's yelling at them I like before we got into the nightmares and stuff like that. When Batman lost his fucking mind because he found out about Bane, Gordon said he was done with Batman because he fucking flipped out. And the whole thing was, look, Batman, I've been personally seeing to Bane. I'm like, when yeah. is that going on? Because right now, all the freaking inmates are out of their cells, just yeah, running around, Gordon? apparently watching Gordon Batman. Gordon said that he know. has been keeping tabs on Bane, and Bane has never moved. Batman punching Gordon. Six? Batman He's punching Gordon right? though does not mean that you stop doing your job. Actually, it means you do it more. And and then when you're doing this, find out where. But when is Batman going to be called or arrested for punching Gordon? It's not just the idea idea too. for how much, you know, Batman pulverized the face of Bane trying to get him to show his true intentions. Like his face healed up really quick to have that sparring session with Thomas Wayne in that last issue. Yeah, really. He was a wreck. And so when Batman jumps out of these these nightmares, he, you know, there's Riddler right there doing his riddle. Batman just beats the shit out of him and then answers the riddle and then pretty much goes through the gauntlet of villains. That is this uh, set punch, up? Let's is punch this, Counterman. Let's punch Is Croc, this where Bane has said, I think that Batman's going to wake up in about a half hour. Okay, freeze. You go down near that one cell where they got the, the stairs. I want you to stand there and wait. This is the reality of this, where Batman goes and one punches all the villains, which ends up making... These villains seem so less of what they should be and then just leaves yelling to Bane. Hey, Bane, I'm going to be back with an army. I'm going to be off now. I'm going to go rest. I don't understand what the plan of either is. Batman comes out of this coma that we don't know how long he's been in. He can just punch people. Why doesn't he go after Bane right now? He's going to go get an army is what he says. But why isn't Bane stopping him and just doing it? I know Bane wants to break him, but I, I don't even see where this idea of He's been Batman's been through hell. What hell has he been? And and this is where I want to just, you know, I'm I'm not gonna go too much, but the idea that he goes and the the big thing that is Bane has really crushed him is leaving uh, him at the altar. You you have right. Catwoman not marrying him. But then he goes and goes after a Mr. Freeze, whose basic MO for being this villain and starting it is because he doesn't have his wife. So very similar to Batman's deal. Also, Batman beat him to a living, but you know, just to a pulp before yeah. and should be arrested for that. Did that knowing then afterwards that, oh my, it, you were duped just like me by Bane. Oh, it was a big pre- – but now, now just punches him again and doesn't let him and talk I'm telling and you, this taunts whole thing him. Too, he shouldn't be there. Free seems so scared. Yeah. He can't Why even say the words. Why is he taunting <laughs> him and punching and him? And Batman just beats the shit. I'm like, you learned nothing in cold days, and, did and you? No, you didn't learn anything. And if you tell me, oh, this is why he's showing ba- – Batman has lost his mind. We keep going back and forth with this. We keep going back and forth. And I keep being told that this is awesome because Batman doesn't punch 
punch people, but then the same people love it when he does punch people. You go through this. Yeah, you have the scarecrow who he has said in his dream. This is a variation of the scarecrow talks or whatever. How do you know that the scarecrow wasn't made to do this? And they yeah. they desperately need help. And you and are I, an I, I just want to know why it seems like he's actually going after scarecrow because it's when all he does is beat why the crap out of scarecrow. Just going after Bane and his father. He said in his in his mind in the nightmares that he realized his father was involved. Why is he why is he busy punching Firefly and not going after his father and Bane just to yell, I'll be back. I gotta, you know, check my fantasy stats and then leave. So yeah, have all this going on. This is where we were talking about the continuity and deal. He punches Killer Croc. Killer Crocs should be in Bell Rev and should be part of the Suicide Squad. Oh, yeah. Even though you don't. Then he kicks. I mean, this is like all in a row. It's a greatest hit. Sure of a non hit. He kicks Hush, who the last time we saw was thrown into a Pocket portal dimension. into another dimension yeah. during the prelude to the wedding. Now you tell me that he has come back and arrested. Sure. I need to know that. Then he punches he punches Man Bat. Man Bat is you a hero, hero now Justice in Dark? Justice League Dark. And and pretty much he is punching the, one of the better characters in the, kind of the comic relief of a <laughs> Justice League Dark. This is a guy who's a hero now. You, you can't have him here. That may not be Tom King's fault. He may have had a script that said, and then you have him punch the rogues gallery, the greatest hits. Yeah. This this is also on editorial. I, I will admit that editorial. I, I wouldn't say had that Flamingo is in. one of the greatest hits, but whatever. Yeah, but uh, or I'm Black just saying, Spider. I'm just saying they're just asking, hey, throw all these guys out there, and they do. But yeah, yeah, there's three on one page that kind of don't jive. And and really, they're Kinda. only there. They don't at well, all. I'm saying you could say that Killer Croc got transferred. Uh, you could say these. You can say Man, but you know Man, but you can't. Hush, you no. can say he came out of the portal. They arrest him for what he was doing at that point. All that that's fine. But we didn't see this, so it seems weird. Um, and the big problem though is, wh- why did you need to have Killer Croc there? He just gets one punched. Why did you yeah, need to have Hush there? Do. He gets a you know a one kick, and Manbet just gets slammed. So it's kind of a waste of having him anyway. And it almost to me is is a. A thing that you always say, like when they had Wrath show up and all of a sudden you're just out within a page. Why bring them up and ruin them? Or when you have, say, the, uh, you know, Earth 3, the crime syndicate, why are you ruining this by killing them when, you know, I like them and you always end up doing that? Such a weird thing, though. When we have this whole, you know, Batman going through and one punch and everything, we go to a nine-page panel kind of grid. Yeah, again, greatest hits. But he's like, he has taken Freeze. Good. I'm like, what, did he? T- you mean he's taken him out because he didn't yeah. take anybody? Yeah. And now, like, next will be Scarecrow. Scarecrow, yes, as you requested. I'm like, why did you request that he take Scarecrow out? And why is Batman doing that? Because yeah. I mean, he's not taking him. He is beating everybody up individually. It's not like why? Why are you making plans of who he's going to go to no. next when he's just punching them in the face and moving on? I and, don't and get this I, part. I get that part because it wants to be that Batman is being fooled into this plan. That you know, it's always Bane's plan, and Bane's plans now are becoming. You know, kind of the ambiguous deal, and and this is what drives me nuts when people are but talking about this book. Doing anything with these well, people? He's beating he's them up. That's all him. he wants. I think that basically, if you're going to go with Tom King's deal, I think that he wants Batman to keep beating up people the way he had done in Cold Day. But again, we're, we're already through this. I don't need this more. But I think it's supposed to show that Batman has gone and he can throw it back. I'm telling you, I really want it to be that it's it's filmed, and now we have a uh, you know one of those ads. You think? 
think Batman likes people? Look at him doing this. And and so as you're going through this, the only other thing that I pull back and say, I know that Arkham hasn't been looked at. And I, I said this in my brief. I've talked to people about this. You know, Arkham, it's kind of a joke that it's a place of healing. That, But it is a hospital. It is a criminally insane deal. Some of these characters don't even make sense being in there. But there's Batman just beating the crap out of people in there. Some of these people who do have some legitimate problems and stuff like that. So we go back and like, that's what he did in Heroes in Crisis. Like everything, he just everybody gets beat up. Everybody gets hurt. Everybody is that thing. And it just always ends up making the other people surrounding the things look like they're not worthy. You know what I mean? You have these villains. Yeah. Batman just beats them up one punch and he's gone. So by the end, it, they're just fodder for him to yell. And I just... I hope that well, we do that, see this idea. The thing. They're fodder for him to go through all of them, go up to Harvey and tell him, look, tell your master Bane, I just woke up I'm a little tired. So uh, yeah. I'm going to go home now. Yeah, he's, I'm going to go home. I'm going to be back I'm going to be back with, with an army. army. Yeah. And he's like, so, all right, uh, now let's later, go. Later, Harvey. Yeah, and I, <laughs> I'm telling you, I like the art. I might have been a little harsh on my score. I, right. I could go to a four or five or even a five. I gave it a four. Uh, it's just that... It's the I deal. like the art until towards the end. It gets well, it's, it's really multiple artists. They, like they kind yeah. of do that. So, and I like both the artists individually. Uh, that that deal where Batman is breaking out the Michael Yan and really big. That's awesome. That spread that's awesome, looks yeah. really good. It's just that when I'm I'm waiting for this story to happen. And we've gone through these nightmares and just each issue, I'm waiting for a progression. And for this to just be this, you know, basically well, the script those, is he I'm one punches you, people and leaves. Exactly. That's it. I need more of a had months and months of one shots. It didn't matter at all. He called them nightmares and things like that. He is broken free. And we spent an entire issue where Batman one punches somebody and then leaves without doing yeah. anything for the main story. Just He just leaves. My. That was so goddamn boring. Yeah. Now, and and with that, to pull it aside, and where are these right, nightmares cool. where people can be like, oh, man, yeah, they meant some at the end. Well, he explained that. But if you go on Twitter, Eric saw a story. They ended up saying, hey, how'd you get Amanda Connor to be on your book on Batman? Because she's and awesome. she yelled back to me and said, only if I, like, you know, if I can do, uh, like, the Catwoman's Bachelorette Party. Yeah, Bachelorette Done. Party. Done. That's, so that's how that it was happened. Just to work with Amanda Connor. Yes. Tom King yelled to her at a convention, hey, how can I get you on Batman with me? And she yelled, I want to do the bachelorette party. The problem is we already saw it. So then he's like, done. And now that became a nightmare. And so it didn't even make sense as a nightmare. (laughs) But, you know, that's what we're getting. It just seems as if, and again, where I'm going to say, again, where I'm trying to be positive, I think that maybe he is kind of coasting till we get to that big 75. And then hopefully we finish strong and all of us can love this book. I have loved it. It's my last 10 out of 10 was a Tom King Batman issue. I want to remind people. Yeah, it was back on issue five. But, you know, we're way past that. Wasn't but it, it was. an annual? Did you like this well as 10 I out of 10? I did like that. No, I said that. Annual? No, I told you I gave that a 9.5. I said that if you are liking what he's done up until then, you would probably give it a 10 out of 10. But I gave it a 9.5 at that. But that wasn't anything I've reviewed anyway. That was your book. I was just saying a score. Um, but, yeah, with that, too, I ended up not reviewing this book because I ended up not liking it. And I thought yep. that maybe somebody else should. Then you took it over. Then when you started getting driven nuts by it, I took it back. 
I'm trying to find people to review it. I mean, this is a book where it's the I'm biggest I'm afraid I might book. have to take it back after no, 75 because I, I – okay, There's already say. somebody taking it over. I'm done. All this right, is good. my last issue. Uh, Dan's doing it. I asked him if he All wanted right. to do it. He said yes. He's doing a bunch of other things that I had enough of, and he said that he's you know enjoying it a little more, so that'll be good. I, I'd like to. Now, it's still me and you on the podcast, and we'll yeah. see how that goes. But at least on the site – You'll get a little different view of it because I've just had enough. And and if you think to me or think and say to me like, oh, Jim, if you had enough, you know, that's bullshit. But, but, but I think that, the same, you know, we go back and forth here. If you love it just because you love it or it's not that I'm reading each issue and I'm trying to see some things, but I just keep seeing a repeat of everything that's happened before. And I just need some, some progression and something new. And, and I was kind of getting to the thing earlier where you have the, you know, Tom King loves ambiguous things and going this whole idea of people saying like, I'm like, why would Batman do that? Must be Bane's plan. Where's wrong turn. I need to have him say this must be Bane's (laughs) Uh, plan. We, We don't know this. So you can't, you know, hang your hat on the idea of it must be, but that's just saying that everything's, a dream or everything's this i need solid facts in the issue and in this issue the solid fact is batman goes through one punches villain some of which shouldn't be there and then leaves to go rest and that doesn't seem great to me what would you give it i would end up giving this issue probably because of how much i do enjoy the art even though it's just you know i'm going around and punching various villains yeah. the thing is you do get to see various villains which is cool because yeah, i love that to this so I think I would end up giving it because of that a five out of ten, but yeah. I did not enjoy this yeah, issue. Yeah, I said I, it's I, not even I a did it a five. It's no, just no, just five. a five. I, I actually, like I said, I gave it a four on the I site. And you, boring. You know how it is, though, when you're reviewing it. Sometimes you just get so angry, and I was. I oh, was yeah. pretty angry. At I was this, called but Young now, Justice. Yeah, exactly. You heard that earlier, and I like that more than you. I, I could go as high as a five. Uh, for this here, or just a regular five, like you said, and I'm going to. I, I just I need something to like, and we we all want to love Batman all together. This Obviously, doesn't mean this is the weirdest thing. Is this this DC Comics is here? We love DC Comics, right? Sure and do. Me and you spend hours a day with DC Too Comics and doing this. Time. Why is Batman? The battle. We neglect ground. our friends and family yeah, I, because of DC last comments. night. I was almost kicked out of the house again because of it. Uh, you end up here where Batman is the battleground. We're all fighting a war a- against or for Batman. This shouldn't be. Obviously, no, that there's Batman. something wrong with that. You, you shouldn't have the most popular character in pretty much all of comics be where everybody is there to fight. This is ground zero of this battle that it drives me nuts and it really upsets me. And it makes me sad overall that this is where it is. It shouldn't be. It, it's just crazy. And then everybody, I'm with the stats, you know, all this stuff. It, it shouldn't be. We should all just be loving it. And because it's Batman, but that's my problem is if you like this, fine, but this isn't Batman to me. And that's where you kind of get it. This is more a Tom King book is where the battles are. And I just need something to change where we all love it. And I hope that that is soon. What is your book of the week? What is your book of the week? My book of the week is... DC's year, I had to think. DC's yeah. year, the villain number one. I keep forgetting the name of it. I'm telling you, mine yeah. is actually, and it's funny when you hear it because. I had to think to myself whether I DC's, wanted to call it DC's. Yeah. <laughs> DC's Year of the Villain, uh, that was on the Patreon, wasn't it? Is sure this was. one of these business plans? Because mine 
is a Batman book, and it's Batman Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 3, number one. Number one, The the worst name of a book ever. (laughs) And uh, I I hope that people, when they were listening on the Patreon, the Patreon people listening to that, realize then how much I don't dislike James Tynan because he wrote, and I thought it was awesome. I really, and I'll just tell you right now, even if you're not a Patreon, and you were like, oh, man, you know, I read the first two Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle Batman deal, and it kind of was getting old or whatever. This resets yeah. it and is so, so oh, You're fun. telling me all about it. It sounded oh, really cool. I lo- I, I'm telling you, I love I'm it. I'm going to read it. I'm not a Turtles fan. I really am no. not. And I love this. So, yeah. But really, again, if you want to hear some positivity, you can go over to the Patreon, patreon.com slash weird science and listen to the spotlight with those. And I did talk the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles with Brandon because that's a book that he reviews. And we've always talked me and him with it. Uh, with that, I'm going to tell you what's going to be on next week's podcast. These are the books coming out. We'll be talking about these two of which will be picked by the badasses of the Get Fresh Crew. Beep, boop, and they will be on the Patreon as well. And I'll nice. kind of tell you what the, is leading the charge uh, when we get done this. But it's Batman and the Outsiders, number one. Catwoman, number 11. Detective Comics, number 1003, which we will find out who the Arkham Knight is. Hawkman, oh number 12, which is an issue we've been really looking forward to. Uh, because the this end is of the, the Deathbringer story. It's the end of the end. Also, the end of Brian Hitch being on the book, which is a shame. I'm really enjoying his art on that. We have uh, Reggie and Chris will be talking House of Whispers, number nine. Justice League Odyssey number nine Red and that's back to us I don't want to make it seem like they're going to do all those we also have Red Hood Outlaw number 34 Shazam number five which we were afraid was one of those that got delayed and I've already uh, gotten word from some other reviewer who was right? That is really good. Supergirl number awesome. thirty. We have the Batman who laughs number five. And if you didn't hear the news, they added an issue. Uh, there's sure going to be an issue you know number why? seven because it prints money. That yes, book. it does. Also, it seems to set up Batman Superman in August. That's kind of eh, the other no, thing. It prints but yeah. money. Yeah, I'm telling you. The Flash, number 70. Uh, Wonder, And that's the start of Flash Year One. Wonder Twins, number four, continues that. Mark Russell joined them. Wonder Woman, number 70. I really like the first issue. And then since then, Me I've too. been down on it. But yeah, Wonder Woman, number 70, uh, goes out. Now, right now, that it, the Patreon uh, poll, the bad asses, uh, have picked so far. And it looks like Batman and the Outsiders will be a Patreon-only deal. Okay. It, I don't what think else? that that can be toppled. And in second right now is red hood outlaw number 34 right. which seems to be something that the badasses like to have on the patreon as well but if you want to join up again that's one of you my can books go, i like getting it out yeah. of the way before the podcast yeah, proper comes out yeah proper you can go to patreon.com slash weird science support us for this podcast support us for the marvel podcast support us for whatever we do but also get a lot of shows uh in the meantime pick your level and things like that and i do want to remind people that i'm pretty low jim Uh, We are in the month of May, the end of May. There is an annuals week that will only be on the Patreon. So that's another, you know, incentive to join up. If you join join up now and this moment, you know, when this podcast comes out, you will not be charged right away. We will never do that. You won't be charged until June. But if you quit before June 1st, you will never be charged and you can count it as giving it a shot and it's not for you. That's fine. That that's fine with us. Uh, we are pretty confident that the stuff that we do is decent enough that you would want to stay for at least a month or two, right? Eric? A month or two, yeah. you got to get the deal. But yeah, there's a lot of shows. Check it out. That's all we ask. 
But that is it for the podcast, Eric. There you go. We had a, a we good time, right? We did it all. We had to end up uh, recording all of this in pretty much one night, uh, which we haven't done in a while. It gave you time to go drink, get hungover. Uh, terrible, and, and, terrible decision. And it gave me a chance to get depressed. But that's yep. what we get for doing everything that we do. What do we say at the end of the podcast? That's it for this episode of the Weird Science DC Comics Podcast. Until next time, have a great week. Keep week. it weird, and weird. We'll see you in seven. See you in seven. Oh, there that there's a kind of guy who never used to cry. Tom King has turned this book into misery We lost that man for sure One hundred issues or more It's gonna be a drag misery I look back at all the little things he's done King just can't have fun I am done This book is bad to me Why everyone else can't see It's all it ever will be Misery I look back at all the little things he's done King just can't have fun I am done This book is bad to me Why everyone else can see That's all it ever will be Misery Misery If you just listened to episode 199 of a podcast, what would the next episode number be? Batman. True or false? Pretty low, Jim. False. What is your favorite band? Metallica. What is your favorite song? Uh, Eminem. Finish this saying, a bird in hand is worth two in the nest. What is your favorite candy? Kit Kat. What is your favorite vape flavor? Watermelon. Do you think comics have become too SJW? Yes. Do you think there should be more diversity in comics? Yes. What is your favorite band? Poison. What is your favorite song? ACDC. Closing time. That's it for the podcast. So I guess it's time to go home. Closing time, 
over So turn off your iPod or phone Closing time Nine hours you just wasted Now it's time to get back to work Closing time Pretend you're still listening Cause your co-worker's a fucking jerk Eric's got to go play with his toy Eric's got to go play with his toy Eric's got to go play with his toy Play with his toy And I hit the wrong thing.